0: You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for week three of Jim Carrey Month. Well, it's actually anniversary month, but it's Jim Carrey Month, sort of, as well, as we celebrate the third film from 1994 that had Jim Carrey in it, the second film from 1994 that had Jeff Daniels in it. It's just been a while since we did the first part of that one. And the first film from 1994 that had Lauren Holly in it, we think. She's probably in more movies in 1994, but the first one that we're celebrating it, and we're doing a movie that lives up to this podcast, Dumb and Dumber, the movie that famously made number 17 on Ben Waterworth's top 50 movies of all time list. A a movie that if you think about the humour of Ben Waterworth, this movie's it. And Colin Hilding and every other adolescent boy, as I think we should really call this Adolescent Boy Month which Ben wouldn't mind, and the movie that, of course, the first... You,
1: don't use the line. Don't use the line. Don't
0: steal my opening line, all right? <laughs> just just don't. I'll have to use one that you're probably using, okay? There's too many to choose from, but... Uh, I might surprise you. The first movie uh, written and directed by the Farrelly brothers, well, sort of written by the Farrelly brothers. There might be somebody really famous who also wrote this movie that doesn't get a screen credit. And it also has an ice hockey player in it. I didn't realize he was an ice hockey player. So the things that I learn. My name is Ben and I desperately want to make love to a (laughs) schoolboy. Shut up. I had to use it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's no way even Ben's going to go that far. I was Um, was so
0: many others I wanted to use, but then I'm just like, oh, I can't not use that line. uh, Come on.
1: See, this is where I'm going to surprise you because we're going to go with the two edgiest lines in the movie because my name is Colin and I said, do you love me? And she said, no, but that's a really nice ski mask. <laughs> and screw it, I'm
0: having a backup. My name is Ben and you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> and and can we try one? Let's see if we're on the same page. And my name is Ben and Mark. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Mockingbird. Of
2: Bird. Of ever. Everybody. Yeah. Have, have you heard? He's going <laughs>
0: to
1: buy me
0: a I actually just wanted to start with that to see if you would completely pick up on it. <laughs> but ah, um, oh, we we could just quote this for like two hours, couldn't we? Um, <laughs> this movie's amazing. Oh, hang on, one more. My name is Ben and I got worms. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ben and Big Gulp, huh?
2: Well, <laughs> right. see you later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this movie's amazing. amazing. Uh, that's all I need to say, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, what else can we say? This
1: movie is amazing. It, it is. I, when we did our top 50 movies, I don't know if this is one that I had forgotten to put on there because I don't remember it being on my list, but like, it is right up there. I, I think I said last week, to me, the two funniest movies ever made are Bowfinger and Dumb and Dumber. And I I watched this movie. It's the first time I've probably seen it in a couple of years. But, like, it, everything holds up. Like, there isn't one joke that isn't as funny now as it was 30 years ago when this first came out. Um, It's, it's the perfect comedy. And we're talking about, like, Jim Carrey's acting, like... I don't know if it's because we did Ace Ventura and then The Mask and we're kind of dissecting like Jim Carrey as an actor and not just some funny guy who makes fart noises and, you know, talks out of his butt or stuff like that. But there are moments in this movie where I'm like, I want to cry for this guy. Like, he is so good. I'm not even talking about Jeff Daniels as well. I mean, Jeff Daniels obviously was very, you know, established even before this. But like Jim Carrey's acting in this movie is so good and he is so committed to this. Keep in mind that like, when they started filming this movie, Ace Ventura had just come out. I mean, he's not even signed on to this until after Ace Ventura's release. He's in negotiations, not even signed on until it came out. So that's what, February to December? We're looking at 10 months since so this guy became a big thing. And he's now getting paid millions of dollars. And he's like, I'm going to have a cap removed from my tooth just because. <laughs> that's how committed I am to this movie. And I think the
0: beauty of this season, I don't know if we really talked about it much in the last couple of weeks, is that... Yeah, Jim Carrey sort of has this stigma of being Jim Carrey in movies, right? And it was kind of after these first three. But his performances in all three of these movies are significantly different. Like, yeah, he's yeah. hilarious in each of them. But, I mean, like, the first one we joke about, oh, adolescent boy. But, like, I mean, Ace Ventura is kind of like the the teenage boy movie. Like, everybody sort of is like, ah, like dumb, stupid. And he's just Jim Carrey over the topness in Ace Ventura. We talked about The Mask, how he's kind of two very significant characters in that movie you know stanley because he's kind of grounded and down on his like bum whereas you know the mask is over the top absolute cartoon and then this one you know you are kind of almost sympathetic for this guy like i mean straight away let's just say this is what was the problem with the sequel is you just both of them become unlikable they're not uh, you know yeah. harry and lloyd are not sympathetic characters anymore in the sequel they're just gross out you know like oh, okay ha, ha ha, like you know that's funny whereas this like they're unlikable, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, they're, they're sympathetic unlikable, if you know what I mean. Like, it's kind of, it's done in a way that... They're naive. They're naive. And it's edited in a way where it's sweet and it's you just feel for these guys. And that's that was missing from the sequel. But And and the thing about this one, of all the three that we've done, this is what, the, the most beloved, I want to say? like, Because I think yeah. that... You've said that this is, uh, you know, one of your two funniest movies of all time. I've never really sat down and thought, what are the funniest movies I've ever seen? If I had to right now name it, this is up there. I mean, Zoolander to me is always a movie, which I just, it's hilarious to me. I just, I've never not found that movie funny every time I watch it. Um, And there'd be other movies too, if I really thought about it, but... I, I think, like, this movie was, like, listed on Empire's 500 greatest movies of all time. It was listed as, what, like, the, the best comedy of, like, the 90s on some list. Like, I mean, this has held up, even though at the time maybe it wasn't absolutely beloved, whereas now it, it 100% is. And, and my history of this film, I mean, again, I said The Mask was the only one of these three that I saw at the cinemas. I think this was just one that I knew existed, I would always see trailers for, because I always, like, there's certain bits where you remember trailers a lot. Like I always remember the, Whoa, check out the butt on that. Yeah. yeah. He must work out. Like I just, I always <laughs> remember seeing that in a trailer. I always remember the, the tongue on the the pole. Oh, look frost. <laughs> um, and then I think at some point, maybe in 95, I rented this video. Cause again, my dad would not see Jim Carrey movies, So <laughs> it was just a Ben rented this movie by himself and watched it. I remember this being on TV, similar to the mask and just recording it and just, I can pinpoint the ad breaks in this. I know where the TV edits were in this movie. Uh, like so many things about this that I used to watch to death. Um, but yeah, I don't, I never saw it at the movies, but at some point I would have seen this as an eight-year-old in 1995. <laughs> That's the first time I saw it. Would watch it all the time. And unlike Ace and and The Mask, I would have watched this. Yeah, in the last, probably actually when I think I said I watched The Mask a couple of years ago on a, on a trip, on a plane sometime, I think I had a bit of a Jim Carrey kick because I did remember watching this and then I straight away watched the sequel because I'm like, oh, I haven't watched that in a few years. And I nearly did that again last night, but I'm like, nah, mm. I don't need to watch the sequel. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I, I saw this as soon as it came out, uh, just like Ace Ventura and the Mask, but the same friend that I saw all these Jim Carrey movies. Do you talk with to that time.
0: friend? Do we want to give him a sh- Is that the Trent I don't Queen know. of Colin's life?
1: He, he owes me $850 that oh, I've yet bastard. to see. <laughs> he is the trend Queen of Colin's life.
2: <laughs> Boo! <laughs>
1: And if you're listening to this, I want my $850. Bet Midler you or your friend? Out. Oh, Bet Midler. Yeah, <laughs> she would have paid me. <laughs> she probably doesn't like Jim Carrey, but she would have paid me at least. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, this movie came out. I think it was it, it was as soon as winter break started from school, because I remember it was like the Friday was the last day of school, and it's like let's go see Dumb and Dumber on the Saturday, and we went to go see it. And then when Winter Break, like two weeks or two and a half weeks later, was ending, we're like, oh, before we go back to school, let's go see Dumb and Dumber again. So I think this was, uh, it might have been the first movie that I ever intentionally saw more than once in the theater. I think there was there was another movie that, like, my mom tried to take us to and it was sold out. So she's like, let's go see this other thing we saw before. But uh, as far as, like, I went out of my way to see a movie a second time, like, this was it. And it was only, like, two weeks later. Uh, and um, the soundtrack, you know, I mm. I, I mentioned... Last week, like uh, one of my greatest memories about this is just the soundtrack. Like There was uh, before even the Crash's Dummy song came out, there was the, the Dead Eye Dick song New Age Girl, which was uh, getting a lot of radio airplay. I don't like, this is such a good song. And then the Crash's Dummy ones came out. And of course, Crash's Dummies are from Winnipeg. So, I mean, they, they've always been a huge deal here. But even in 1994, they were a huge deal everywhere. Uh, and I, I wanted so badly, to I desperately wanted a Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. <laughs> uh, and uh, I remember this is right after my mom got a Costco membership. And um, she one time was like, oh, they sell CDs at Costco. So there's ME one. I remember giving her my allowance saying, get me the Dumb and Dumber CD. And it was like two or three trips to Costco where she came back and she never actually could find it. Like it was always sold out there. And then one time she came home with the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. And I, I can't even tell you how many times to listen. In fact, I dug it out here. I have it. Oh, this is my original 1994 oh, from wow. Costco Dumb and Dumber soundtrack that I listened to to death. Uh, even just watching this movie, I mean, every single time a song came on, I'm like, oh, I love this song. I, I can't think of many soundtracks from growing up where still to this day. There's probably a half a dozen songs on it that I'll listen to, you know, multiple times a year. But uh, in some of these cases, I'll still listen to some of these songs, like at least every couple weeks.
0: And I think that. Is what makes this movie so great. And like I said, how how did The Mask not make my top 50 movies of all the time? And I still stand by that should have. But like, this is a movie, like I, I thought this made like 30 something on my list, but I looked at 17. Like this is entrenched wow. in the top 20. Like I didn't realize it made it that far up. I mean, I'm looking here, my top 20 and we're pretty much, again, we've gone through Ben's top 20, which I like this. a so 20, Mrs. Doubtfire. 19, Rush Hour, which we're not doing this year, but I think we're going to do next year. 18, Dante's Peak, we're doing this year. Thank you. 17, Dumber Dumber. Then The Santa Claus, already done it. The Truman Show, already done it. Zoolander, which as I said, uh one maybe the funniest movie to me. Haven't done it yet. Titanic, Colin, uh, The Mighty Ducks, and then About a Boy. So, like, again, we I'm just secretly like putting these movies into your brain <laughs> so we can just do all of Ben's top fifty. So, um, but I mean I think it's the emotional impact of this film because this is a a dumb silly comedy, but it, it uh, to me it's got so much emotion to it that you just don't yeah. realize like the the bit with Crash Test Dummies in it always like strikes a weird chord with me. The end, like I mean, there's just so many moments in this movie where you're kinda like, This movie shouldn't make me feel this way. And even the whole like, mm-hmm. I'm tired of being a nobody, I'm tired of having nobody. And like there's all the edits on YouTube now of I watched like three of them last night, like if Dumb and Dumber was an award winning comedy, if Dumb and Dumber was a Christopher Nolan style thriller if Dumb and Dumber was a horror, um, you know, and kind of like they're cleverly done. But again, I'm not saying this movie should have deserved an Oscar nomination, but maybe in 2024, this probably could have gotten an Oscar nomination based on what movies get. I mean, yeah. Barbie got nominated for an Oscar. I'm sorry. How is well, this different to Barbie? It's less preachy. Um, <laughs> I,
1: I, I mean, when you look at the Fairleigh Brothers, I mean, they follow this up with Kingpin, a movie yeah. that also had a fair amount of heart to it. And then there's something about Mary and something about Mary mm. four years later, it didn't get an Oscar nomination, I don't think. Would but now. that got like gold 100% would now i mean golden globe nominations and everything that was like right. did bridesmaids get best
0: picture because i mean i know and it it's got, got to screenplay Bridesmaid,
1: but it got screenplay and i think it got supporting actress so it got major awards yeah. but yeah like dumb and dumber today this is nominated for best picture uh and it would deserve to be i mean because the script it has so much like you said emotion in it the comedy is just Unbelievably good. And even when I was looking up like the statistics, I think the Fairley brothers basically said like 15% of the movie is improvised. I mean, in Mm. comparison to The Mask and Ace Ventura, where almost all of it is improvised, that's just like even Jim Carrey is like, this script is good enough that I don't need to add too much to it. Even though two of the funniest moments in this movie are 100% unscripted. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about those. Uh, But uh, yeah, you you, you could say Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey, both contenders for acting awards. Uh, I'm going to put a lot of uh, appreciation on lauren holly in this episode because i know when we were talking about ace venturi you were saying like you think that courtney cox was really underrated lauren holly when you rewatch this now and you're really looking to appreciate like people outside of just jim carrey in a movie um her performance is incredible and she does so much of it without talking when you watch the scenes particularly at the end when you've got all three of those characters together her reactions are so priceless like her facial expressions, everything. And the only thing I can compare it to is in the, the Vacation movies, Beverly D'Angelo, which I never appreciated until a couple of years ago, when I'd watch it, I'm like, you're usually so focused on Chevy Chase that if you actually just watch her look in the background, it is sometimes funnier than what he's doing on screen. And I'll say the same thing with Lauren Hollingley's movie. There's parts of this movie where if you're paying attention to her, her look is funnier than what Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey are doing right in your face.
0: I'd, ag- I'd agree with that. And I don't like, I think I mentioned that I only really know her outside of this from turbulence um and i mean, she was in what women want apparently which i haven't seen that she in a long time
1: had, yeah small role in that one yeah
0: which i mean wasn't she in a tv series like uh it was
1: picket fences that was like um oh ncis uh,
0: is what i'm thinking of as well i never oh, watched she it played
1: in ncis yeah but but like um she's she, i wouldn't call her an adopted canadian because i think she actually got her canadian citizenship now but like she is basically 100 canadian now even though she's not Canadian born. And it was, uh, I think it was her second husband was Canadian, so she moved here. But even after she divorced that husband, like still to this day, she, she lives in Canada. Uh, well, her third husband then. So <laughs> she has a thing for Canadians, apparently. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's two different TV series here in Canada. One's a show called Motive, which I briefly, briefly mentioned on 24, because um, the guy that played like Michelle's brother was uh, one of the stars of that show. But Lauren Hawley was like on that show. And then she's now on a show with Victor Garber, which is like this... Uh, kind of quirky like law show family law so uh you can't help but at least as a canadian you can't help but love somebody who's not canadian who says i not only love this country but i'm going to move there literally become a canadian citizen and do all my work here
0: she was in designated survivor that's what i'm thinking of i knew she was in something random I that, that i watched i think she was only like a fairly small role in it um i don't know why like they're not really similar. I guess they're two white women, Ben, you're racist. But I used to always, some reason, get her and Leslie Hope confused. And I don't know if, like, <laughs> when I first started watching 24, I thought that Terry Bowell was Lauren Holly. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. They don't really look similar. Um, but I agree with you. I think she is very, very underrated. And it kind of makes me happy that her and Jim Carrey, like, got together after this movie and were married for a couple of years. It yeah. didn't really last. But she was one of these ones that I think – I. I think the only reason why I watched Turbulence is because I saw that she was in it. I think I nearly (laughs) watched NCIS because I saw she was in it. Like, she's just one of these random ones where I say, oh, Lauren Holly, I love her. Um, And she always seems like a nice woman. Although I don't know if she really has done a lot of, like, press around this. I mean, I don't know, like, we're recording this obviously in in February, so this maybe will have 30th anniversary stuff later this year. But uh, I guess maybe her and Jim Carrey didn't exactly end on good terms, maybe, so maybe that's why she hasn't, you know... She's not one of these ones where like we talked about like Cameron Diaz doesn't really, I haven't really seen talk about the mask. don't even think I've seen Courtney Cox really talk about Ace Ventura. Like it's kind of like, you'll see these actors in beloved movie franchise or franchise or films that will eventually come out and, you know, do like a podcast or like a reunion. But again, I maybe just didn't dig enough, but I, I can't ever really recall about 10 years ago when we had the sequel and a lot of people were coming out talking about the original again, that we had Lauren Holly really talk about it.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, well, as I was watching this movie, I was trying to remember if this was a real story or, or something just in my head. But uh, I, I I don't know what the circumstances were with her and Jim Carrey splitting up. I mean, I don't know that they were divorced several years before this. But when me myself and Irene came out, when Jim Carrey did the the the, the other Fairly Brothers movie, uh, I swear that originally they were saying, "Oh, they're looking to get Lauren Holly back," which ended up going to Renee Zellweger. And just, you know, maybe it was something where the movie was in development for a couple of years and they were still married at the time, but i can't really find anything on that but like i have a a very vivid memory that she was still in discussions at least where they wanted to bring her back for that one and then just eventually didn't do it
0: i didn't know that there you go i mean it
1: it may it may just be in my head who knows but it's something that i have memories of so it may have happened
0: i'm seeing there was a there's an article here from the com published in february 2022 uh, that she said it was a blast on set. Um, despite working on the film years ago, the actress still has nothing but good words when it comes to her experience working alongside Jim Carrey. It'd be easy for Holly to set her on a role, especially given that she dated and later married Jim Carrey. They would get a divorce after than a year. Hollywood revealed that her personal life was a struggle when they separated. Nonetheless, it didn't change the way she felt about the film. Alongside notable life, she revealed that it is still a great honor for fans to approach her about the film. I love that movie. I love everything about it. I love people talking to me about it. I feel really fortunate. I have such an iconic movie under my belt. It's lasted it was such a wonderful experience. I was already in love with Jim. We were living together and the whole crew was so fun. We were laughing all the time. Oh, well, that makes me feel happy. Thanks, Lauren.
1: I'm pretty sure you did mention on Ace Ventura that she was one of the ones who auditioned Mm. for the Courtney Cox role in that and didn't get it.
0: Yeah, well, she was. And it's, I mean, I think all three of the main women in all of these Jim Carrey movies that we've done so far, to me, are all underrated. Don't get talked about. All very big name actors. Um, So, you know, it's kind of worked out well. Uh, John Hughes apparently wrote this. He apparently created this movie. I didn't know that until I was reading about this. Um, he wrote a 50 page script that he basically sold to the Farrelly brothers and then was like, yeah, nah, don't put my name on this. Um, cause I think there was like a back and forth between them and the Farrelly brothers. I think they basically went to the Farrelly brothers and like, Hey, like I'm John Hughes. This is what I've done. What can you do with this? And they went back to him and they were like, this is a script. And John Hughes was like, cool. And then there was like a picture deal or something that John Hughes ran out and he was basically like, yeah, don't put my name to this. So mm-hmm. did you know that, know that John Hughes
1: essentially I- created Dumb and Dumber? I mean, I read that trivia a couple days ago and I I did some digging into it just to see like how much of this is real, which which, it sounds like he came up with the idea for this movie. Like he said, he wrote half of a script, kind of went to the Fairley brothers who were unknowns. They were just writers at the time and said, what can you do with this? They worked on it. John Hughes then said, I don't want to do this movie anymore. Uh, And I think what it came down to is John Hughes, like, uh, yeah, he had a deal with the studio, Mm. which he left. So the studio was going to make this movie. But John Hughes wasn't going to be involved in more. So he's like, well, since I'm not working with the studio, take my name. I don't know how much of the material in here is his. I mean, it could be it was a completely different movie when he was on there. Um, it, it could be that, uh, you know, half of the stuff in here is John Hughes stuff and just nobody will ever talk about it. Because I know John Hughes like became a very reclusive guy. There's probably around this period he stopped directing movies, too, and he just started doing like a few writing jobs here and there. Um, but uh, th- there's also the other screenwriter on this movie, which uh, what's his name? Uh, Bennett, uh, Yellen, which again, I don't even know what his contributions were. But maybe, maybe that was a situation where John Hughes was working with this Bennett Yellen uh, on the movie. And when John Hughes says, I don't want to be attached to this anymore, Bennett Yellen's like, I still want my screen credit, you know, give it to me. And the Fairley brothers just did their own thing because the Fairley brothers, they weren't like opposed to working with other writers after this. But, uh, yeah, it's a weird situation. Like you would think that would have been a bigger story over the years or even today, like John Hughes is beloved and everything. Uh, But I've never heard that mentioned until I read it a couple days ago.
0: I just want to touch quickly on the Farrelly brothers because they are also like, they're definitely directors and brothers that when their names are attached to something, I'll maybe take a bit of notice because obviously, you know, they've got their really famous ones, you know, this, and then there's something about Mary obviously shot them to the stratosphere. I know you and Matt Dyson did that one. Uh, I just re-watched Green Book, which Peter, obviously, uh, you know, Academy Award winner, Peter Farrelly, which, again, gets a lot of criticism now, which I think is unfounded. I mean, I re-watched it again in the last month, and I think that movie is great still. Like, it holds up very, very well. But I think, like, some of their other ones that they've done that I randomly really like that I don't feel gets talked get talked a lot about now. And at the time, they were a big deal in their release. Like, Shallow How was a huge movie when it came out, but I feel yeah. that gets forgotten about. Doesn't I mean I know there was like articles in the last year or so about how it doesn't hold up well and you know Gwyneth Paltrow felt disgusting do it and I think even Jack Black's come out like in hindsight it's cool, it's modern audiences, we're gonna apologise for things. But I mean it's a funny movie with heart in a way. Like they were meaning well, I think, in Shallow how that maybe there are elements that perhaps don't hold up. Fever Pitch or Perfect Catch, whatever you want to call it. Like, I mean, again, we've talked about that a lot on this movie, on this podcast, and I really, really like that. I have seen Kingpin a long time oh, ago, which so good. I remember that. I mean, Me, Myself, Irene, to me, is one of the more forgotten Jim Carrey movies, which, mm-hmm. again, like I, I used to watch a lot as a kid, and I always forget that that's a the thing there as well. I don't know if they really fell out, because I know um, The Three Stooges wasn't, wasn't received well back in the day when they did that. Movie Forty Three, obviously, we've touched on. They they did that. Well, one of them did. Peter did that. Uh, one of the the bits. But I think you 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 did Champions on the show like a year or so ago, didn't you? Which yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, they did so- the Ringer, the Heartbreak Kid, which again, movies that were you know, some. I mean, I like the Heartbreak Kid. It was a bit of a weird Ben Stiller movie from memory. It wasn't like up there as one of their better ones, but it was still a good movie. But I mean, I don't know. Like, how's how's the the reputation of the Farrelly brothers now, given that one of them is the Academy of Warner. And they haven't, they haven't done a movie together since Dumb Dumber Dumber 2. So it's been a decade well, since they've done one.
1: Well, I, so uh, the, the one movie you didn't mention in there was the one of theirs, this forgotten that I remember just thinking was amazing. That was stuck on you with Matt Damon. and I love that movie
0: too. Sorry. I, I'm reading over that. Which, I knew there was another one. I wasn't mentioning. And I love stuck on you. Great movie. We're sure look right Frankie
1: right? Muniz. Sure. That makes that holds up. <laughs> But looking now, obviously, this Bennett Yellen was a Fairly Brothers guy because he did the story with them for Suck On You. So he collaborated with them later. Um, But I I think one of the things with the Fairly Brothers is that their early movies all were controversial, even at the time, but have unfortunately become things where people people want to focus on almost by just you read a synopsis for a movie like, well, that's offensive and they don't watch movie because. To be honest, shallow. How like that movie again? It had some heart to it. It really um, did. It wasn't. There was no mean intentions about it. Same yeah. thing with Stuck on You. Uh, and me, myself, and Irene. The same. I remember mean, when that came out, people were like so offended. Like mental illness is nothing to joke about. But again, like the movie's not making fun of it. It is. It it, it it's it's a movie with a purpose. And you could say the same thing with Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, any of those. Uh, you can see where their career starts to drop off with the Heartbreak Kid and then Hall Pass, the one with uh, Owen mm. Wilson, which. I remember thinking that that was better than I expected, but it wasn't particularly memorable. Um, yeah, they they kind of went their own ways where one of them did the Green Book and one of them did uh, the Woody Harrelson one champions. But I don't know if you saw this. They're reuniting to do their first movie together since Dumb and Dumber 2 that's coming out. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year. It's a Christmas movie, so we could hope for this year dear santa with uh, jack black and keegan michael key uh the the plot is a young boy accidentally mixes up his spelling and sends his christmas list to (laughs) satan instead of santa (laughs) (laughs) this movie i'm going to be excited to watch this one when it comes out uh yeah the fairly brothers they were like they were they were a name Uh, and it wasn't like from the at first when kingpin comes out from the guys brought you dumb and dumber something about mary comes out from the guys brought you dumb and dumber and kingpin uh, ever since something about Mary, you just put their names on a movie and that's sold. Even some of the ones they just produced, you'd be like, from the farrelly brothers. And meanwhile, they're not actually making the movie, they're just lending their names to it. Uh, they're about as big as you can get in comedy. Uh, and I'd like to see them, you know, make a comeback together again. Cause like the style of movies they made, you can't duplicate any of these. Like, you you know from Dumb and Dumb at Kingpin, something about Mary. It's stuck on you, me, myself and Irene. You know that that is a Fairly Brothers movie and it's the type of comedy that other people don't do. And so much of that is that they are making controversial movies, but they're doing it with that heart that nobody else really gets.
0: Which is what I remember when there's something about Mary came out. It was like the whole like, oh, gross out. Like I I feel like that kind of started that period where obviously we started getting things like American Pie and like kind of like really like going that direction of comedy, which again, now people are canceling like 20 or so years later. Which I mean, American Pie is a movie filled with American Pie would. I'm sorry, that would get nominated for Best Picture today. Like, we- if we ever do American Pie, yeah. like that is underrated as a drama. Like, not a drama, but, even- but like it's <laughs> like
1: like a dumb like
0: a comedy with some drama in it. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, because even at the time when that movie came out, like that was a very small movie that I don't even think was meant for theatrical release. And it got so much buzz because people were saying, this is like a top 10 of the year type movie. And all of a sudden it becomes this massive blockbuster.
0: Which so, but with D Sander though, I'm saying here that it's only a Bobby movie. Like it's, but Peter's riding on it, but I don't know if it's like technically a a together movie.
1: Like, th- that's actually the same as Dumb and Dumber because mm. uh, they, they build it as the Fairley Brothers, but I think Peter Fairley did the directing and Bobby did more of the writing. The, so the, they're, they're just, they're foregoing the Fairley Brothers name, but they're sticking to the same type of dynamic that they always had before. I, I do love here when
0: you've got the little box at the bottom of Wikipedia and it's got like, you know, Fairley Brothers together, Peter only, Bobby only. Look at Peter only, movie 43. Followed by Green Book, (laughs) (laughs) one of the worst movies of all time, often voted by people, done then by an Academy Award winning uh, Best Picture. We also just want to say randomly, Jack Black, Dear Santa, I'm so annoyed, like, don't get me wrong, thank you AOC for giving me a job at the Olympics and I'm so glad that you're flying me over for free. But why are you flying me over on the day that Tenacious D are coming to Australia and performing in Sydney, so I don't get to see Tenacious D perform live because they're performing the night that I fly to Paris? So first world problems by Ben Waterworth, I realise, but <laughs> oh no, you're getting a free trip to Paris. I, uh, you know, can't go see Tenacious D quickly before we get into the movies, though. I mean, I always love reading the casting on this, and like we, you know, luckily Rick Moranis wasn't attached to this one because I mean, Rick Moranis—it <laughs> could have been the year of Rick Moranis. Uh, we we missed out on the mask. You missed out on Ace Ventura. But so names that were attached to this film, apparently we could have had Gary Oldman and Nicholas Cage in the role of this. Now I can kind of see it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Nicholas Cage absolutely was meant to be um, Harry, but then Gary Oldman is Lloyd. Yeah, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do like on IMDB when you've got like all these other names, it's not really verified, but uh, also Steve Martin and Martin Short. Again, Martin Short and Rick mm-hmm. Moranis. Both are robbed of roles in 1994. I can see that. Chris Elliott and Rob Lowe are both obviously attached to this one. But Nicolas Cage was the one. Apparently Jim Carrey was cast, and as you kind of touched on, he went from, I think, being offered $700,000 in this movie to $7 million, basically, because at the time of filming this, Ace Ventura came out. So he pretty much was paid half this film's budget. Um, And then Nicolas Cage... They were trying to get him for $2 million and then basically he was like, nah, I'm going to go do Leaving Las Vegas instead, which he won an Oscar for, right? So, I mean, you know, I guess he made the right decision. But then Jeff Daniels, which I was so fascinating to read how much they wanted Jeff Daniels. So Jim (laughs) Carrey was fighting for Jeff Daniels. They only offered him $50,000 and pretty Mm. much Jeff Daniels' agents were on the phone to him going like, "Like, you need to not do this move," because he was renowned as a dramatic actor at this point. And he had his agents the night before filming saying, like, no, no, you are, this is going to kill your career. You were you are going <laughs> from this, like, Oscar potentially winning actor to doing one of the dumbest movies of all time. Uh, apparently, the first week of filming, like, even the studio was so unsure about him, they filmed all his and Jim Carrey scenes separately because he was kind of being trialed as, like, a well, you might not work out, so we might have to go with somebody funnier. And Jim yeah. Carrey fought for him because he was like, no, we need to have, like, a, a straight guy. Like, we need to have a serious guy who can do work comedy off me. And, I mean, to this day, I think they're, like, still very good friends. Uh, they talk nothing but positive things about it. Jeff Daniels, like, pretty much you see any retrospective thing he has done and he will always talk about how, like, this is one of, if not the best movie he did of his entire life. Um, and let's be honest, I mean, at least from my perspective, I only ever knew Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber. And now I will watch him in things like, I mean, I love the newsroom. I've talked about the Comey rule. I've talked about the looming tower, like all these Jeff Daniels movies that like now I think and TV shows, which I think he's absolutely fantastic in. Uh, I didn't know he was a dramatic actor. I thought he was the guy from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Even I hadn't seen Speed at that point. So like to me, it wasn't like when I saw Speed for the first time, I'm like, what? Like he's he's not funny. Like what's going on? (laughs) So, I mean, again, another one of these what could have been style movies. I could see Nicolas Cage in this film. It would have been a, a great movie having Jim Carrey and Nicolas Cage flying off each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have been epic. But, I mean, I, again, I think at the end of the day, history will always show that they cast this movie correctly.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Jeff Daniels story. Now, I, I had there's a podcast I don't know if I mentioned on here Not for the movie Speed. Uh, no, I'm talking about something good, (laughs) uh, but, uh, because it's the 30th anniversary of speed, there's this podcast called 50 miles per hour, where it's basically 50 episodes covering everything about the making of the movie. They'll have an episode on the special effects an episode on the stunts and stuff like that. And, uh, the, what they did one episode where they were, uh, going over Jeff Daniels and I actually had an interview on there with him and he barely talked about speed and that he basically talked about speed by saying, you know, at, at that point, They had offered him speed. And that was one of the drafts of the script where I think his character was supposed to die in the opening scene. Mm. And he's like, well, my career is not doing great right now, but it's not doing that bad when they're like, oh, we're going to rewrite it. So you're in the movie for longer, whatever. All right, then send me that script. Uh, But after speed, like, or I guess after he shot speed, but before it came out, so he hadn't had a hit in a while. And he was offered two movies at the same time. He was offered this and he was offered another movie, which uh, on that speed podcast, he only referred to as a movie about divorced dads. That was like Mm. an Oscar bait type movie. And that's what his agents were pushing. It wasn't even just to like dumb and dumber is going to kill your career. They're like, we have a better offer that's willing to pay you like a million dollars or something like that. I looked up what the movie was. This movie called Bye Bye Love, which considering I don't think anybody <laughs> I didn't even know this movie existed, uh, shows you what the right choice he made was. Uh, but uh this other movie was like an Oscar bait movie. It was, you know, something he was gonna get paid a fortune for. And then he was offered Dumb and Dumber. And his agents were like, Yeah, I'm not even gonna tell you which one you should take and he's like well i want to do the one with jim carrey and like well why like this guy's the the, the guy from in living color and he he saw that jim carrey had his potential to be something big again before ace ventura had really come out right uh and um he wanted to challenge himself to do a comedy which people thought he couldn't do and he was so adamant about this that i they were literally on the phone with him begging do not do this movie and he basically called them and said my decision's final i'm doing dumb and dumber now, bye, bye, love. I'm looking uh, at the cast right now, and I'm sad we're Matthew not covering Aldine, it. Amy P- Randy Queen. Yeah, uh, Amy Brenneman, yeah, Amy Brenneman's in it. Uh, Paul Reiser, Janine Garofalo, Mae Whitman, uh, yeah. the, Eliza Dushku, Win- we Doctor in True Lies, Maria Patillo from Godzilla. Wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, ha- has a big cast. Jack Black is in that movie. DJ at party. No, oh. uh, but the movie. Uh, ends up bombing, got 18% of Rotten Tomatoes. We know what was the right choice that he made here. But yeah, he was so adamant to not do uh, this other movie that he wanted to do Dumb Dumber, and it was the other way around, where his agents are begging him not to do the movie. The studio offered him the $50,000, assuming he's going to turn it down, and then they're basically trialing him, expecting he's not going to be funny so we could fire him. But I guess Jim Carrey was one of the big guys championing him, saying like, no, Jeff Daniels is the guy I want in this movie. So... I mean, good job, Jim Carrey. Uh, imagine if this movie had filmed a couple of months earlier, before Ace Ventura had come out. Because now they're like, "Well, we got to pay this guy seven million dollars, and everything this movie relies on him." So, if Jim Carrey says he wants Jeff Daniels. I guess we have to hire Jeff Daniels now.
0: I just and I, I always love, and we always talk about this on our other podcasts when like you get certain actors become known for something, and and then you know they either embrace it or they just you know Daniel Craig and I never want to talk about that again. Sean, <laughs> I never want to talk about that again. But like like that makes me out like Jeff Daniels always talks about this and let's just let's yeah you, you got to imagine that like as an actor you you know you do so many things and yet what are you known for like we joke about the fact that we got fucking Fran Drescher on 007 and we played it on this I mean what's Fran she's known for the nanny and like we talked to her legitimately not about that and she brings up the nanny which we're not you know whatever I mean I just met freaking Kelsey Grammer. what's he known for like you know but like I love Fraser. don't get me wrong, but I would have equally talked to him if I had longer about, you know, The Simpsons, Uh, you you know, things like that. Or Money Money Plane. When are we doing Money Plane? Have you heard about him in Money Plane? Have you heard about this film? I think
1: you mentioned it to me. Oh,
0: it's like, it's got this, I think it's becoming this weird cult film that in five years time it's going to be like bigger than The Room. Like seriously, every time I talk about Kelsey Graham, like, have you seen Money Plane? Like, I mean, I just, we need to do Money Plane. Anyway. I just v- love it when you
1: met Kelsey Grammer. Hi, Kelsey. Have you seen Money Plane? <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> He's very proud of it. But, like, I love that. And, that when, I mean, one of the best things about when Dumb and Dumber 2 came out was just the publicity and sort of the nostalgia. And that was obviously, what, the 20th anniversary of that. So that was 10 years ago. We could have, we, we nearly did do Dumb and Dumber 2 for this month until we added uh, Man in mm-hmm. the Moon instead. But, like. Them like there's the the interview. I think it was Conan where basically Jim Carrey came out in a Jeff Daniels interview, and that was just all about their nostalgia. And they just they genuinely seem like good friends. And I'm pretty sure there was like a like Jim Carrey's birthday recently. There were like paparazzi shots of them out and about drinking and uh, like Jim Carrey's like friends. And like you see like you know Jim Carrey's obviously got like legitimate friendships with like Conan O'Brien and like other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Jeff Daniels was there as well. So it makes me happy. Like it's I like that mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels embraces this. And, like, doesn't just become a dick about it. Like, oh, just ask me anything else about it. Dumb and Dumber, you know. So, anyway. Uh, let's do this movie. Now, I, I was trying to find what version I have. Now, I've read that there is a theatrical cut, a director's cut, and an extended cut. I don't know which of the three I've got. So, I don't know which one you've know. watched either. Because... I- Even watching this last night, again, there's still scenes which are obviously deleted, extended scenes which still seem weird to me. There's one scene that's cut in this movie that I remember there being in a version I used to have, which is not in the version I've got now. So, again, I could be talking about scenes in this that don't exist in your copy or people listening at home, if we had listeners. Like, I just, again, how long does, my version goes for an hour and 52 minutes. So I don't know what version that is.
1: Uh, I'm gonna look to see how long mine is. Like I, I know the theatrical cut by heart, uh, and I know the version I have is not the theatrical cut. I also know that I've seen a TV cut of this mm. that has different scenes, uh but not all the ones. So I'm gonna assume the one I have is the director's cut. An hour fifty-two fifty is the one I have here. Okay,
0: well, I've got hour fifty-two forty-four. So maybe we got the same version. Maybe uh, i I mean, maybe. I remember the TV edit that. Like, again, but I feel that wasn't... Because I know, like, Australian TV, and I'm sure all TVs do it, they used to always edit it to, like, you know, be suitable. So, like, for example, in Mm -hmm. the TV cut that I used to have recorded, and I knew it was different because I used to rent the original so much, like, the bit when he rips the guy's heart out of his chest, that's severely edited. The I want desperately want to make love to a schoolboy line (laughs) is cut out of the TV cut. Like, there's certain bits I know that are cut from that version. Um, But anyway, so... If there I, are things
1: in the version I watch, which there's no way they aired on TV. So yeah, but, <laughs> if the TV version is the extended cut, cause I know on TV, they have bonus scenes. I'm yeah. going to assume director's cut for this.
0: And I know there are, there are other scenes which I've read, which I have seen. Like there's a scene like when he's got the tongue and the, the assassin woman, like shoots a mime or something like that. Like I know that exists. I've seen that before. That's not in the version I'm watching. Um, but I, there are two scenes that in my version they've added, which the reason I don't know if I really I like the old cut I used to watch because there's two extended scenes, which I think kind of make them almost more unlikable. And I don't like it. Um, but anyway, we'll get to that. So uh, we get the fake which I watched a few of the original trailers for this and I didn't realize that this was in the trailer The the famous like opening bit. when He's like, hi there. Like he's driving along in a limo. You see this hot girl at a bus stop. And he's basically like, "Hi, I've got a lecture just down the street. i wonder if you can tell me how to get to the medical school." And you got this woman doing the most fakest like Austrian accent ever, which makes it funny. You go, "Don on the third on the left." She sounds like Dutch or (laughs) Swedish or something like that. It's like you got a lovely accent there, New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get? I was recently in New Jersey. Uh, They sound exactly like this, and we get the Austria followed by the, oh, Austria, well, g'day, mate, let's throw another <laughs> shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Racist, doesn't say anything like it. Um, which there's, uh, Jim Carrey apparently never been to Australia. There was an interview he did on, like, Graham Norton where he's got Margot Robbie on there with him. And, like, Jim Carrey, love him, but he's a little bit creepy around attractive young actors if you've ever <laughs> seen him, like, hanging out with, like, Margot Robbie and other actors. So, you know, good for him. But, like, he's basically, like, going to, like, Margot Robbie, like, oh, thank you you've you done so well for yourself. Congratulations on your success. And he's like, yeah, I've never been to Australia. And she's like, what? And it's like, how have you never been to Australia? And it's like, oh, they've never flown me out there for publicity. So like, come on, <laughs> Australia, do better, fly them out here. <laughs> but um, she's just like, no, let's not. Um, you mentioned the chip tooth, which that's a real like Jim Carrey chip tooth. Apparently he had his teeth yeah. capped uh, when he's been in uh, movies and TV shows before, but he had it removed for his commitment to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we sort of get this opening sort of intersection between him and we meet Jeff Daniels for the first time. So uh, Harry's a limo driver. Uh, Lloyd, uh, sorry, Lloyd's a, uh, a limo driver. Harry is a mutt cuts driver. Mm-hmm. We've got the famous sheepdog. <laughs> He's driving a, what is it? 84 seven, sheepdog. 84 sheepdog. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I've never noticed before until this time, I've seen this movie nearly probably a hundred times. I never realized that the opening credits are deliberately misspelled.
1: Did you know this? I No, I, I didn't catch it this time, but it's something that did take me years to figure out that there's there's so many. Like, I think production, it has a K in it and stuff yeah, like that. Some designer, yeah, costume, designer, music, and, M-U-Z-I-K. And it's even like at the beginning where it's like uh, whatever the studio was, presents, and there's a Z on the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd never noticed that until this time around, and then it is in the trivia of it. Which we got this song, which is not on the credits, but uh, I've got, because I think this this was used in something else, I feel. But like, I've always had this song. (laughs) I always thought it was Shaggy, but it's not Shaggy. Um, It's like boom. Apache Indian. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Often confused with Shaggy. Um, I mean uh we're just gonna lose it all the time uh so harry's like driving these dogs around and uh feeding them food and I, I remember when subway first came to tasmania and i you know it wasn't i think outside of um happy gilmore i didn't know what subway was but whenever you see they have the footlong and i was going long, who wants a foot long? get out of here you know in your Very dreams funny. <laughs> Um, and then we, he basically has fucked these dogs up, Mrs. Nugibon. noodleborn no, 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 but It's okay, I, I I trimmed them and trimmed them myself. And then she opens them back; they're covered in like ketchup and mustard. And like, oh, maybe you want to give them a bit of a wash, a
1: bit of a brush. And did you recognize her? No, I didn't. Okay, I, the actress's name's Lynn Shay. She's uh she's been in a lot of other fairly Brothers. I get yeah. I guess you hadn't seen Kingpin. In Kingpin. She plays like a landlord lady or something like that. Woody Harrelson has to have sex with. And then that's where I think I mentioned another movie, like he full on vomits on camera. Uh, But I think now she's most well known for all of those um, insidious movies or one of the, one of those franchises insidious or Annabelle. One of those, she's in like all those movies. Sure.
0: I've seen them all. Can't stop (laughs) watching them. I just want to stop recording right now and go watch the latest Annabelle
1: movie. It is insidious. She's in, yeah, but she's, she was, and Dumb and Dumber Kingpin, and there's something about Mary. I don't remember. Oh, Is yeah, she the about Mary. she's the old lady. She's the lady with like the, the bad tan. Oh, okay. There's something yeah, with about the Mary. really
0: gross boobies. Okay. Because yeah. when I first looked at her, then I'm like, I'm like, was that her? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So
1: and apparently, also in Me, Myself, and Irene Stuck on You and Three Stooges. So she's been in oh, most of the Farrelly Brothers. She's just
0: the Farrelly Brothers. Um, what's a Face? Uh, Helen and Bottom Carter, how she's always in her husband's yeah. movies, right? Like, you know, there you go. Um, but then <laughs> the Lloyd stuff. Just. Oh, the, the, like, I love it when she, like, when he goes to the house of, like, when we, when we meet uh, Lauren Holly for the first time, Mary, banging on the door. <laughs> and then I always love the, the, the spray. The knocker. Like, <laughs> I used to always, like, um, do that. Like, I remember as a kid, so I didn't realize that this was, like, a separate mouth thing, right? I literally thought he just had, like, aftershave of perfume. This is how dumb I was as a child. So I remember, like, getting my mum's perfume once and spraying it in my mouth as, like, a, no. as an eight-year-old. <laughs> Learned that pretty quickly, that that's not a thing. But I love it when he pulls out of the house. Suck me sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbed his heart. Uh, just <laughs> Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? <laughs> How'd you guess? Well, I saw the luggage. Once I saw the airport ticket, I put two and two together. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, Aspen, California. Beautiful. Which, again, as a kid, didn't know that that was a joke. Like, uh, as an eight-year-old? I didn't know
1: either. I didn't know where Aspen was. Yeah, I
0: mean, an eight-year-old Australian, I don't know where Aspen is. Um, I I didn't know Aspen was a town until this movie. I knew people recently who went to Aspen, and I'm just like, oh, dumb and dumber, which, of course, wasn't (laughs) actually filmed in Aspen, but, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, But, you know, the whole, like, oh, statistically speaking, you're going to, like, get killed driving to the airport. And there's little things which I think it took me ages to realize. But if you look in the background, you see, like, a truck exploding, because um,
1: he, he one of the things he mentions is you're more likely to get you know caught underneath a gas truck or something like that and you you hear the noise of what sounds like a gas truck yeah. and then the explosion in the background right after he mentions it
0: and then she's like oh lloyd would you mind keeping an eye on the road like, can't be too careful a lot of bad drivers out there <laughs> and it's just like i love like the moment when he's just like you know um i hate goodbyes and he's like how about a <laughs> hug which, it always, like, uh, Jim Carrey must love playing these people who get attached to people. That's why maybe I love Jim Carrey so much, because I recently watched The Cable Guy, and I always, like, get the um, the scene when he says goodbye to Matthew Broderick for the first time confused here, when he's like, oh, you're just getting to know someone, and bing, bang, got to say goodbye. Like, that's the opening bit of The Cable Guy, when he's, like, seeing Matthew Broderick. But I love it when he's just like, be strong! <laughs> and it's like, ah! <laughs> and he's like... Gets in to the limo, like, goodbye, my love, and then he like, <laughs> and then he's like with the airbag, and it's like bye, <laughs> and again, it's I think I talked about it like in both the mask and Ace Ventura. There's like you watch movies as a kid, and you don't realize movies has a plot. You're an eight-year-old kid, you're watching it for the funny bit. So I never really got the plot of this movie. This whole like kidnapped thing, her husband's missing, the money. Uh, and the two henchmen, I love these two, like the, the man and woman, they're great. And The one thing I want to point out, one plot hole of this movie, which is not explained, and I don't really know if we need to know why it's explained, why did they kidnap
1: a husband? That is never explained. So I I, I haven't found any of these are deleted scenes that are available somewhere, but apparently they did shoot a lot more of these because this guy the, the kidnapper guy he's a, a very shafted character in this movie like mm. you you, you i don't even even watch it yeah even though it this time like i don't really understand like mm. is he supposed to be a private investigator or what is he he's posing as a private investigator but there were a lot more scenes where you even saw the husband where he had like yeah. he almost escapes from himself he's like that box but, yeah the, or
0: something like that i yeah which i yeah.
1: This is if we go back to what Tom Shadyak with Ace Ventura, where he talked about sometimes you just you have to cut something from your movie. I think it, it just works funnier by not knowing, you know?
0: Yeah. And like I, there's little things like the I did, I never I, I don't think it was this time around. The FBI have been following them since Providence. So the FBI obviously know about this plot, because when you meet the woman later on, I always thought that she was just like introduced after the, they killed the, the the guy with the peppers and the rat poison. But like she says, I've been following you since Providence. So, mm-hmm. you know, and this rare movie outside of, uh, uh, Providence, <laughs> the, the TV show <laughs> with, uh, what's the face from CSO, New York. I used to love that show. Um, yeah. Like not often filmed in Providence, but, um, <laughs> Jim Carrey, uh, Lloyd sees that she's le- left behind a, a briefcase. Obviously she's leaving the briefcase and money for the two people to pick up because her husband's been held ransom he runs through the airport again one of the more famous scenes and he like grabs the grabs the uh, suitcase uh, runs through the thing goes i mean oh 1994 the, the the easy days of leaving a bag unattended in the airport running <laughs> through a terminal oh the good old days when you you know back in the day they would have been like terrorism terrorism <laughs> um grabs that runs through. sir you can't go in there it's okay
2: i'm a limo driver <laughs>
0: Used to quote that all the time as a kid. Falls off the uh the bit, which again underrated line in this movie is when he pulls up here in the taxi. It's like, oh, hey Lloyd, hey Harry, how's your day? Yeah, not bad. Fell off the jetway again,
1: <laughs> again, yeah.
0: <laughs> which again, I always just it's just such a random line of just like you know this happens to him all the time. Apparently, we've got our two uh, hit guy, hit man, and woman. Uh, we get the, a hint that he's got an ulcer, which, again, it was, it was one of these little things. I talked about in Mrs. Doubtfire, how he's pretend that I had, like, allergic to pepper because I wanted to be Pierce Brosnan. This is one of those weird things as a kid where I'd, like, get Tic Tacs and I'd swallow them, and I'm like, I've got an ulcer. Like, <laughs> I don't
1: know Did, are, are you, I'm just, are you really, like, a kid who just really didn't like spicy things so you just <laughs> took movie quotes to make jokes around it because you didn't want to make, I can't handle the spice, Apparently, so I'll make a joke out of it.
0: I was so boring that I wanted to be allergic to pepper. I wanted an ulcer. <laughs> I had my health. Uh, I just, I wanted to be sick, apparently. Like, you know, it's like, God damn me having health. Uh, if, if only I could be sick. <laughs> um, but uh, you have uh, Harry and Lloyd in their apartment, so they're both being fired, um, which I, I love it when, like, Lloyd's just like, oh, they always freak out when you leave the scene of an accident. I don't know. And <laughs> Harry's like, yeah, well, I got fired today. To do. And Lloyd's just like, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> um, and then we get a, uh, we, we meet Petey for the first time. Uh, the two goons show up to the house and I love it. It's like, oh, both of them look serious. One of them's got a gun. Did you pay the gas bill? Do you realize what you've done? <laughs> Let's sneak out the back um and so okay, this your scene here when you see the goons in the thing and they're like oh let's trash the place let's leave a message and it's like the guy's got worms in his uh living room i, I don't think he's going to get that message it's like oh, i'm going to show him a message i thought i thought i put a cat i did i did now the version i used to always watch as a kid that cut away from here like you would hear just like almost like a noise and you wouldn't see it the version i've got now you kind of see the woman reacting and you see him kind of like snapping the bird's neck what version do you have here
1: uh, do you know which part that's at or like what, what the timestamp is? 13,
0: like just on the 13 and a half minute point when they're in the apartment about to trash the apartment.
1: Uh So I'm looking right here. Well, oh, 13 and a half minutes for me. They're running away. Yeah, I see a bird. This is riveting. Uh, <laughs>
0: Welcome. <laughs> I'll to... get back to you. <laughs> so basically, so like my version here. So like, because like, again, I always remember when he goes like, oh, I'm going to send him a message. I told, I told a putty cat. I did, I did. So you just kind of like, see him enter the cage and then they cut to Harry and Lloyd. The version I've got now, they cut to the woman and she kind of goes like, Ugh! and then you cut back to him oh. and you hear a, Kh! and then they cut to Harry and Lloyd. So there's like an extra 10 seconds here. And I read that this scene is like different in certain cuts. So I don't know what version you're watching.
1: Yeah. So I'm seeing her give the reaction okay. the snap, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the theatrical version didn't include that. Cause mm. I, I remember being like, Oh, that's what they did to the bird. Um, which again, I think that's another example of if you leave it out, it's actually funnier, you know, Uh, if you actually see them kill a bird, they just look, there's a difference between looking dumb and the audience being surprised with them being dumb. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like, it's funny when you know,
0: a movie back to front so much, you know, these scenes. like I remember like the first time I watched Jurassic park on TV, there were like very minor scenes that they cut. But because I'd seen it so much, I knew exactly what they cut. So this is like again when I watch this version of it, I'm like, wait, that scene's never existed in this movie before. I've never seen that's that just before. Wrong. And, and there's a scene like in a moment. There's one that they cut, which is completely weird that they cut the scene. So you got Harry and Lloyd, they're they're driving around and they've been looking for jobs. And I love their line. It's like, oh, there's not a single job in this town. Like, yeah, unless you want to work forty <laughs> hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> which, hey, us, well, some normal people who didn't get made redundant in the last month would uh, know what that's like. Um, and then yeah,
1: can I ask, I, I want to ask you a question about this too. Please do. Uh, this is not even related to dumb and dumber, but for you, 40 hours a week, what is the hours of the day that make that up? Like what would be a w- one day shift for a 40 it's, hour? Week I mean, job?
0: technically 48, 40 hours a week is like what? Nine to five, nine to five, 30. Like technically it's 37.5 hours is your 40 hour week. Cause you then factor into the fact that most jobs give you an hour break. But for me, like, I mean, my last job I had was very sporadic and and free-flowing on the hours you worked, but most of the time when I've had a standard Monday to Friday, I've never worked Monday to Friday, you don't do that in journalism, but, like, it's generally, like, you know, 9 to 5.30 or 8.30 to 5. Like, generally, you've sort of got that kind of half an hour on either side of it, but, I mean, the the standard practice is you would say 9 to 5.
1: Yeah, because every job I've had has been the the 40 hours is the paid time so like you you get two paid breaks you get a half hour unpaid lunch and then I found out there's like there's a lot of people out there where their 40 hour week work is 37.5 hours. I'm like, I want that job. It's, Why am I working eight to 4:30 while other people are working eight to four and getting you know a 40 hour week job?
0: I think that's just like law in Australia. Like it's kind of like how we've got like and uh, living in your part of the world, I know like you generally only what, get like two weeks vacation pay as you call it, whereas Australia it's four weeks standard. Like that's minimum. I've I've had jobs where you get six weeks. Um,
1: um i'm excited because it starts two weeks here but i work way up i'm like i think i get a fifth week this year yes oh well, there
0: you go uh, american listening right now they're going what the fuck but um <laughs> yeah like it's just it's certain laws and and whatever but yeah generally it's looked at nine to five or nine to five thirty anyway i don't know i don't have a job right now thanks everyone um <laughs>
1: because but- <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless you want to work 40 hours a week
0: <laughs> yeah exactly Um, but so, uh, Lloyd's like, Oh, I'll, you know, go get some things. Like, Oh, this is our last money. only buy the essentials. And you see him got like two cases of beer. He's got like (laughs) pinwheels. He's got like a, uh, a paddle board, and he wants to buy a copy of Rhode Island slut, which, um, don't forget
1: the massive cowboy hat, um, the
0: cowboy hat, which again, as a kid, I don't think I ever got what Rhode Island (laughs) slut was. Now I want to, I want to talk about the song in just a moment, but like, he's, he's obviously like, he goes there, buys a copy of Rhode Island slut, puts his wallet stuck in the the newspaper thing then meets this hey little old lady <laughs> you got changed for a dollar no sorry i don't oh do you mind watching my stuff while i do hey it's true what they say although dangerous behind the wheel sometimes uh, elderly people can serve a purpose <laughs>
1: don't you go dying
0: on me <laughs> oh now there is you go ahead go ahead
1: i was just gonna say that that's one of those lines where as i'm watching it i'm like you know, the, I'm like, most of this movie I know by heart, but like, I completely forgot about the, the elderly people, kids serve a purpose. Don't you go dying on me? Just bringing that up to Jamie, she has probably said that to me about a dozen times <laughs> in the last 24 hours. Don't you go dying on me? It's so funny. But like, it's,
0: it's there is a scene here. So in my version, because you kind of cut to like the little old lady who's kind of got that like gruff look on her face. Now, the version that I used to watch as a kid, you see Jim Carrey returning going, like, got it, little old lady. Little old lady, like he's looking around, she's disappeared. Then they cut to him, like coming in the building, going like I got robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart. This version, they just cut to him entering the apartment. You don't see him run around the corner, going little old lady. Which again, do you have the version with I- little old lady, little old lady, or missing that scene? Because mine's missing that scene. It-
1: no, I, uh, I I don't have it uh, when he comes back. You I must have, have the same version TV. as I
0: do, then. So yeah, we're...
1: but like what I remember of the theatrical cut, it was where it goes directly to the apartment afterwards.
0: No, I always I always had a scene there of little old lady, little lady. Now, do you know the song in this scene?
1: The red right hand. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, this song's been in like a million different movies, like Nick Cave or something. So like yeah, that. Nick Cave is in all the Scream movies. He's a uh,
0: like uh, he's one of these Australian singers who is, like, a really big deal and he has a huge following. And, like, I just don't think I'm of age to understand because, to me, this guy has three songs. He has this song, which uh, I know more from The X-Files. I think – I don't know if it was the Jack Black episode of The X-Files. It might be. But, like, I remember my sister, like, you know, she's – one of the random things where I kind of copied my sister and I go into The X-Files, she's copying me with everything. But she used to <laughs> always say whenever she'd watch this movie, she's like, oh, I can't watch that. She's like, the Red Right Hand song. That just freaks me out." The Exiles. And it's been so long since it's in The Exiles. I can't remember the scene. But to me, that was known from that. Um, and then he did uh, Into My Arms, which was uh, one of the most beautiful romantic songs that I've ever listened to. And then he did a, he did a duet with Kylie Minogue, of all people. And, like... If you know his type of music, it's kind of very, like, dark and, like, rock and, like, ballady. And Kylie Minogue at the time was known as just, like, you know, bubblegum locomotion pop girl. And she went through kind of her independent phase in the 90s where she kind of wasn't famous for five minutes because she, you know, did her own thing. And this was the song. Like, look it up. It's called um, Where the Wild Roses Grow. It's, like, it's a beautiful song. And it's, like, it'd be like if Avril Lavigne did a duet with... Bet Midler, I don't know. Like it's just it's it's <laughs> Bet Midler or Avril Avril Lavigne. Um, but yeah. like it's like it was just two random people. Like I don't know. Chad Kroger did a duet with who's someone decent in Canadian music who no one Neil Young. Like if Chad Kroger <laughs> did a duet with Avril Lavigne and Neil Young did a duet, like you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, and it turned out to be like the most amazing song. That's what Nick Cave did with Kylie Minogue. I'm Neil listening
1: and, to it right now. It a, almost sounds like it could have been like a End credit Bond song.
0: Yeah, it's it's an amazing, amazing song. And Kylie Minogue to this day, no matter all this, obviously, she's kind of reinvigorated recently with Padam Padam, she will still talk to this day about how that is maybe the best song she has ever done. Got, I, I think it might have even won the Aria, which is like Australia's Grammy for like song of the year. And this is like bubblegum pop Kylie Minogue, who was never respected mm. as an artist until she did the song. Anyway, Nick Cave, iconic Australian. I know people who like they will go to Nick Cave concerts and treat him like he is like Brian, like the greatest Australian of all time. And again, I just don't think of a mate. I know three songs by him and I don't, uh, un, you know, disrespect his career. I think he's done acting as well. Like very revered Aussie, like, like, like the crash test dummies as a yeah. Winnipeg icon. <laughs> anyway, Ben's ran about random Australian. Um, we get this iconic scene of like, basically like, Oh, you know, we've got no food. Because uh, Petey's, that uh, was <laughs> his line. It's like, oh, it gets worse. You know, my pet parakeet, Petey? He's dead. Like, oh, God, Harry, I'm sorry. What happened? His head fell off. <laughs> Which I love the line. It was like, I've had it with this tub. We've got no food. We've got no money. Our pets'
2: heads are falling off.
0: <laughs> and then he kind of has his whole, like, bit about his, like, Oh, we gotta get out of this place. You know, I wanna go somewhere where the beer flows like wine and the women flow like the lakes of Capistrano. (laughs) And I love like the look on Jeff Daniels' face. I'm talking about a little place called Aspen, baby. (laughs) And again, these are jokes you don't get as a kid if you know nothing about Aspen. Yeah. A snow ski resort. And it's like, wait a minute, you just want to go so you can go return that briefcase? I like, yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so, I want to go somewhere where they can get us into the social scene and we can. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the whole dramatic scene of basically like, I'm tired of being a nobody. It's like, all right, Lloyd. So they're going to go on a road trip. Should have mentioned there was a really funny scene when like they're talking about the what's in the briefcase. I'm not going to open it. I'm not that type of person. Is it locked? Yeah. Real good too. Really well. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I've literally covered like barely 20 minutes of this movie and they're just starting their road trip, but um, 15 minutes of this movie actually been precise and we've gone for an hour so far. So I'm going to cap it there because I feel like there's plenty more stuff that I can, I can fit into the next
1: bit. Uh, well, good thing is you've covered most of the quotes. Um, so uh, what, what do I have to talk about here? Uh, yeah, that opening scene, I do remember that from the trailers. I'm pretty sure that was like the the opening of the trailer too was the opening scene of this movie. And, yeah. uh, the whole gimmick where it's like oh he's in the back of the limo my limo driver is lost or whatever uh and then you see him jump into the front which that if you great. actually
0: if you i did pay attention this time around, when you see it pull up you can actually see the, you can see it like moving the, oh yeah. well i i couldn't because you can see the driver like if you actually pay attention you can see a driver in the limo and i was like i'm like he doesn't move to the back
1: well you can actually see like move like the vehicle kind of rocks back and yeah. forth a little bit um yeah. Like the, the introduction of both their characters, like Jeff Daniels, I, I I can bet that his agents probably wouldn't have been as hardcore against him taking this movie. If the opening scene wasn't, you have to wear a sheepdog costume. <laughs> uh, Cause that's the crazy, this is a guy, I mean, he hadn't been nominated for an Oscar, but he was two time golden globe winner. He'd work with like esteemed directors and everything. Uh, and, and they're like, you're going to open this movie dressed as a sheepdog. Talking to dogs, driving a sheepdog car, uh, like wow. I I wish that I could have been somebody who knew more about Jeff Daniels at the time. I think my mom did, and she's like, "Oh, Jeff Daniels is in this movie." Like she was gonna take it a little bit more seriously. I Jeff always Daniels get sceptical
0: when your mom knows a like a male actor. Of,
1: <laughs> oh, Jeff Daniels is in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be friends with him back in the day. Paradise um, by
0: the dashboard lights. Love it. <laughs>
1: Oh, my mom actually thought Jeff Daniels was quite a handsome guy. She she was in him in this movie. Well, and and even Jamie, when we watched this movie in the past, like Jeff Daniels is pretty hot. And the same thing when we watched Speed, you know, and you got Keanu Reeves in that movie, and she's noticing Jeff Daniels. So um, he was he was obviously somebody who appealed Please to me women. Please have sex with your <laughs> wife,
0: Colin. Like. She said. <laughs>
1: We're going to be watching something. Donald Trump's hot. Like I mean, look, you know. look at this guy. <laughs> the color of that tan is just, just extraordinary. Just give her a
0: hug. Just touch her on the shoulder. Just, just pay attention to her. I'm worried about. It. She's going to message me
1: Ben. You're hot. Like oh, okay, Colin, your wife. Make now we know to it's over. Yep. When Noah gets a message, yeah. that's when we know it's gone too far. <laughs> um, some of the things that Jim Carrey does, uh, as far as just being an actor, that I'm noticing this time. And these are things that couldn't have been in the script. Like, yes, you're going to have in the script that he, you know, has like, goodbye, my love, you know, <laughs> things like that. But like when he he opens the door, when Mary goes to get her baggage and he closes her and he does the thing where he collapses against the wall in the most over-exaggerated, yeah. melodramatic thing. Where he's like, oh, my, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> yeah. Like those are things that can only come out of performance. And there's so many things in this movie that he does like that where you're getting like sympathy for this guy where nothing that, these guys murder somebody later in the movie okay yep. <laughs> and yet you feel sympathetic for them because of moments like that he, where he st- does these he sells a things. headless bird to a blind kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yet when you can see him where he's like my heart and he's collapsing against the wall like you actually do really feel for this guy again uh, this is why this
0: like the second one doesn't work because they just they don't do things like that in the second one to kind of redeem them
1: Yeah, see, I really want to revisit the second the the second one. Like, I remember the plot of it. I remember the big climax at what a convention or something like that. Um, But like there's there's very few. There's the one scene in that which I think is the most famous scene um which is the hospital scene which i remember mm. being checked out at that point like not 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 minding the rest of the movie but the most over the top scene in that movie being like this doesn't fit it you know paul black there was too much saunders
0: from 24s in that movie i will
1: say he was plays he, a, he plays a doctor in the end that was i remember Mike and, getting very excited hey it's
0: saunders he's in dumb and dumber too <laughs>
1: <laughs> and as i, I saw here uh, apparently billy comes back which i think i vaguely remember so that billy
0: and seabass are in it yeah
1: yeah, Seabass I didn't remember at all. Yeah. but I'm like, He's got Billy, a tiny like, oh, yeah, cameo at the end,
0: just like a throwaway cameo. But no, Billy, like, yeah, it's the same guy, yeah.
1: Oh, by the way, you know what I just noticed here? I don't have anywhere to put it, but I might as well put this on now. We can match. I have I have an on-air sign now to Aww. go with your on-air sign. Colin's finally on air. <laughs> is it, it going to sit on the treadmill? It's going to fall and break or whatever. It's taking him 12 <laughs> years
0: of podcasting with me now. Finally, he can. Uh, does that, I'm does, on the air. Does it stop your kids from coming down? Oh, he's on air. Dad's on air. Yeah. James doesn't come <laughs> That's down. what I got to do. I
1: got mounted on the door outside. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, I, the second one, I don't, I don't remember it, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't remember it having the same heart to it. And I mean, it's an innocence too. Yeah, And yeah. I get, you're not going to have the same innocence when the guys are now supposed to be guys in their fifties or whatever. But, uh, uh, still like some of these little things that Jim Carrey does are great. Like the, the, the hug, I hate goodbyes. Like it's ridiculous. You are able to laugh at it at the same time, actually feel for this guy. It's, it's really impressive what he's able to do. Um, yeah, when he says like uh, the luggage, and then when I saw the airline ticket, I put two and two together.
0: <laughs> I used to say that, like, when we were driving, like, "Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere?"
1: <laughs> oh, like there, there are so many quotes in this movie that, as I'm watching it, I'm like, "Of all quotes, I cannot believe how much I still quote this one line to this day." You know?
0: The other one that I always forget, which I think I when I the one time I went skiing, I <laughs> used it's like, "Nice skis, are they yours?"
1: Both of them, <laughs> both of them. Forget about that. Like, cool, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, when he gets back after the the airport sequence, uh, the whole "you're one pathetic loser" thing, and he's telling him about Mary, he goes, "She actually talked to me." And you get uh, get and, out. Like, Harry going, "Get out of here!"
0: <laughs> but he's Jeff Daniels. Like, you talking about the acting this dude. Just it's a facial expression. Like Jim Carrey gets all the love for his facial expression, but that that bit, yeah get out of here like she talks oh. you yeah tractor bean
1: sucked me right in <laughs> suck me right in. <laughs> Him doing the sound effect to it too uh yeah that whole uh thing where it's like i'm tired of being a nobody like oh you really your heart breaks for this guy but yeah the uh see where he comes with the hat the pinwheels <laughs> i'm losing it just thinking about just the visual because he's got the thing in the air in the box <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think he's like facial expression when he sees like Rhode Island slut. He's kind of like looking z- at his. <laughs> and then when he gets his wallet, crips! Like <laughs> his wallet gets stuck in the thing.
1: He's got and, a, like a he's could- got a
0: velcro wallet. We just talked about this in 007. Are you T wallet? <laughs> Are you a wallet user?
1: I have my wallet right in front of me right now, which I only got because Jamie insisted I get one. Oh, was well, It's just a, G- a zipper, though. Oh, well, okay. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. I brought this up the other day because there was an article recently, like kind of one of these, like, you know, oh, we know what's down with the kids nowadays, that kids <laughs> mock people for having wallets now. Wallets are outdated, apparently. So Noah and I were like, well, no, we're team wallet. And we said, Colin, he's a wallet user. So we were correct.
1: I- well, I mean, you're sort of correct. I got it because my wife told me I had to. Oh. <laughs> that's the difference. I, I'm like, I had everything just loose in my pockets. And, you know, when you change pants, <laughs> you pull everything out from one pocket. So you didn't even have it in your phone. Pocket, you you know? were just like, oh, he's
0: a key. He's a credit card. Wow. Yeah, the cards and all that. Unorganized hoarding <laughs> That's what you're called.
1: But, I mean, it, it's convenient. It makes sense. I, I've been sold on it, I guess. Love uh, I just bought a
0: new one. My wallet I've had for like 10 years is falling to pieces. I just bought a new one. <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, do you do you ever clean out your wallet? Is yes. it like a purse where you, you're you like, oh, I can't believe I have this parking pass from it's, 2008? I mean, generally, it's when I travel,
0: like when I just went to New York, like I kind of like, like you took out what you don't need. Like, I don't need this card in, in America. And then you go, oh, what's this receipt for? And then you'll and you throw them out. And yeah, I clean them out every now and then.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just cleaned out. I had a receipt in my wallet was probably there for about a year and a half. Where and I would always look at him like, oh, I got a receipt in there, and I'm like, I probably kept that receipt for a reason. And it took me a year and a half to be like, what is this for? And I'm thinking like, oh, is something I need a reimbursement for Ben's from work? Ben's like,
0: birthday present.
1: I'm like, oh, I got the kids Slurpees on Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> February fifth, two thousand and nineteen. Well, why did I keep this? I don't it know. Was a memorable <laughs> day. Uh, of course that that shows how canadian i am i was getting slurpees in the middle of february that's what we do here um <laughs> have i ever mentioned winnipeg is the slurpee capital of you the
0: world? have we did we did a um we did a movie or tv show a while ago where you did bring that up yeah
1: yeah I, what, I, it's movie? it's so weird because people don't understand like, how you could winnipeg sells more slurpees during the winter than they do during the summer apparently <laughs> it's weird uh but yeah we'll get slurpees sometimes in the winter anyway well big golfs, huh? The big golfs is big like golfs, that's huh? not a thing here it's always slurpees um uh, yeah, where else are we here? Um, The one thing in the apartment, I-, I swear in some of the shots, their couch, I mean, of course, their apartment looks like, you know, a, a-, a dump. But in some of the shots, it looks like the leg is broken on one mm. side of the couch, like it's lopsided. Yeah. And then other shots, I can't really tell, but I never noticed that until I watched it this time. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't. think I have that much else to talk about here. Um, the, the don't you go dying on me line <laughs> is amazing, <laughs> and, and the, even the, the entirety of this, uh, the elderly, even though uh, what is it slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still can serve, serve a purpose. A
0: purpose. <laughs> Which see, I've always like I've always thought about this scene too much. Do you think she's just a horrible person, or she only robs him after he says that line? I've always thought.
1: It I think it's his... after he says it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. Which also didn't even mention the whole like they want to do a worm farm. <laughs> like, oh, this isn't my real job, <laughs> you know? Worms. No, we we want to start our own pet store. Oh, that's nice. I got worms. <laughs> Excuse me. That's what we're gonna call it. I got worms.
1: <laughs> I, I, and it was gonna come up later in the movie in our director's cut. But I mean, how long did it take you? For having not seen the director's cut, to put together the whole thing about Mary and Christmas.
0: Uh yeah, it took me a while, but like it's this. I've got that scene in my version where he's in the mirror and he's going like, "Mary, do you take yeah. Mary?" Christmas? I've got that scene in this version, so it's kind of there. But yeah, which again,
1: I, I think it's it's one of these things that's funnier without it. Yeah, uh, but I agree. I, I remember seeing this the the not opening weekend in the theater with my friend. And he looks over at me as, huh? That means her name's gonna be Merry Christmas. like, he was smarter than I was because I wouldn't have picked up. So he on owes that you eight hundred dollars. So yeah, that, exactly. Is that is that because um, you just
0: always pay for him to go to the movies?
1: <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. I'm putting a receipt in my wallet. <laughs> That's what the receipt. I was looking for it. I've got the receipt right here. Five dollars. Dumb you, and dumber. What? I owe you eight hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Don't want to lose this one. <laughs> That's
0: a car. Two fifty thou
1: uh quickly on red right hand um yeah i think nick cave's one of these artists i guess here where like smart people will be like oh nick cave is really big or whatever but it's, it's not like he's huge mainstream but i looked up to see how many movies red right hand appears in uh 10 movies are listed now this doesn't even include that four of the scream sequels use it as well so we're looking at at least 14 movies uh and then television shows here yeah it says uh, x-files uh holly Oaks, peaky blinders uh um, irish uh yeah it's a very good song um but uh it, it's it's one of these things i think i i mostly know it from this movie and then the fact that it's in all the Scream movies, I'm always like, oh, it's that song from Scream. But I had never heard that other song that uh, you played for me before that you told me to. The Kylie one. Uh, yeah, but,
0: The other one, yeah. Look Up, which, I mean, I know you don't have a romantic bone in your body, but uh, it's called Into it- My Arms. It's just by Nick Cave and the it's just, It's just a beautiful song. It's just
1: like him and a piano, basically um and see, i would have always assumed again from red right hand that he would have been more and more these grungy type singers but he but is he, he, is he more... is. He's,
0: no he is like I, I again i only really know three of his songs but i know he's so like i've known like he's come to hobart a few times and he'll perform at like our biggest arena which is like you know where the foo fighters would and our biggest arena holds like four thousand people so like it's rare that we'll get like a foo fighter like james blunt played there elton john back and like Big names have played at that place. But then when he comes to Hobart, like Baddy
1: Astor played there.
0: He, they did. Uh I did a live version of Survivor Oz there back in the day, sold out. But um <laughs> I like I like I to me, he's one of these ones who would go to like a you know a 500 seat theatre. But no, he would perform at our big vent and sell out. And people would be like, Oh, I've missed on out and a Nick Cape ticket, and I'd always be like, Really? The guy's got like three songs, but like he's been <laughs> around for su- and he's got such like a cult, like really like like it's kinda like how you say to me when Midnight Oil are kind of known in your part of the world. I didn't realise that. I know when I was living in New York, Midnight Oil were like selling out shows in New York. I'm like, really? Midnight Oil are big over (laughs) here? I didn't know that. Um, So it's kind of like when Nick Cave, like fucking, you know, I'm not going to mention a certain pop singer who's taken over this fucking country right now, which I want to (laughs) shoot myself with, but it's almost like that type of cultness. Oh, Nick Cave, Nick Cave. I'm like, really? Nick Cave? Um, Seems like a nice guy though. Every time I see him do like an interview or whatever he seems like a quirky nice guy so yeah yeah nick k yeah yeah, yeah. um so we get uh them on the road we get the feels like you're running at in an incredible pace harry it's like will you stop it we're already through connecticut and you're annoying me already and it's like um, i'll admit i've done that before have you done that i think i've done that before yes Um uh, annoying people before we get through connecticut absolutely <laughs> um <laughs> That's what I do all the time. Um, This is where we find out that he sold Petey to, uh, it's like, oh, I sold a few things, baseball cards, uh, some marbles. (gasps) Petey. It's like, you sold my dead bird to a blind. He didn't even have a head. Harry, I took care of it. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. Which, did you read the comments about this, that Roger Ebert apparently like absolutely lost it watching this scene. And he said that if this whole movie was that funny, he would have basically been put in hospital. Um yeah. which I do love the fact I, that when you see like the cut the, the goons, they sort of turn around and they're looking at him like what the hell?
1: I, I just want to add to that. I I don't even think I don't even maybe you quoted this out, I missed it, but the, the other part about the whole his head fell off is where he goes, What? And uh Harry's like, Yeah, he was pretty yeah.
0: old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't mention that, movie, but that's funny. I always used to think this was like Haley Joel Osment cuz he kind of looks like a little bit like him in the in the chair but and I just always thought his name was Billy Fourseed, but it's Billy in 4C like Oh yeah you didn't get that No no like as, I, as when I was younger I used to always thought this guy's name was Billy Fourseed. like I thought that's just what his name was but it's Billy in 4C I'm like oh that's what it is Billy in 4C Did you look up his filmography at all Isn't he like someone quite famous now
1: well, I mean, sort of. He, As an actor, he hasn't done much uh, outside of coming back in Dumb and Dumber 2, but he was the voice of Winnie the Pooh for, like, years. Oh. Or, sorry, not not the voice of Winnie the Pooh. He was the voice of, uh, who's the who's the kid? In, Christopher uh, Robin. Christopher, Christopher Robin, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't even realize that until I, I looked up to see what else has this guy done. But, like, my kids apparently are the biggest fan of this guy because they've seen all of his movies. Well,
0: <laughs> maybe I have seen him because he was in Murphy Brown. Uh, who didn't watch
2: that <laughs> as a kid? <laughs>
0: <laughs> when are we doing Murphy Brown, Colin? I used to love that show. I actually did it my Murphy Brown. It was one of those random ones that I think my parents watched and I'm just like, oh, Murphy Brown's oh, on.
1: He was in Walker, Texas Ranger. Maybe he was Haley Joel Osment. Oh,
0: Walker well, says I've got that.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: which I watched a lot of Conan O'Briens. I always just randomly were getting a Conan tangent. I used to always love his Walker, like, stick thing. I watched his documentary. He did a documentary back when he did that, Um, I was like, Fifteen years ago, when he got the whole Tonight Show debacle, oh, can't and stop. Yeah, I I watched that when I was in New York. Quite funny. I love Conan. Bring yeah, he's amazing. Bring back Conan. He's never really gone anywhere. He's got a podcast now. He's more yeah. famous than we are, clearly. Um, but uh, I I kind of like just the the bit where these two goons obviously think that they're like really smart because like they've left the sign on the door. It's like, dear gas man, packed up and go to Aspen. It's like <laughs> these guys must have been following us for weeks. How the hell do they know we have got gas? And it's like, oh, these guys must be pros. <laughs> I underrated these two, uh, and because isn't yeah. the guy here? He's kind of well
1: known, Mike Starr. He was in like Goodfellas or one of those mob movies. Yeah, and
0: the, I like this woman Um who she
1: Karen Duffy.
0: Yeah, she's got more scenes that have like been deleted. Like there's like a like almost, <laughs> although my version again. This is when later on when like you see them like he like they get picked up in the hitchhiker. She's like taking a dump cool yeah um, that was weird she's a former coney island mermaid queen one of people magazine's 50 most beautiful people in 1993 um and we've, then
1: we've covered her before on here have she been? played herself in the last action hero <laughs> she played herself okay yeah um, i must be a celebrity in the back was she that famous in 1993 that she was cameo as herself in a schwarzenegger movie she must
0: be she she apparently got quite sick though in like a year after this and wrote a, a couple of books um and yeah, kind of didn't have a lot of uh, acting. Uh, out oh, around. yeah,
1: I can see here. She, she was a VJ for MTV in the early in '90s. That's probably
0: uh, why okay. she would have
1: been playing herself.
0: She was in McBain. Uh, is that the Simpsons thing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christopher Walken movie, apparently. There you go. Um, but yeah, underrated. I like them as goons. Like it's kind of like them playing it serious and straight in kind of like a yeah. movie. You know, Dumb and Dumber. Then we get the the diner scene, which. Again, this is where this version, you must have the same version as I do. There's things that just don't work and you can see why they've Mm. cut it. So there's two bits in this bit when like the, excuse me, flow, which what's that from? Like when they say like the TV show, what TV show are they talking about?
1: I remember not getting this and my mom telling me, I think it it was either a show called Flow, or it was a show where there was a character called Flow about waitresses because you can even hear them muttering under the breath. It's a show about waitresses or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with it. My mom got it though. She was like, oh! So
0: this is one of the bits where again, like in this extended, whatever version we're obviously watching, they've added an extra scene here. So like, I know the bit like... He was just like, excuse me, Flo, like the TV show. What is the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mm, that's good. I'll have that. <laughs> then like in the version that I used to watch all the time, they would just cut him knocking over the salt. But now in this version, uh, Harry's basically like, oh, excuse me. My soda is like flat. So she like yeah. blows in it. It's like better. Yeah. And then like, like, why is that there? Like, okay, cool. I can see why they cut that in the art uh, version I used to watch. And also in this version, there's, there's different music. Like there's certain scenes where there's music that's different to what I remember watching. I don't think this is one of them, but Mm. it's yeah. Anyway, you know, it so well, Um, but this is the famous, you spill. uh, I I like some of the, the Jim Carrey lines. I like hanging around with these like laid back folks. And we get the first, I like it a lot line. Um, And then spilling the salt, spilling the salt's really bad luck. Throw some salt over your shoulder, throws it, hits sea bass. Who the hell to hit me with a salt shaker. Now, again, Clearly, as an Australian uh, eight-year-old, I didn't know who this guy was. But this guy, Cam Neely, is a a famous hockey player, is he not?
1: He was big, yeah. And again, when I saw this, that when in the theater for the first time, my friend and I both looked at each other like, "Is that Cam Neely?" And we stayed to the credits We be like, "It was Cam Neely." Played for the, he, he was a pretty big star in the eighties and nineties.
0: Played for the Canucks and the Bruins, so uh, mm-hmm. they get. Like, he's I think, like
1: the president of the Boston Bruins now. He's still uh, yeah. still on staff.
0: So we hate him now, do we? Uh, no, he. But I mean, like, <laughs> you couldn't tell this. Like, I just thought this guy was an actor, like, because he's pretty good. Like, he's a pretty yeah. good actor. But I love. I've never noticed his hat before. I'm sure you did, because you totally get it. Wine him, dine him, sixty nine him. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that hat. Look that up, Colin. Um, <laughs> and then, and again, this is again an additional scene, which you don't need. So like, this is the mm-hmm. whole like, uh, you know, approaches, uh, approaches Harry and he's basically like, gets his burger. That's a nice burger. You gonna eat that? And it's like, yes, no, maybe. Oh, well, it crossed my mind. And then he gets there and, and he goes to spit in his burger. Again, the version I used to always watch, they cut away from that, and you see like Lloyd going like, ugh. In this version, yeah. you see him spit in it and then he takes it away and wants to eat it himself.
1: Yes, yeah, so I, I think you could have it. Yeah, it doesn't work at all.
0: I know. like it's just. I'm glad you've got the same version as I do because this makes sense mm-hmm. now. Again, I can see why, like, as you said, with like Tom Shadyak, there are certain reasons why you cut versions, cut things from uh, films. So then Jim Carrey is basically like, oh, I know how <laughs> he's, he's – I never, you always realize how much Lloyd is a real dick to Harry. And this is another one. I was like, you wimped out, man. Like, you know, you're such a chicken. Uh, and he was he was like, like pointing at him, like it was him. It was him. Uh, so then to fix his situation, he goes up and is like, hey, fellas, I want to buy you guys a round of beers for that unsavory scene. It's like, make it four Boilermakers, which to this day, that's how I learned what a Boilermaker was. So when I used to go out drinking. What is a Boilermaker? It's like you get a um, shot of whiskey or a shot of bourbon. You put it in the shot glass and you drop it in a glass of beer. And then so you drink like this beer glass with a shot glass in it. And it kind of mixes the beer, uh, whiskey or bourbon or whatever the drink is in the shot. Doesn't the, the
1: smaller glass just hit your teeth when you're drinking? Kind of, yeah. I think you can remove it. <laughs> I think you can. I think
0: you're meant to like maybe remove remove it. I, I, is it whiskey or it's it's some beverage in it? Like it's uh it's a beer cocktail, uh a glass of beer with a shot of whiskey. It's whiskey, yeah. Um, but it's kind of like you know like you don't drink, you wouldn't know. But like it's kind of like <laughs> how you know like a tequila slammer. Like you you know you put the salt on your thing, you suck on it, and you drink it like uh. There's the, it's not the flaming mo before you say it, but there is a drink where you light it on fire before you drink it. Like it's kind of got like a bit of a thing where like it's got a style to it before you drink it. So you drop your whis- shot of whiskey in it and you drink it. So anyway, so then he goes up to the counter and he's like, oh, Seabass uh, said he'd pick up the the tab for us. And he's like, really? Seabass said it? It's like, yep. And you see him like point at the thing and they drive off and they've scammed Seabass. And then we get this bit in the thing. Wow, well, Lloyd, that was that was crazy how did you uh how did you come up with that i saw it in a movie once like oh wow so what happened they drove down the road it's like no in the movie they got caught up with half a mile down the road and they got their throat slit it was really good <laughs> which apparently is a jeff daniels movie i was reading so
1: i i i looked that up so this movie something wild it, it 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 doesn't sound like they get their throat slit in the movie but it does seem very similar about not being able to pay at a restaurant uh him getting an argument with the chef so he basically leaves and then the, the they come chasing after him yeah so there are definitely similarities to it. So there was probably, that might've even been an improv thing where Jim Carrey's just like, I'm going to reference a Jeff Daniels movie and see if I can break him.
0: We get uh, the, the, the peeing scene here, which again, the, 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 beauty about some of the most funniest lines in this movie, they're so stupid. And like, yeah. I, I, whether they were Farrelly brothers lines, or if was John Hughes lines, there's the most dumbest form. Of, hence this movie is called dumb, Dumber, but they are some of the most famous lines of this movie that are just so hilarious. And you say about this being one of the funniest movies of all time. It is like humour that a five-year-old could write, but somehow it just works so well. So you've got uh, Lloyd, he's busting for a piss. So he's like (laughs) peeing into these beer bottles. Why they have empty beer bottles in the car, we never know, but it's funny. Uh, I love it when he's just kind of like peeing the bottles. Like, oh no, I've nearly filled it up. It's like, well, stop going. He's like, I can Once it stops, it stays. (laughs) Every Every time I pee, I always think about that. We see him then, like, holding, like, five different beer bottles. Like, what are you, a camel? And I love his, like, he's, like, been like, ooh. Like, I love that when he's, like, doing that. And then we get the guy, the cop, who we covered him on something, didn't we? Because I know we talked about him. He's, like, in meme. I think he's the serial killer in me, myself, and Irene, he is, isn't yeah. he?
1: But we- no, yeah, he's the serial killer in something about Mary.
0: Uh, something about Mary, sorry, yeah. But we talk- I know we talked about him in something because we were going, like, oh, this is the cop from Dumb and Dumber. Freddy got fingered. Freddy got fingered. There you go. I yeah. knew he was in something. Um, And then we get the famous driving along and the cops, pull over, pull over. (laughs) Actually, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so dumb. But it's like one of the funniest lines in the movie. Uh, So then this guy's like, you know, oh, you guys going a bit fast back there. It's like, oh. What you got down there? You guys been drinking, you know, sucking back on grandpa's old cough syrup? You know, it's, uh, it's illegal to have an open alcohol container in the state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I, I was like, give it here. It's like, oh, no, sir, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You would shut your mouth if you knew I was good for you. He drinks these bottles of piss. And I used to always do this as a kid when he goes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, I can't do it justice, but I used to like, whenever i t- taste something bad, I'd always do this like bit. And it's like, tick, tack, sir. It's like, get the hell out of here. Uh, so, just Farrelly Brothers gross out humor. They're going to drink the piss. This is where we see Mary for the first time since the airport, and we meet Nick. Uh, we get this uh, random character I love in this movie the stepmother. Uh, I don't know why I like her. I like, oh, yeah. her, I like her being like over the top posh later on. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. So we kind of find out that, um, you know, her husband's been kidnapped. We don't directly hear that her husband's being kidnapped, but obviously we sort of are like, oh, I don't know why they got the money. And it's like, oh, you just need to act normal. Go skiing, do all the things you do. Like she's a rich socialite. We get the, uh, the, the Harry, uh, the Lloyd dream sequence, which again, this is another thing they do in the sequel. Like most modern movies, when they do a sequel and they just basically try to recapture the original by just repeating what you get in the original and the, and the one in the sequel just wasn't the same, but, uh, you've got (laughs) Lloyd, like, uh, having a goes to the house. What's the song they use in here? Uh, you make me happy. Happy. Oh, yeah. Flowers in the air.
2: Flowers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs>
0: dun, dun, dun. I always yeah. love this.
2: <laughs> we are the flower girl.
0: It's all <laughs> Um, she He walks to the door. She's not wearing underwear. Um, <laughs> love the bit when he's like, being like extra so this is me in a social gathering. You just got like a whole bunch of people and it's like and I said to him, yeah, I like he's saying. <laughs> he basically
1: he's like That's telling a really
0: nice ski mask. That's a really nice ski mask. That's ah! a rape
1: joke. But <laughs> ah! I never got that as a kid. <laughs>
0: and then basically like he's there and he lights a fart on fire, <laughs> he throws like nuts in his face, and it's like ah, <laughs> This is a humour of like... This might
1: be my favourite scene in the movie.
0: Double seven humour. We think we're so funny. they are all sitting around <laughs> wearing like cheesy Christmas sweaters. That, that's how we all dreamed, isn't it, as kids to be like the king of the social situation. Ah! <laughs> Woo. Uh, <laughs> but then the dinner scene, which is just so over the top and hilarious, like this waiter licking Lauren Hollies. I, I swear like... Have they not made her boobs like 50 times bigger in this dress? Like when you see her sitting at the thing, like like Lauren Holly's boobs are not that big, but I swear like this being like Jim Carrey's dream sequence. And again, this scene was always edited on TV when he's like snapping arms, punching him, like punching him in the nuts like 500 times. It basically went from like him punching a guy out to like seeing like the guy come out of the kitchen where he like ends up like ripping his heart out. And I love it when they cut to Mary and she's just like, "Oh." Um and then the scene when like he's like making out and before you see a boob's flashing, to me this is how um, Noah would kiss on a first date. But um <laughs> We also nominated for the MTV movie awards for best kiss that year. It was, which I mean, th- I can't imagine this didn't take like 50 takes and like Lauren Holly's not like cracking up, laughing in this scene.
1: There are like, a how couple- is it that they did this kissing scene? And she's like, I think I want to marry this. Yeah. Man.
0: <laughs> Jim Carrey must be pretty good in other areas. Let's be honest.
1: <laughs> but, um,
0: I like, I swear, like, um, this, like, I don't know why, The most random scene that this reminds you of, and I think when I very first saw Attack of the Clones, you know the bit when they're, like, awkwardly sitting in that room and, like, uh, Anakin and and Padme, and they're just kind of sitting next to each other in that, like, darkened room, and she's wearing that really hot thing. And they're just kind of looking away from each other awkwardly. It's like one of the scenes that always gets bagged out. I don't know why this scene always reminds me of that (laughs) scene from Attack of the Clones. I just want Padme to be, like, removing a top... More ways than one. And then just, like, it's flashing, like, lights. Yeah. um. But then, like, you see, like, them taking their shirts off and then he's just, like, staring at the top. And then all of a sudden he gets woken up because he, like, nearly crashes into the, um, the truck, which, again, they take too far in the sequel. In the sequel, they do a similar thing. And he's, like, fingering a freaking truck. It's like, okay, okay, we get it. Like, you've taken that joke a little bit far. Then we get the scene where they're in, like, this love motel, which... I love it when you read the sign. It's like second honeymoon motel. The second time is best. Uh, Maybe I need to stay here. Um, Again, there's an extended part to this, which I think is bad. And I think it like, it makes their characters worse in the version. I used to watch always as a kid, you just cut to them, like sitting in the hot tub and, it's, and you just see, like, um, Harry going like, oh, I don't like places like this. They remind me of bad moments in my life. And he's like, what happened, Harry? Some uh, Philly break your heart? No, it was a woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, the version, I'm guessing you've got the same version I've got. You hear, yeah. like, you see, like, Lloyd going against the wall, listening to two people have sex. Then basically they go on this, like, tangent. They like, just make Lloyd homophobic. Just like, oh, you big homo. Like, what are you going to do, kiss me? Like, it's like, what is this scene? Like, I remember watching this version yeah. for the first time. I was like, I've never seen this version. I don't like this version. So, again, cut that bit. Cut straight to the, what happened, Harry? Some little filly broke your heart? No, it was a woman. <laughs> Fun fact, the most one of the most random interviews I have done in my entire, entire life. When I was living in Victoria.
1: Oh, that's right. You
0: remember this, don't you? I was yeah. obviously working for the Capital Daily, doing this like daily news podcast. And the news broke that somebody on Vancouver Island owned this hot tub and were selling it. So I interviewed the couple who owned the hot tub from Dumb and Dumber. And they did explain how they owned it. I can't remember how they owned it. But if I had had more time to do that story, I would have gone down in person. So I could have gone and seen the hot tub from D- Like of all the random movie props, they owned the hot tub from Dumb and Dumber. So I interviewed a couple who owned this hot tub but we hear the whole Freida Felcher sort of story. And again, they bring in, I think Kathleen Turner plays Freida Felcher in the sequel. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like, where we get a whole story where obviously, you know, like uh, Lloyd is hooked up with Freida Felcher, which again, they add like a more of a reaction from him in this scene, in this version, which again, just remove it. You don't need it. Um, You've got the, what's, what is the, the guy, is his name mental? Is that his actual name? Mental his Mend, name, what? Joe, the, the goon, he's called Joe Mentalano, but I think oh, yeah. the woman calls her, calls him mental. Cause they keep calling him mental.
1: Yeah. Like that's his mobster name or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: So like, I always, always, I think I mentioned the other week about how I used to always watch things in slow motion and use tracking on my video to kind of like see the point. This is the scene when he punches that guy in the, um, the face through the phone booth. I used to always like pause it and see him like smash the glass. I, lo- I love this random guy who's, like banging on the thing, like, oh, you ever think the concept of other people's like, oh, he turned his back on me. Oh, now I'm mad. <laughs> like this guy who just gets punched. So, this is where we find out that, oh, plot twist. Nick, the guy who was like hanging out with Mary, has kidnapped uh, Mary's husband for reasons that we never find out. Um, this is where Lloyd and Harry pick up mental in the car. Again, with a weird scene with the woman taking a poo. Uh, this is where we get the uh, maybe the most famous scene from this movie. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> ah! Which completely ad-libbed. Uh, which, yeah. If people didn't know, Jim Carrey did that. And if you actually pay attention, you can actually like see Jeff Daniels crack up. So just the moment <laughs> before he goes like, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You literally see... Uh, Harry go, like, uh, Jeff Daniels, like, laugh, and then they cut away to it, which props to um old mate in the middle here, to to Mike Starr. Mike Star. Who, like, and this is apparently the reason they kept it in the final cut, was because Mike Starr stayed in character. And basically, <laughs> he he played this straight, and he's like, guys, 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 you want to turn on the radio or something like that? So, like, literally, he did not crack up laughing, c- c- and this is why they kept it in the final cut. So, basically, one of the most famous scenes in, in movies comes down to the fact that Mike Starr could not could hold his you know not crack up laughing then we get the whole Save the day. then we get the whole like who needs the radio mark yeah ing. yeah again added scene when they pick up like a bunch of mexicans and put them in the back of the car and they start oh, seeing yeah. what is that again scenes that make no, that, no that was sense. In it, i
2: never that was
0: had in that in my thing, version yeah. as a kid yeah you no know, so this is the first, like this version is the first time i've ever seen that so like really really random um we cut to the the um the the burger joint where they're eating it and they've got the atomic pepper. Hey guys, you want to try an atomic pepper? Sure. It's not even spicy. It's more tingly than hot. And they're like, pfft, pfft, pfft. and they've got the the ketchup, <laughs> which I always love. Again, there's a song in this which is in the ver- which is in the version I used to watch, which they've removed from this version. So basically, we see that uh, mental has got rat poison. He's going to kill him. Which, again, does that contradict what he says earlier on when, like, the woman's going, like, let me kill him. I never get to kill him. He's like, we don't kill people we don't know. That's just not nice. <laughs> I guess maybe he knows them now. So uh, Harry and Lloyd have put peppers in his burger. He basically chokes to death because it's affecting his ulcer. They accidentally kill him with rat poison. I love it when like uh, they're in the car and it's like, he blamed me though. You, those were his last words. Well, if not, if you count that gurgling sound, (laughs) which it's kind of funny, we meet the cop for the first time. This is where we get the, um, oh yeah. Did you get a make on the vehicle? They were driving an 84 sheepdog, sir. Um, we get a, a montage here of them driving across the country. We meet our FBI agent for the first time. This is the whole, because uh, they're refueling. I love it when you see, like, he lifts the dog leg up to put it, like, in the uh, the fuel line. Uh, I like this FBI lady. She's off things. Apparently, they offered this role to Halle Berry, but she turned it down. So mm. they, And I can see, like, why they've cast this woman. Like, they've kind of gone Obviously They've had a, a character in mind, like some sort of, like, strong black woman. So they've kind of they've cast this woman. So I think they've done a good job. Um, this is the whole skis. Are they yours, both of them? um and then lloyd basically is uh getting bashed up by sea because he wants some man loving which again there's <laughs> extended bits in this that were never in the version which again i'm so glad you've got the same version of me so you get this um and then i always love the bit with like harry here when he's like accidentally letting his uh setting his leg on fire and she's basically going like oh like um you know let's let's meet up when we're in aspen No, oh, you seem like a nice guy uh, let me just get my number. It's 555. Five, five. Wait a minute. That was my old number. I'm such a close. For God's sake, just give me the damn number. <laughs> he's got his eyes
1: crossed the whole time too. You got to get angry about it? Forget about it. <laughs>
0: That's how Noah picks up women. Um, So he comes running in, like gets his uh, foot, like uh, saves the day with Lloyd. Then there's this weird scene with them driving along where again, he's just like, making jokes about, like, him, like, nearly having sex with this Mm. man, which, again, it just doesn't, like, it makes him, like, homophobic and just, like, it's just, like, what are you doing? Like, why is this scene in the movie? I can see why you removed it in the version I used to watch. Um, This is where we get the whole big gulp scene because we're about to get to a (laughs) montage. I'll I'll end it at Crash Test Dummies. But, so, fun fact, I'm sure you read this too. This scene, again, not initially in the script. This was ad-libbed. And apparently these two guys weren't even... Paid extras. They were just nearby as they were filming at a gas station. The Farrelly brothers are like, "Oh, you two just want to be in a scene." So this scene was meant to be just like Jim Carrey walking out of the gas station, getting into the car. So these two random guys are just standing there as Jim Carrey walks out. He looks at them and just goes, "Hey, hey guys, big old huh? Awesome. Well, see you later." <laughs> and gets in the car, which. Again, I just thought this was one of those random lines that Ben Waterworth liked, but you can buy a T-shirt. There's a T-shirt that says, Big Golf, huh? Awesome. Well, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of these T-shirts that I really want to buy. Um, and then we get here because um, uh, Jeff Daniels basically was falling asleep and he's like, oh, I've been driving for eight hours. I don't think I've got the energy to drive another state. We see the, 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 the signs where it's like Aspen, West, Lincoln, East. And I, lo- I love the trivia on IMDb. There's some really bad trivia sometimes. The trivia for this one was Lincoln, Nebraska is where Jim Carrey's character flies to in Yes, man on a random whim. Yeah,
1: I saw that.
0: <laughs> okay. The, the best trivia on IMDB. Did you read the one? It is never explained why 4 C is blind. I'm like, <laughs> do we need to find out why he's blind? Like, or in a wheelchair. That was the other part. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> glad you've covered that. um, and is this where we get Crash played? Here we yeah, go. welcome Don't stop now, I'm going to crash. One of my favourite songs as a kid. Um, mm. And then this is... <laughs> they're driving along. Uh, Jeff Daniels wakes up and's like, hey, I was wondering when you'd get up. How long have we been out for? Five hours? <laughs> oh, I was expecting the Rocky Mountains to be a bit rockier than this. Yeah, I was singing the same thing. That John Denver's full of shit, man. <laughs> Which I remember as a kid when John Denver died... I only knew him from the line from Dumb and Dumb. I didn't know who John Denver was. It's like a 10 year old when John Denver died in a plane crash. Oh, that guy they mentioned in Dumb and Dumber. Um, and then again, this is one of these like underrated bits where it's quite dramatic, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, so we've backtracked a tad. You know, I'm sorry. A tad, a tad. You drove us one across the country. It's just underrated dumb lines. Like, Oh, you drove us one six in the wrong direction. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Perfect. Sorry, I didn't think we'd make a mistake. And he walks off in the wrong direction. Like, he's walking home. And then we get crashed Test stomach. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which is my first ever hearing of this song. Um, amazing scene. Great way to we'll pause it here. Um, we're only about halfway through the movie. I always forget there's so much more after this. I thought this was always towards yeah. the end of the movie. But, um, again, dramatic scene for a, a dumb comedy. It's got some heart to it. We've got Jim Carrey almost crying as he's like, Mr. Perfect, didn't mean you make a mistake.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and again, I think it was one of these things when like my dad used to have that friend when he would download songs and burn it for you, you'd pay $10. This is always one of the ones on my first, what's that song for dumb and dumber? I always liked that song, you know, and it's just, and I'd listen to him like, oh, that song. And then Weird Al Yankovic kind of ruined it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I've covered a lot there, Colin, but we're halfway through the movie finally. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, the restaurant scene, that Soup of the Day line, I think, is one of the most underrated funny lines in the yeah. movie. And, and, and it's one of these things you have to actually know what they're talking about. When he's just, she's just saying, or he's saying Soup of the Day in French, and she just translates it for him. He goes, hmm, that sounds good. Because obviously he has no idea what it is. So I didn't like, even, that sounds good. <laughs> I
0: didn't even know Soup de jour meant, uh, was it French? There you go. I'm learning stuff. <laughs> for the day. But
1: he's like, that sounds good. Mmm. Um, I'll have that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the extra stuff that's in here with blowing the bubbles in the soda doesn't work. Uh, th- there is one really good line, though, when Seabass comes over. First of all, Jeff Daniels' look where he says, you have to throw a little bit of salt over your shoulder. He throws the entire shaker. But, like, his face doesn't change at all. He's like, like this? Like He's just dead serious. Yeah. Uh, and then when Seabass comes up, is I would never do anything to offend a man of your size. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think just the way he's stumbling on his words, like, is this your burger you're going to eat that? Yes, I mean, no. I mean, I I, I was thinking maybe. <laughs> it, crossed, it crossed my mind. It crossed my mind. Um, the extra stuff doesn't work here yeah, at spit. all. Like, it's already
0: gross enough. Like It's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's the shark from Jaws. Sometimes without seeing something, yeah. it's as effective. I think it's a, still a gross scene without seeing him literally spit in it. I'm like, oh, you don't need yeah, to exactly. see that.
1: Yeah, and then them going on and on about it afterwards. Um, The 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 whole gag about uh, you know oh Seabass bass over there offered to pick up our meals Seabass bass said that and I just love Jim Carrey's expression where he, they're waving and he's like ah <laughs> I love when he like, points he's like uh-uh, yep, yeah yeah uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, this is the most toned down facial expression we got from Jim Carrey so it always stands out when he actually has mm. like one of his Jim Carrey expressions like in this scene um, yeah the the uh, the scene, the fantasy sequence here, where he's all of it is amazing. Like this entire sequence is hands down the hardest I still laugh to this day. Uh, one thing I've never noticed before, um, and I definitely didn't notice when I was younger, or maybe this is something that's only in the director's cut, when he first gets to in the fantasy scene Mary's door, and he picks her up in the air and he lifts up her skirt. Oh, that's always amazing. At least in this in this, no, I know he lifts up the skirt, but in this version, like you see her full butt. Oh, no, like that's always are, been
0: there. That's what I mean. That's always... it okay? Yeah. So
1: that just shows Colin, Colin did Hilding. not... <laughs> I always noticed that thing. I didn't scene, notice that. Kid. No, always, you
0: always see a butt. Yeah, always.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, I notice it now, um, but uh, <laughs> it's only taken a couple decades to notice it. Uh, yeah, all of this stuff, like just the absurdity of, like you said, it's like children fantasizing. You you haven't seen the movie A Christmas Story, have you? No. Okay. Well, imagine a Christmas story is basically like this fantasy sequence for an entire movie. Lauren it's like, is that's what... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a Christmas story I want to watch. <laughs> but but uh uh the idea when you said like it's this, like killed children's fantasies like oh this is just like in a Christmas story because in a Christmas story it's always like him fantasizing this is what it would be like. Like he gets his mouth washed out with soap. And then he slips into a fantasy where he comes home one day with a cane and he's blind. And his parents are like, What brought you to this lonely state? It's like, it was soap poisoning. And they're like, I knew we shouldn't have fed him life, boy. <laughs> that's what this sequence is. So it finally makes sense to me now. This is a child fantasizing where he's like, that's a really nice. He's telling rape jokes. He's you know, throwing the throwing nuts in his face. Like, and you get all these sophisticated people who are like, oh, <laughs> the, the fart thing. Has anybody ever done that? Have you ever seen somebody do oh, that? My
0: dad all the time. Like, as a kid, I, <laughs> I think,
1: I think literally it was after
0: seeing this movie. And I think maybe one of the times dad watched it with me. I think I said like, that's not real. And he's like, okay. So like, and like my dad's farts used to like nearly kill me <coughs> as a kid. But like my dad used to do it. So, and he's like, you never do this, Ben. And he would like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my mom's. One of my mom's boyfriends had done Jeff that Daniels. one time. It's not like, like, it's not like <laughs> it's Jeff Daniels did, he learned in the movie, but I mean, it's obviously not like a flame ball that shoots out, but like, it's it's alarming when you see it. It does. Uh, it's like, it's <laughs>
0: methane. That's like, that's, that's always the thing that I like. I remember like when I was a kid learning about global warming. And, oh, no, people your age, Ben, didn't yeah. know about global warming. That's only a new thing that us millennials do. No, as yeah. kids, we learned about global warming and tried to stop it too. We were the original Greta Thunbergs. Anyway, but I remember they would always go like, and one of the biggest, like, things that is causing it is methane gas from cows. And I'm like, what? It's so cow cows shitting yeah. and farting is like killing it. <laughs> yeah. So to me, whenever it like Greta Thunbergs, like, oh, how dare you? How dare you? It's like, yeah, we'll fucking kill the cows. They're polluting the atmosphere. <laughs> It's all well and good to stop the cold the and <laughs> me driving to work and let's go electric. Are you going to make the cows go electric with their shit getting everywhere? Don't tell me, vegans, that I can't eat meat. I'm saving the planet by eating a steak.
1: <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> now we just proved it. Vegetarianism it is what is killing this planet.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you now, More if veg- more vegos existed, more vegans. Oh, we're saving the planet. We're saving- I'm an animal advocate. Don't get me wrong, I love animals. But, like, at the end of the day, the more cows on the planet, the more methane there is, the less green gases there would be if there were less
1: cows. Grant, if you really cared, I want to see you out there with an axe taking yeah. a cow's head off, okay?
0: Murder cows. Just go to town. <laughs> the, the solution is kill the cows. I like cows, to quote a great quote from Jurassic Park that never gets used. <laughs> but, and to quote another one, look, look we got cows. Yeah. Which, okay, elephant in the room, not cows. Did you watch the Twisters trailer?
1: Yeah, it's uh, (sighs) like uh, for one thing, it doesn't look like they're really improving on effects from the original. For another thing, where's the personality? Where's the humor? I mean, you got Glenn Powell movie, and like a lot of the people in the cast are good actors. Glenn Powell is a funny guy. I didn't laugh once at that trailer. There's nothing in there. It's, it's literally just like a bunch of people with no personality. I really hope I, it turns out better than I mean, than I will say
0: the original did not have a funny trailer. Like, I think that was just the movie. But my my issue with it is it's a well, sequel. Well, We Got
1: Cows was in the trailer, though.
0: Yeah, I think that's in the second second one, too. The, the twins bits in the... But the thing is, like, again, we don't need it. We don't need Twisters. Read about it. Basically, the directors have said, like, oh, this isn't a sequel. This just exists in the same world. So, like... I mm-hmm. still think Helen Hunt's going to show up. I still I still reckon she will. I
1: hope so. But but like she was the one pushing to direct the movie originally. Yeah,
0: cuz yeah, there's a whole thing about it. and then basically they were like, "Oh no, your character's dead. Go away." Um yeah. but like to me the problem with that was that like the trailer was just like have you just remade the original? Yeah. Like, Because you've got Dorothy. You've got just like so many mm-hmm. things in it that basically come from the Lord original. Oh, the
1: villain. The Jonas rip-off. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which I've just noticed, too. That comes out, I think, the week that I go to Paris. Well, I might not actually be able to see that for like six weeks after it comes out because I'll be busy in Europe for six weeks. Oh, so. What
1: will you do? Oh. I
0: know. I'm going to have to
1: fill six weeks without seeing Twisters. Deadpool, I won't be
0: able to see. But anyway, sorry, tangent. Twisters. Yeah. The Deadpool one at least looks Better. good.
1: Anyways, the other stuff of the fantasy sequence, uh, the, the restaurant scene, like this is definitely Jamie's favorite part about the movie. The fight scene where he's like waving, at, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weird trivia. And and I had never connected the dots on this before, but uh, we talked about how I, I knew who Courtney Cox was because she was on Family Ties. Um, I had technically seen Lauren Holly in something too because she had made the movie, I, I hadn't seen Picket Fence at this point, but she had made the movie, uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee story, which is like a Bruce Lee biopic mm. where she played Bruce Lee's wife. And I love that movie. Like I was obsessed with that movie. I watched the movie like every single day uh growing up. And um this sequence, there is a moment where he's actually imitating Bruce Lee. Like the thing where he gets hit in the mouth and he's like, eh, <laughs> with the blood and all that. And then the whole waving thing, which I think we talked about, uh, the whole you know, kind of your thing that even in the Matrix came from Bruce Lee. But even as a kid, like I love Bruce Lee movies. So I remember even watching this at the time be like, oh he's doing Bruce Lee, but not connecting the dots. This is Bruce Lee's wife from the biopic a year before. When well, I read that trivia um,
0: and they said like because I, I misread it. I'm thinking like Lauren Holly's not that old. How is she married to Bruce Lee? I'm like like yeah, how yeah. I'm like Bruce <laughs> Lee must have liked them young. And I'm like, oh yeah. in the biopic.
1: Okay. I desperately want to make love to a schoolgirl. <laughs> that was his line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh the 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 thing with the freight felcher uh <laughs> there's so much good stuff in there uh where he said, refers to it as it, she wrote me a john deere letter all <laughs> <laughs> oh, the and whole then, listening bit
0: that was fun. Yeah. yeah
1: that that's one of those lines that like i even when that came up in the movie i'm like jamie how many times have you heard me say that where she's like uh saying like oh you know tell me about what happened at work today or something I'll use that. Or she'll even say, like, oh, do you remember what uh, we were supposed to do? Like, that meeting with Caster School? I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> I'll use She was saying all this stuff about me, you know, not listening enough. I wasn't really paying attention. I'd love to use that line. Which is in the trailer, um,
0: too, which I, I rewatched the original trailer. I didn't realize that bit was in the trailer.
1: But, yeah, like, the additions to this scene just don't age well. Like, And, again, I fully defended Ace Ventura as not being homophobic and people taking that too far because it's in the context of the story. It is parodying another movie. Mm. This stuff doesn't work though. Like yeah. it is just a bunch of like gay jokes about him and everything. It's uh, yeah. like, I- I'm going to like bone you hard and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, show you what a real man is. Um, but it also does change the whole Freda Felcher reveal at the end of this movie, like having that extra look. Yeah. But I like this better without it. It's it's one of the many things where it just it works and it's so much funnier if you don't have that scene. Just wait till we get to the the second sea bass scene later on. How mm. much that ruins it by you know adding the extra stuff and it not being a, a joke anymore. Um. Uh. Yeah. The the cops here. Uh, if you look up, there's fairly brothers use a lot of people in the same movies over and over again. Like these cops are in like all of their movies, uh, the, not, not, not the female FBI agent or whatever, but yeah, the cops who are like, they're driving the Navy before sheepdog, uh, those guys, uh, there's the song playing when, uh, they go, Oh, we, we were mentioning about the, the pooping scene. Again, another thing that's just, you don't need it because he's basically saying, get down in the front seat and lay down there so they don't see you. But instead she goes to take a dump. Yeah. And then he's like, get that, but like they don't see her then? In the yeah. original version, he's like lay down in the front seat and then they just cut to the van. Oh, they're here. Get down. Yeah. But in this version, get down where she's taking a dump in the ditch right behind you, fully visible. Like yeah. it doesn't really make any sense. Great. Um uh, the uh the most annoying sound thing that <laughs> yeah, I I never actually watched Jeff Dana's expression, but you can hundred percent see just yeah. as they cut. It's not just he's cracking; like he bursts out laughing, and, yeah. and then Mike Star, no expression at all. He's brilliant. Um, yeah, but the, the the whole Mockingbird thing, like yeah, it is in the original version because I always remember that was one of those other quotes uh, I used to always love, where the uh, looks more hitchhikers. We pick them up right after they just said we don't usually pick up sh- hitchhikers, but we'll make an exception to your case. That will pick them up and when they're singing in Spanish or whatever the Mockingbird thing, um, all of Mike Starr's, like. Uh, getting annoyed with these guys is just brilliant uh the the restaurant (laughs) where they're uh guys guys why don't you both eat it at the same time that sounds like Uh, a dare
0: harry it's a double dare it's a a
1: double dare (laughs) yeah uh oh another thing that we missed here was uh where he was saying oh i'm not a gambling man he goes i bet you 20 bucks i get you gambling by the end of the day it's like, oh, no, you can't. It's like, I'll get you. I'll get you. I don't that's, know how, but I'm going to get you. That's,
0: again, that was never in the version I used to watch as a kid. That's. Oh,
1: it it was in, yeah, it was in the theatrical one. Yeah. yeah so the,
0: to me. That the, was another one I always loved. So the, that, that, yeah, the, that's another scene that, like, whenever I watch this version, I'm like, that bit wasn't there. Like, so it's kind of like yeah. that in the Mexican version. No, like, I always huh? remember
1: that one. Uh, maybe maybe the Australian version, they cut those out for being maybe, offensive. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pitch up, pick up hitchhikers. You're going to do it, you do it once. You don't do it I a, mean. <laughs> You gotta um, go full hitchhiker. Our
0: most famous serial killer in this country was uh, you know, renowned for picking up hitchhikers and murdering them in a forest. So maybe it
1: really was. <laughs> the uh the burger thing, like again, their expressions, uh, not just when they're watching him eat the burger, but even beforehand, I just love they're like why don't you take a bite of your burger and they're like, <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> you used to do that. I used to do that with my sister when you'd be like, you'd play, oh, oh yeah, I'll do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just love like the the expressions they have. And it's the point of there's something to me, along with people being caught on fire, which we're gonna see later in the movie, pointing and obnoxiously laughing is one of the funniest things to me. So the fact when he hits the ground, they're like, <laughs> So that's you just, like, when it's, a somebody, if he was
0: on fire, this would be the funniest moment in movies. Yeah, that would be me.
1: Like, <laughs> Uh, I do have to wonder with rat poison. I asked this to Jamie too. I'm like, why do they sell them pill form? <laughs> Jamie it's rat would know how often
0: is she using poison? Well, no,
1: because she, she said, Oh yeah, they definitely sell it in tablets. I'm like, what would be the purpose? Check your food tonight. <laughs> I don't, it, when you buy, like, if you look at like uh, on the shelves, they sell rat poison. they will be like, they're pellets, like tiny, tiny pellets, but not as a tablet, like Tylenol-sized tablet is going to be mistaken. I can't, can't say
0: I've bought rat poison recently, Colin. So I live <laughs> on the fifth floor, so I don't But think... it's
1: the purpose of selling it in pill form is what bothers me. Oh, let me just leave these pills out because, you know, rats like America to take America in the 90s, tablets. it was a Wild
0: West. Come on!
1: (laughs) Take two of these at a party. Pass it around. Yeah. Uh, I love it when they're giving him CPR and he's trying to get on his own. This will go a lot easier if he just relaxes. Kind of
0: underrated gross moment of this movie is when he's like trying to like clear his mouth and he spits out like what's
1: in his mouth? I think it's burger. It's his burger. He's still chewing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Mr. the leg cpr <laughs> rocking his leg we know cpr they're just rocking his legs back and I forth to,
0: whenever i used to like take pills as a kid i used to go pills are good pills are good pills are
1: Good. yeah <laughs> also the song that plays here uh that really aggressive song it's a band called green jelly which jamie had it was maybe about a month ago jamie's like have you ever heard of this song with three little pigs i'm like yeah by green jelly because i i when i when i got this soundtrack they have this this isn't three little pigs this is the bear went over the mountain which literally it's like this thrash metal song. the bear went over the mountain to, to see what he could see the other side of the mountain was all that he could see which is the uh, same
0: it's not in this version though is it
1: uh no i think it is yeah because that yeah. was the song i was saying before night, like... i'm like
0: yeah, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention because I swear like there's a de- there's definitely a few scenes in this uh, version where there's a different song. And to me, maybe it might I don't know, like because I know the song you're talking about because I'd always remember it from this scene.
1: Yeah, but the same band did this song "The Three Little Pigs that Jamie had just discovered was like, little pig, little pig, let me in, not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. <laughs> hilarious band, which I only discovered because of Dumb and Dumber. Their videos are hilarious, too. They're all like claymation or like animated uh, love, fairy tale stuff. I love
0: when you sing, so it just always still reminds me of one of our best old moments when you I it Crash Test Dummies and it's like, yeah.
2: you did, baby, you did.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute when yeah. we talk about Crash test Dummies, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the uh, the the gas tank when he's lifting up the leg mm. of the dog to pump the gas, the visual of that still gets me, especially when the gas is spilling and the dog's basically peeing. Yeah, uh, it's such a cheap gag, but like so funny. Uh, yeah, him lighting his leg off. but <laughs> God, this sake, may have been the, the birth lava. of it. This may have been the birth of people being on fire being funny, because I remember there was two things. There was this, and then the show America's Funniest Home Videos. Huh. There was, like, a clip of people who were – they're out camping, and they're playing football, and one guy goes to catch the football, and he actually falls and rolls into the fire. <laughs> and then the same one had, like, a girl who's blowing out candles on her birthday cake, and her hair caught fire. I was just like, this is the greatest thing. This is the greatest thing in comedy history: is people being
0: on fire. I mean, I I get off watching people get the hit Fairley by. The Family Brothers know it. Get, people get hit by cars to me is hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, fire. I gotta I gotta share with you. You you get a kick of this too. Rocky shared it with me. It's a uh, Instagram account which is just children getting hurt. Uh, and It's just. <laughs> It's things like, it, like oh, this should not be funny Like like a kid falling down you know, uh, 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 Not a cliff but like a, a rock face You know tumbling Or like falling into the pool Or stuff like that. Is It's all funny Dogs I, running in the air and clipping I, a kid I, I, I,
0: like, I, It's all well and good for someone like me to follow that Who doesn't have children But Colin has children
1: Like ah children oh, getting hurt That's how you survive the days with the kids You're like ah oh, this happened Imagine if Kester really fell funny. off a rock
0: <laughs> Ah
1: Put his head through Um, a ceiling. Yeah, the uh (laughs) exactly (laughs) that hasn't happened (laughs) recently. Took a little bit. The joke sat here and then it went, ah, there it is. (laughs) Which by the way, uh Casper listened to Donovan Bailey uh recently giving him a little shout out. He got a big Uncle Donovan he got a big kick out of that. Um his who knows if you can follow any of the advice? I, I did like, though, the advice from D- Uncle Donovan Bailey included if you eat your vegetables, and you go to bed on time days after I think you sent me that clip, days after we had him up till 12:30 in the morning, not going to bed. He's like, You get good sleep. Casper, listen, Uncle Donovan said you gotta go to sleep if you want to be fast.
0: I uh you haven't heard it yet because I only did the interview the other day. I interviewed her off the podium, and you can download it in a couple of weeks. A 14-year-old, which I'm sure you would have laughed at oh, that's hilarious. Loud. But like uh, before we like start recording, like she was like, I'm thinking, like, oh god, like I'm not good with children, like uh, it's awkward, like they're kids and whatever. So, like, you know, she was actually pretty talkable. She was good, but like. I'm talking to her beforehand, and I can't remember what I said. Like, oh no, I said like, oh, so you go to school today? She's like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, how's school? She's like, oh, yeah, not very good. And I'm like, yeah, school sucks. And I'm like, but stay in school, because <laughs> <Like, laughs> I think her mum was in the background. So I'm like, oh, but 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 stay in school, like it's it's you gotta do it. Uncle Ben, <laughs> stay in school and don't take drugs. Anyway, do you want to me
1: <laughs> and avoid men
0: like me? Anyway, do you want to record the episode? <laughs>
1: Um yeah, the, the thing with his leg being set on fire. Jeff Daniels' eyes being crossed. Bah, 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 and he's looking down, and it, just the reveal of it like he throws down the match, and you just see the glow of the flame before you see his leg on fire. Uh and as you mentioned, the whole ski thing is like you skis, <laughs> are they yours? Both of them. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is taking what I think was one of the funniest scenes of the entire movie. And you add the extra scenes and it robs it of all the humor. Mm-hmm. So the original version of this the theatrical version is Lloyd's in there. He's going to the bathroom. He looks at the graffiti on the wall for manly love. Be here March 25th, 12:15 a.m. or something like that. He's like, ah, ha, ha. he looks at his watch at that time. And all of a sudden he sees somebody coming there. He's hiding. He's hiding. The door opens a sea bass. Nothing about sea taking down his pants, actually being the guy who wrote this message, just happening to be there. The context of the original is Lloyd thinks that this guy who has been chasing him is there for manly love. Yeah. But he's actually there because he's been chasing them since that gag at the restaurant where they said they're going to catch up to them later on, which then ruins the following scene where he's cowering in the fetal position. I told you it happened, just forget it. And he's like, okay, okay. And that's all there is to the scene. You add the extra stuff in there. And the joke is gone. Yeah, it's one of these things agreed. where you probably did cut it because it was offensive in the first place, but you cut it in a way that made it funnier. Because what's funny about it is that Lloyd thinks he's about to get raped yeah. by Seabass, but he's actually just there to get beaten up. But now you make it that he's, he's pulling down his pants and I'm going to enjoy well, this. And he's wearing like the bikini breeze. It's not
0: funny anymore. No, like I'm not defending it. I'm, I'm completely on board with you. But the one thing I will say is that in the version where you don't see him pulling down his pants, I still think it's implied that he's about to get raped because it does still say manly love be here at like, and like, yeah, but, but in the, yeah, I you know in ag- the version you just see him like push him down and you see him go find a happy place, which even like in this cut, it's a different, like obviously did multiple cuts because the version I remember watching when you hear that music and you just seeing him push pushed down, it's more of like a slower, like find a happy place. Fi-. Whereas in this version, he's like going, it's said completely differently. I, I guess my point is like, I always implied, even like when I was a bit older that like he's still here to get raped. It's just, it's, it's left a bit more open than seeing him pull his pants down.
1: I, I think the context though of the scene without him pulling the pants down is whether you believe this is the guy who wrote manly love or not, or this is just the guy nah. who finally tracked him down a few days later. True now he's like okay i'm just gonna kill you uh which which makes it funnier when he thinks oh no he wants to rape me and even harry's like he was probably just you know <laughs> there to the, the beat you up because of what we pulled the restaurant uh the big gulp scene like the amount of times and it's not always big gulps right it would just be anything like you walk into a your room you're like hey cheeseburger huh all right well see you later my brother and I used to do this so much. I, I, I was either my brother or the same friend I went to the movie with. We would even do this in public. We would walk into some, maybe somebody's reading a newspaper on a bus bench. we are go, Hey newspaper, huh? All right. And then just give the awkward pause. Go, well, see you later. <laughs> we would try this out in public just for the fun of it, it is, it is one of the, the best jokes ever. And then to find out this was unscripted and just spur the moment, like it, Jim Carrey's like big goals. Huh? All right. <laughs> see you later. That just makes me love it even more. Um, yeah, the, uh, uh, the breakup scene that they have here is amazing. Like, again, Jim Carrey still plays, it's just like the thing where he collapses against the wall, of the My Heart scene, where he's like, I think I'm the only one who's ever made a mistake, but he actually starts sobbing a little bit. I'm like, you you can laugh at it and feel for the guy at the same time. Um, and, and one thing I'll, I'll get a couple of opinions on throughout this. Do you think that this movie has clues as to who is dumb and who is dumber? Because that was like a big debating point for years afterwards. It's like, well, which one of them is dumb and which one is dumber? Uh, uh, Yeah,
0: Um, I would say Lloyd is dumber and Harry's dumb. That would be my guess. uh,
1: Because I I think that's the way the movie mostly shows it. Although there's something I noticed later on where I'm like, I think that they're supposed to be even because most of the things are sort of explained away like, okay, Harry can do the math of one sixth of the way across the country. Does that make him smarter, Right. Um, most of the time when Lord one of them can't does read. something dumb, you can't, but, and even that I'm like, well, you can, you can counter that later on with something else. So I feel like there's not really an answer to it. It's not that it's ever supposed to be one guy's dumber, one's dumber. But I remember at the time people like debated this a lot for years afterwards, like which one is dumb and which one is dumber. Um, the 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 scene uh with the yeah, the one sixth of the way across the country was one of those arguing points. Like, but he can do math and fractions. Like, can he? I don't. I don't know if that math checks out. Like, I don't know America well enough to know where they went one sixth of the way across the country. It's, it's only been five hours. Can hmm. you can you get all the way across the country in twenty hours? I don't know. I doubt it. um I don't think so. so. Cr- crash is dummies. So this is you know uh not really. First of all, Crash by the primitives completely agree with you. Uh, you we have those, whatever music service you use, like your most listened to tracks of the year. That is one of three songs from this album that is pretty much always on my 50 most played songs or 100 most played and songs of the year.
0: There was a version, I know they there was a cover of it that they used in the Mr. Bean, the sequel, the Mr. Bean's Holiday, which was still good. Oh, did they? Don't get me wrong, it was still a good version, but this version is well, better.
1: One of the things I was going to mention is, and if it was the same band, the Primitives, because on the soundtrack, it's credited as Crash the 95 mix. Yeah. As if they remixed it for this version, which along those lines for the Crash is Dummies. It's always weird because you even see like on the the CD cover here, it has the names of the band's t-shirts and it says Crash is Dummies featuring Ellen Reed, which was always weird because that is a member of the band. She just hadn't sang lead vocals. She'd always done like the harmonies and the backup vocals and everything. Mm. um but she's a member of the band yeah they credited as featuring on this um so you, some of these confusing things the soundtrack but uh but yeah the another the other song which is my favorite is yet to come up in here but yeah crashes i mean they technically have two songs in this because the ballad of peter Pumpkinhead" that was like the big hit single from this which did you ever see the video for it no oh i gotta send it to you okay so i'm just gonna set up by saying jeff daniels stars in it as harry uh like it, he is it, it starts with him walking down the streets and he's like, bonjour, eh? Oh, Canada, Hey, eh? I thought Canadians supposed to be more polite than this. <laughs> it's supposed to be like he's visiting Canada. And then the rest of the video is, everything about it is brilliant. But uh, um, there's a scene in it, which I remember people really loved here because the crash Seventy being from Winnipeg, they really loved it here, uh, that there's like a bunch of newspaper clippings uh, about like, you know, GQ magazine and it's all Jeff Dana's face on it. And one of them is like the Winnipeg Sun, which is like one of the local mm-hmm. papers here. And I just remember seeing the video for the first time, and Be like eh, it's the Winnipeg Sun. And everybody would be talking about, it. did you see the Winnipeg Sun made its way into Crash Dummies video, which I think they did that in another video already. But Crash's Dummies were like they were their biggest song in Canada was actually not even that. Uh, I, I it was just this past week I was listening to their album. Um, God shuffled His Feet, which is the one that has that song on it, which was like their their big album, like everywhere in the world. And I was reading the trivia i'm like apparently like that song was one of their lower charting singles in canada it was still huge here but like there's a song they had called the superman song that was really big um which was from a couple years before this uh which is literally about superman but it's like a really sad song kind of like mm-mm-mm-mm. uh but i i was able to see the crashes that means concert uh three times um the first time i saw them was right after this movie came out and uh, if you have like a, the, the annual carnival or festival that you know will be in your area uh, it used to be on the grounds of like the Winnipeg Arena and Winnipeg Stadium so they were able to get like big acts where you would basically charge in admission to go to the, the, the carnival for the day but Crash's Dummies played there and I remember it was at the Winnipeg Arena and my friend and I went to see that like we went to the carnival that day so that we could see the Crash's Dummies play so I saw them then second time I saw them they were opening for Alanis Morissette oh. uh, and the Crash's dummies were about as big as she were was here. And this was around the time they had that who put the dog in the doghouse?" You did very Uh, which <laughs> so I so think funny. is still like of all things is the weirdest song they ever put out and maybe still one of the biggest songs they ever had here. Uh, they were opening for Alanis Morissette. But I re- even remember the concert, like so many people were there just to see the Crash's dummies uh, and they totally blew her away in concert. The Aww. singer came out wearing a boa and a bra, like a pink bra over top of his shirt, like Weird band, but, you know, a, a very funny band to watch live. The third time I saw them was um, the, uh, the when the Canada Games were here. I think it was like 2017, 2018, whenever it was. And they had broken up years earlier, but they reunited to do, and like, the... felt the, the so festival. good. But, but they, they did it with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. It was like, Crash's Dummies with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. I think I still have videos of that somewhere. But apparently after that concert, they decided, yeah, let's reunite again. Um... Uh, Oh, I also missed the cop scene, too. So, yeah, that cop, Harlan Williams, uh, I didn't even realize how famous this family is. So his father was a member of parliament, like for Ontario government in the 70s and 80s. So he's the son of a a pretty prominent politician. Uh, His brother is Stephen Williams, who was one of the visual effects supervisors on the Star Wars Special Edition he was a visual effects worker on Terminator Two, Jurassic Park, and he was nominated for an Academy Award for The Mask, doing a visual effects. Mm. So the the cop, the you know the guy that uh, uh, pulls him over, the 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 beer bottle cop, is uh, brothers of visual effects Academy Award nominated guy for Jim Carrey's previous movie, and his cousin is Kevin Hearn from the Bare Ladies and another <laughs> Canadian band called Rio Statics. Jesus. Uh, so this is a. Very famous family. This guy may be the least famous guy in the family, but uh, I, I know that um, I've seen, like, his stand-up act before, like, back in the 90s. And he is like, almost on level with Jim Carrey good at stand-up comedy. Uh, never really translated as well into movies. I don't think he ever ha- had, like, big breaks outside of, like, small roles in movies. But I can tell you, his stand-up is, like, some of the funniest stuff you'll ever see. Uh, and it was Jim Carrey who recommended him for this movie. And I know that, like, they they had another comedian who was on standby his jeff daniels didn't work out i would almost get make a guesstimate that uh if there was a, a name that you could put to who was the guy who was going to replace jeff daniels if it didn't work out it would probably be this harlan williams guy who plays the cop because they were the, jeff daniels and him were the two guys jim carrey insisted on in the movie uh and he ended up getting a small role anyway so i mean this very well may have been jeff daniels if he ended up sucking at comedy
0: <laughs> they sucking something else i was like what, where'd that go <laughs>
1: Sucking sideways. I just, I just
0: feel like we've got the uh, the Canadian random band Bingo. Uh, you mentioned Bare Naked <laughs> Ladies, um, which, you know, you mentioned... the Dummies,
1: Bare Naked Ladies, Real Statics. Yes, they had
0: a song called Superman or whatever. That just it randomly... Clicked. Oh, great I, song. Like, just before I ever went to Canada for the first time in, like, 2010, I was, like, friends of this... I still chat to her every now and then. I, like, had a pen pal in Toronto, and she was, like, trying to get me into, like, Canadian music. And she got me into Our Lady Peace... And then, that, oh, like, yeah. Superman's Dead song, um, yeah. which I just, you know, I, I can't say I ever really fully got into Our Lady Peace. Sorry, Steph, if you ever listen to this uh, show.
1: Early Our Lady Peace is amazing. Yeah, uh, they definitely went downhill after that. But that song was, like, massive here. So I, I wouldn't doubt that that would be the song. I, I'm, I, I don't know if you have time to watch on here, but just I'm, I'm clicking through the, the the video for Peter Pumpkin here. Like, every second of this video is hilarious. Because Crash's dummy's Dummies videos tend to be pretty humorous in the first place. Uh, but like Jeff Daniels being in this video is just amazing that not only did he say, I'm going to do for $50,000 low salary movie, but I'm going to star in the movie or the, the the video for the movie wearing a pumpkin on my head, just doing all these absurd things.
0: <laughs> One thing I miss about like song tie-ins to movies is having the actors appear in them. They don't, they don't do that yeah. anymore, do they? Uh, I mean, our good friend, John Carroll. Uh, from Survivor, of course, was famously oh, in Britney Spears' Boys uh, featuring Mike Myers. <laughs> Best story he ever, I think he told it on air when he was just basically like, yeah, we were, uh, I, I played like the bartender and like I was, you know, Britney Spears is sitting at the bar so I could have a bit of a chat with her. But just before like the scene started, like she bent down and I could see that she had pierced nipples. And I'm like, that was wasted on me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Also, I really feel bad for radio DJs in the 90s when they have to introduce mmm, 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 mmm as yeah. a song. Like, that's a weird <laughs> thing. Um, before I move on, to, I've, I've, I've typed in Dumb and Dumber T-shirts because I know the one always would pop up. Oh. It would be the Slippy, Slappy, Swampy. tonight, I was way off, and then I did see the Big Gulps one. But you go to Redbubble, great place for T-shirts, so you can buy a T-shirt that says, that John Denver is full of shit, man. You can buy, we've got no food, we've got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off. Um, you've got Mark in big capitals with like a little, yeah, ing, yeah, but the best one I love here, it's like it's it actually looks like a really stylized T-shirt. It's got Aspen, California, where the bee flows, like why? <laughs> but you can also buy like um, Merry Christmas with like Lloyd Christmas's head there. Um, you can buy Totally Redeem Yourself, you can buy a kick his ass sea bass t-shirt. <laughs> um, you can buy a killer boots, man, with a thumbs up. <laughs> nice set of hooters you got there. <laughs> Please tell me there's a big star huh? All right. There is one. Like I've seen, like it's not on this website, but there definitely is one because like I've seen it pop up on like my Instagram. Um, so, yeah, there's so many. There's So you're telling me there's a chance. I mean, that's really. Oh, you can get an Australia one day, mate. Um, you can get the for manly love be here March 25th. Which I also, can I just point out, one of the best ones on IMDb Trivia, it is set on the wall that it is set in March 25th, meaning this movie was set in March 1994. <laughs> Thank you. Which March 25th, what, three days after your birthday? Like a week after mine? So there yeah. you go. Um, so uh, the, one of the, like, the most random dumbest things in this movie, which is just hilarious, is when you've got Lloyd, uh, Harry walk along the street, uh, the road, hitchhiking, and Lloyd just shows up here on this, like, little bike, it's like, where the hell did you find that? It's like, oh, I traded the uh, the van straight up for it and get 70 miles to the gallon. Like, in what, how, like, how dumb are you to, like, trade a car for that? I feel there had to be, like, a deleted scene there somewhere with that. But, of course, you get the famous line here, just when I think you couldn't get any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we get them uh, montage of them driving. Is this your favorite song? This, uh, yeah, the Gigolo
1: Ants, Where I Find
0: My Heaven. Which, um, them driving along, you've got the um, honking on the truck, the, hey man, I gotta go, just just go, man. Just oh, go. It's it's really warm. Um, then like holding up the traffic. And so apparently like, like some of the exterior, like I think this overhead shot is really of Aspen, but Aspen wanted too much money for them to film in yeah. Aspen. So they basically filmed it in like, Salt Lake City and Park City and like places uh, in Utah. So you're lost, Colorado, um, <laughs> which, again, like I always want to go to Aspen, but Aspen probably looked nothing like this because it wasn't filmed there. So have you been to Colorado before? No, never. I've been to Colorado. Like it's, it's a, you know, from what I saw of it, I've been to Denver. I've been to Colorado Springs. I went to the U.S. Olympic facility, clearly got recruited. That's why I'm Team I, USA, but it's a nice state.
1: I don't know whether that sign was real or not, where they're like, welcome to Aspen, like home of the Rockies. Just the idea though, that there's a sign that says home of the Rockies. Some of this stretches across two nations, <laughs> multiple states and provinces, but they are the home of it. It's kind of funny to me.
0: Uh, look at Colin taking credit for Canada. Good job. Um,
1: but then, I mean, we get a whole bunch
0: of stuff here, which is just like famous. So they, they get off the bike, they fall off. And it's like, um, oh, you know, we're going to go to, where does she live? I don't know. Oh, let me look it up. Oh, what was the last name? Oh, I can't remember. Began with an S so, uh, <laughs> Slippy, sloppy, slappy, Simpson, Samson, Samsonite, Swanson. Maybe it's on the briefcase. Samsonite, I was way <laughs> off. Which again, as a kid, didn't get the joke because I didn't realize Samsonite was a brand of like suitcases. So when I yeah. would see that as a brand, I'm like, ah, dumb and dumber. Oh, we get the whole bit like, check out the ass on that. Yeah, he <laughs> must work out. Like that bit always made the trailer. Um, they get, So they've got nowhere to stay. Uh, so they end up in the park. <laughs> I always love the bits like, oh, my hands are freezing. I'm Oh, you can wear my pair of extra gloves. My hands are starting to get sweaty. <laughs> it's like, extra gloves? You have extra gloves? Yeah. We're in the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, Lord. <laughs> uh, we find out that in the suitcase, in the briefcase, there's a whole bunch of money, which. I mean, it's a little nip. How much is in this suitcase that they're buying a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar Lamborghini? They're giving away hundred dollar bills. Like, I mean, they're implying there's like twenty million dollars in this suitcase or something yeah. like that. Um, but it's you know, they're walking down the street and they're just basically like, oh look, we'll just we'll borrow a little bit. You know, we'll just we'll just pay for the essentials. And they show up at this like hotel where like Princess Diana, presidential, in suite. presidential suite. It's like we'll take it. Uh, they show up with a Lamborghini and I love him like giving out the tips like, there you go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> they're crying to like a Pacific Bell ad. They're wiping their tears with money. I do love like Jim Carrey's outfit when he's wearing like this big like fluffy boot, like tassel things around yeah. his ankles. <laughs> I've always loved that. Uh, we find out that Lloyd can't read because they're basically like going on about, uh, they're seeing the newspaper here. Uh, it's like, Come on, Cinderella! We're gonna get you ready for the ball because I see Mary in the newspaper. So they're now gonna be able to go meet her. And he's like going like annual to he, to he the uh, like oh it's a big one. Um, and again, if you are. Uh, read the newspaper article it's once again one of these like ones where they've yeah. maybe gone for the, the opening line so Aspen, Carl Helen and Mary Swanson will host annual meeting of International Preservation Society thus at the conference all our governments found themselves in unanimous agreement regarding this undertaking Arrangements. They, they swear they use the same article like they use the same text for all of these um, and then this is when, when we did Pretty Woman last year I'm like hey I get it, dumb and dumb I ripped it off <laughs> <laughs> so the pretty woman scene is ripped off of pretty woman. Funnily enough, Ben, now that you've seen pretty woman, you get it. Um, And like the one bit that like, well, the two bits that always grossed me out as a kid watching this movie, the spit scene, even before I saw the like bit and the bit that always gets me, I've got a real thing for fingernails and toenails. It kind of like oh, makes me cringe. Oh, wait till I get to my
1: story. Oh,
0: I don't want to hear it. Like when you see like his super long uh, toenails and they're like, oh, that always <laughs> made me cringe. Um, but the suits, of course, like, you know, they're like beautiful tux, white tux, and then you get him coming out in the bright tux and he's doing like a weird dance and the guy's like, oh, God. Um, slaps him with the, the ketchup to like make him like think he's like bleeding to death. Uh, you've got um, Harry like doing a, a massage on a naked woman, which is funny. Um, it's a nude woman, Colin. Most men like that. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> you know, I never noticed that she was nude until I watched it this past time.
0: <laughs> Good job, Colin. Good job.
1: <laughs> um, we uh, they, they do their hair like
0: all fancy and then, like, nah. And then they quickly, like, fix their <laughs> hair up. So it's like, oh, shit again. Um, I love it when they, like, go to the, the benefit and they're doing their sword fight. Like, um, check out the fun bags on that. I'd like to eat her liver with some fava beans and some chianti. <laughs> um, and then they see Mary. And then basically, this is um harry going up to like try and pick up mary (laughs) nice said who did you got there i beg (laughs) your pardon the owls are beautiful um and then the the famous line oh i i've been to canines dogs for the layman person (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh any unusual breeding oh no mostly doggy style it's a sex position (laughs) collared Um, although we did one time uh, combine a, a bulldog and a shih tzu. Really? That's odd. Yeah. We called it a bullshit. <laughs> I love his laugh when it's like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then I, again, I love random stepmom when she like comes up and it's like, oh, Mary, who's your friend? Oh, we haven't been introduced yet. Oh, I saw you coming with those suits. Fabulous, fabulous. Oh, <laughs> Mary's been looking for a friend to go skiing with. And it's like, oh, but my friend. Oh, forget about your friend for one day. Would you like to go ski with Mary? What do you say? <laughs> I just love this woman. I just love just like over the top. Richard, what do you say? Um, so basically Harry's got a date with Mary. He has to go up to like Lloyd and be like, oh, it's all good. You've got a date with her tomorrow. So it's, uh, yep, you're all good. And I love it when like Lloyd's at the bar and like flashing his ass and just kind of like, yeah. you know, trying Hooded to build the vibe. Yeah, you know, the vibe. Um, <laughs> Kills the owls uh, with the, <laughs> what it? There's only like eight of them in the world or something like that. Next thing kills yeah. one. And he's just basically like, well, this party just died. <laughs> um, they leave. Um, we've got like this. I think, th- again, these are, like, extra scenes, I feel. Like, Nick with the woman basically talking about, like, um, you know, oh, yeah, they whack the mm-hmm. bird, they send a message. That's an extra scene. And yeah. then you've got this extra scene of, like, um, Lloyd in the mirror, and this is where we get the whole, like, yeah. Merry, Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And I guess, like, Harry set up in this, like, ski outfit, which, again, don't need it. Like, it's just additional scenes that add nothing oh. to it. So you see why they cut it from, like, the other version. um. I think this is another section when you got Harry showing up to the ski resort where I think there was a different song in the version that I always watch because I don't think there's even no. a song here or something. Is it's, there?
1: it's always this one. It's the, the, the Dead Eye Dick Memo. song to each girl.
0: Yeah. Oh, it is that one. Okay, right. Okay. Maybe it's just the way it's edited. It's like It was edited differently mm. with the song in it. Um, so he's like knocking skis over. He's licking the pole. Oh, look, Frost, which I think... As a kid, that was always the famous scene. And did you ever do? I mean, you're Canadian. Of course you did that. Um, yeah. I think I always got scared to do this whenever I would like ever because I would think my tongue would get stuck. And I love it when yeah. he's like on the ski lift and he's like, hey, kid, you wouldn't have to have a glass of hot water, would you? <laughs>
1: And oh, then, what's even better is where Mary comes back and I saved you a seat. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: then eventually pulls him off the, the thing with the tongue, which is a bit cringy. I always like my favorite part of this is when they're walking through the snow and then she's just like, they're just like, I'll oh, stop. And then he just like, she throws a snowball at him and he's just like, Ugh! and like smashes the thing. And I think that's our interview with Jeff Daniels. This is basically the first stuff that they filmed. So this is like them filming this, yeah. thinking that Jeff Daniels is going to have to get replaced. But
1: like, he's. <laughs> Is Harry a bit abusive to poor old Mary yeah. here? Like it, you yeah. know, stuffing her face in the song. I just love how intense. It, come on, bring it on, girl. And I love Mary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then they like crack up laughing, and I just underrated jokes is like when they, like she he pulls up to the house and just like oh, so you'll pick me up tonight at seven uh, forty-five. Well, yeah, I've actually got a few things to do, but I was thinking maybe well, quarter to eight. It's like oh, stop. It's like all right then, seven <laughs> forty-five.
1: Which I think, that's one of the things I was going to say. Y- yes. Uh, Harry can read and Lloyd can't, but Lloyd can tell time and Harry can't. So that's one uh-huh. of those trade offs where I'm like, there we go, because he can. It's twelve fifteen, March twenty fifth. But obviously Harry doesn't know how to. That's
0: one of the things that I think I used to always do, try and make humor of that. And this is kind of like intercepted uh, with Lloyd. He's uh, gone to a bar because it was ten a.m. lobby bar right in the lobby. Um, so he shows. And now, uh, did you read the trivia about this? This hotel apparently is the hotel where The Shining was set.
1: Well, the exteriors were um, because that's where they had wanted to film originally. So this is one of those few things in Aspen that they actually got, but I don't know if it's not where the shining was set, but this is like what inspired the shining, like where Stephen King wrote it or something,
0: which there was a weird trivia bit, which again was random, but apparently like Jim Carrey insisted in staying in the like famous room where like, obviously, I've never seen the shining. You'd know what it's talking about. You've seen good movies. I haven't. Um, And then apparently like Jim Carrey lasted three hours and left and never said why he left that room. So, I mean... Is I feel that, like
1: if, that, if Jim Carrey said that, it's probably a Jim Carrey joke. Yeah. Like,
0: and he's just, he's maintained the illusion of that. Like, if we yeah. ever interview Jim Carrey, which clearly we're going to one day, because, you know, we, we can pull the big names on this show. That, to me, is like one of those random ones where it's like... Like, that is a fun segment, really, to do. I think that we should, like, if we get somewhat decent people on this show who have IMDb trivia... It should be like let's play a true or not game on Wikipedia and IMDb. Is this true or not? Uh, there was mm-hmm. there was an Olympian I interviewed recently where I literally was reading something from the Wikipedia and I said to them like, "On hey, I'm like, "I'm reading this from your Wikipedia page. Can you confirm this is true or not?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's true." So I'm like, "Okay, good." Um,
1: but it anyway, had nothing to do with meatloaf because they wouldn't have known.
0: No, exactly. Uh, but like, this is him in the in the lobby bar and he's like, uh, "Excuse me, uh, you know, is it 10 a.m. yet?" Uh, it's one. Yeah, that's what I've got too. I thought my uh, watch was a little fast uh, and that lady stood you up. And I, I always like this bartender because like when the FBI woman shows up and obviously he thinks that this is her, his date, but you know, it's not. She's like, I get she's undercover. I like this FBI woman because like, she's like yeah. noxiously annoying, which is like <laughs> at the bar. Again, this whole bar, she can sit anywhere. i like, I hate that. That's one of my b- biggest pet peeves is when you're somewhere where there's so much space and someone comes like right next to you. At the pool mm-hmm. of my complex is open recently. Yay. So like, I was, I usually like, I can look out the window right now. or well, there's a couple of people swimming in it. So I usually like gauge like, well, I go swimming now. There's not many people, whatever. And so the other day I went down there. There was maybe like two people in the pool. So I'm go swimming. So they're at one end of the pool with their towels. I'm at the complete opposite end. There's not like a massive gap in the middle where you could go hang out. This guy comes to the pool and basically puts his stuff right next to me. And I'm like, dude, whole pool here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> why are you next to me? Like, it's like, if you're in a train or a bus and like somebody yeah. sits next to you. Anyway, so um, I love how she sits next to him. And it's like, oh, how's your day been? Oh, mine's been bad. Of course, it's been really bad since I broke up with my boyfriend. And it's <laughs> like, oh, my God, one of them. Um, and then what's the story she's telling? Like, oh, like, she's basically telling this story about, like, getting, like, abused. She's like, oh, and I thought he was going to kill me. And then he comes home and he tries to light a fire. Oh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so tell me about you. Where are you from? <laughs> and it's like, bartender, you wouldn't <laughs> have to know where Mary Swanson did. Oh, of course I do. What is that supposed to mean? She comes in for dinner. Oh, you wouldn't happen to know where she lives, would you? Now, does Jim Carrey actually pay the bar? I guess it's maybe on the tab of the hotel or something like that, maybe. But then we get maybe yeah. the, the most funniest line of this whole movie, which, again, ad-libbed. This is completely mm-hmm. ad libbed which is brilliant. Uh, Lloyd's walking out. He sees a, there's an article on the wall. They framed it where it says man lands on the moon," and just the way Jim Carrey's like, no way <laughs> we landed on the moon <laughs> which again you've watched that scene and you see none of the actors are like you'd think they would like crack up laughing or something like that but it's just it's just done so well um and this is where like he's obviously once harry's dropped her off at the place and this is one of those like there's a couple of things that have like turned into memes i think the two things of this that are the most meme worthy bits that are like gifs or whatever is this bit where you see like lloyd take his hat off and he's going like Ooh,
1: yeah, Ooh. the gagging. Crying.
0: Yeah, like the gagging, crying, which like that's that's always a gif I'll use on Twitter. Of like, if something's disgusting, I'll be like,
1: Ooh.
0: like Lloyd going,
1: like,
0: and obviously we're still got the. So you're saying there's a chance line to come, but I might just sort of end it next. I can do. I can bring the last bit of the movie home there. So uh, yeah,
1: we landed um, on the moon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the the song where I on my heaven, gigolo ants. Like that is easily one of my. If it's not my top ten favorite songs of all time, it's at least top twenty. Like that song is amazing um I, now i never got the whole because kilometers and liters very different things the 70 miles to the gallon still i just had to google it right now because i'm like i honestly can't work there. Is that supposed to be good or not apparently that actually is pretty good mileage oh. <laughs> so maybe he's not that dumb for trading it up um uh, the 90s you know, which, at least
2: the,
1: the value of the two things i mean how much longer it took them to get there i guess is the other question because they're going about 25 riding this thing uh yeah, the uh, all the stuff when they arrive in Aspen is great. Like the the take a look at the butt on that. <laughs> yeah, he must work out. Uh, the uh, swimmy, swammy, slappy stuff. Amazing. Uh, when they're um, in the hotel watching the, the ad or whatever, uh, like the, the telephone company ad, the fact that Jim Carrey is also like stuffing the bill yeah. up his nose, <laughs> like his nostrils, wiping his nose is great uh the um uh the thing with so the the makeover sequence here uh i'll i'll, I'll do the toenail story here oh. so this is another story about my mom now my mom oh. didn't have like it's not long toenails like that but like my mom's toenails everything on her feet was like solidified because she used to walk barefoot everywhere she went like when we lived in not not in winnipeg like we lived in la salle it was gravel roads. And I'm not talking like thin gravel, I'm talking like large rock gravel. She'd pick us up from school by walking barefoot. Uh, Not to mention the fact, her toenails were just like, I I don't even know how to describe them. It it was just solid. (laughs) You couldn't clip them. And I remember around not long after this movie came out, one time she asked my sister to try to file her toenail. And it was exactly like the scene in Dumb and because I remember bursting out laughing and always referencing this whenever my mom would be barefoot or something like that. My sister actually had like a grip on my mom's foot and was finally gritting her teeth. Cool. <laughs> Trying to file them out with toenails. Uh, so yeah, that was my mom. Uh, I love when they take like the, the grinder. <laughs> you see the sparks flying yeah. and Jim Carrey's eyes are rolling in the back. <laughs> um, Yeah, this makeover see the Pretty Woman sequence is great. The Jeff Daniels massage. This is one of the things that I always use it, the rare times Jamie asks me to give her a massage. <laughs> I, I've told this on here before. I've I probably told you, at least on some show, that thing about how my fingers automatically lock, which I'm showing you right now. Yeah. It makes it impossible for me to give a smooth massage. Cause you have to put like all of your strength into getting your fingers to move. He gets all the excuses uh,
0: of not touching his wife.
1: It's it it, it works just two ways there. I killed two birds with one stone. Uh, but, but the rare times where Jamie will ask me to do this, I will go full on Jeff Daniels and do the headbutt massage <laughs> partly because it's easier than using my hands. Um, yeah. When, when they come in and uh, they're wearing those ridiculous tuxedos, which those gotta be two of the most iconic uh, outfits. In movie history now, I know. I, that, I'll, let's see who owns those.
0: I well, so um, thou, House sh- who shall not be named? She used to have. Uh, she said, like friends at her church or something like that. They were obsessed with Jim Carrey in this movie and she showed me like photos they had some like fancy dressing and they found these suits and they like went dressed oh, as harry can you and i do that one time like i just- was gonna
1: say if, if next time you get married <laughs> and <laughs> second time the honeymoon there. hotel exactly yeah hopefully i can be there for this one and we could do that we could have everybody wearing jim carrey and jeff daniels tuxes yeah top hats and all. because i remember I, I mean i i'm not a suit guy at all right uh i'm definitely not a tux guy and i always said that it wasn't like the dumb and dumber suit but just the idea of the top hat and the cane. I love from dumb and Dumber so much that when my brother was getting married, he said, all right, you can wear a top hat and a cane, but only for an informal picture. Now I never <laughs> was able to line up. He's like, go to a costume shop. He's like, you got to get it yourself. Cause I basically said, fine, I'll wear a tux as long as I have a top hat and cane. I never was able to find one. I tried to do it again for my own wedding. Short on time to actually sure get it. So Google next them. wedding I'm in, I'm going to get it.
0: Dumb and dumb. Top Dumber hat and cane. Suit. Uh, oh yeah. Like oh,
1: somebody's they're definitely easy. selling. You
0: can, you can buy them. Yeah they're straight away lots
1: um uh, yeah some of those things are iconic but I just love when they're walking into even just the thing where he, he knocks the hat off his head and then he takes the cane to his leg the exaggerated yeah. like ah <laughs> uh there's also a line here talk about things we d- didn't get till even this most recent time when they go up to the bar they said let's go get a bowl of something uh it's obviously it's some type of phrase for let's get a drink but I always thought they were getting a bowl. They're going to get a bowl like clam chowder, chili. What are they hoping to order at the bar? There's a bowl.
0: I don't know. And I always like, love the, um the this is a $500 plate, you know, dinner. It's like, oh, oh yeah. put it down for two in case you want seconds.
1: In case you want seconds. And then he does the banana spray in the <laughs> face, yeah.
0: Random one here too is I just, I just I typed in Dumb and Dumber like suits and it takes you like merchandise. Somebody's made a Dumb and Dumber action figure of Petey where you can remove the oh. hair. <laughs> Petey, action figure. Oh, I want it. (laughs)
1: Uh, I, speaking of toys, uh, these toy owls are amazing. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because even before, I know they're they're not going to have like an actual owl get shot, but even when they just take the the cover off and you see the owls for the first time, they obviously didn't even have in their budget to get real owls because you see two very clearly. If you even want to call that animatronic owls <laughs> that do like the most robotic head turn back what? and forth, it's like a toy that you could buy in the store. Yeah. Um. Th- there's also uh, one of my other uh, favorite lines in this is where uh they first see mary for the first time and lloyd saying uh about her it's like you know she's the type of girl that gives me that old-fashioned romantic feeling where i do anything to bone her yeah. and then here he's like that's a special feeling yeah. <laughs> 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 and he also has a line here which i don't even he refers to his rapist wit yeah yeah a lot <laughs> of rape. Third rape joke in this movie a lot of <laughs> rape in this movie isn't there yeah i just love jim carrey i'll say i'm gonna Hang by the bar, put out the vibe. Well, there's there's, <laughs> all the little post there's a wall
0: there's a wall uh, wall art poster you can get which it says hang by the bar, put out the vibe.
2: That's
0: my line from now on. I'm gonna hang by the bar, put out the vibe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love you also mentioned the whole canine dogs! <laughs> yeah. Um, but
0: this is a Lauren, this is definitely a Lauren Holly like underrated scene, though. She like plays this. Oh well. yeah, she's yeah. great.
1: Uh like and, and again, it's it's some of it's just the reactions, and some of it is like her, her back and forth or whatever with them. Um so yeah, the the deleted scene here where they they get the uh the date that they're setting up for. This is I understand the reason for it, but it's another reason why it's actually funnier if you don't have it. Do you have the Merry Christmas line? The rest of the scene is all about, oh, do I go out looking like this? Well, it makes your package look really small. Well, I can't wear this. Then I'm going to have to put something on over the top. So then when you actually do see him walk in, now when I was watching this deleted scene, I'm like, wait, but that is what he's wearing. Yeah. But then of course, when he walks in, you see that he put a pair of shorts on over top of it, which barely camouflage anything. It, now, if you were ever smart enough to catch that he was wearing a random pair of shorts over his unitard, that plays as being funny because why is he wearing a pair of shorts over his unitard? But now you have to have a five-minute long scene to explain mm. why he has that. You have no humor anymore. So it, it works so much better without... Plus, again, it's even more of like back and forth talking about his his penis size. <laughs> yeah. Like It's the long scene, like very long extended scene. But his scene.
0: penis is not
1: yeah, <laughs> well, it's Jeff Daniels. <laughs> oh,
0: Jeff Daniels got a big dong. Come on,
1: definitely. Yeah, uh, Jim Carrey. Jeff Daniels, eh, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say Jim Carrey's <laughs> probably not as big as Jeff Daniels. Oh no, Jeff Daniels,
0: like Jeff Daniels, packing. Whereas, like, no disrespect to Jim yeah. Carrey, he doesn't need to be like. He's funny. That's that's why people are funny. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm funny. Little dong, funny person. You got to <laughs> compensate, right?
1: I don't know. Am I funny?
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: sometimes. I definitely don't have the big dong. <laughs>
0: You 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 sometimes can be a comedian. You're not on
1: my level, but you're getting there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, on the other hand, just nothing. <laughs> Somewhere between Noah and Rocky. That's where I'm at. I'm aspiring uh, to hit Rocky stats. Rocky's not funny. <laughs> um uh what what else do we have here? Oh yeah, so the song during the montage here. Um uh, this is a I actually saw this guy in concert as well, Pete Droge. Uh this is that song uh that plays when uh, Harry and Mary are doing their thing, Harry if you don't Mary. love me, I'll kill myself. Which also, I think, is the last song that plays in the end credits. Uh, so, speaking of Neil Young, uh, Neil Young, very famous from Winnipeg. Ah, I didn't ever know since from he became, Winnipeg. good for him. Yeah, well, ever since he no became so famous. <laughs> well, this is the weird. The, uh, this goes along with that. He became famous in the late '60s, late '90s. Neil Young comes to Winnipeg for the first time officially. I think that he did like a club gig here that was unannounced. And like he's in the from 80s there, but he never was, came there. He never played Winnipeg since he became famous. Oh, so he, he left played and Toronto, never came Vancouver. Back, right, okay. Yeah, exactly. But like, he, even when he would go on tour, he would not play Winnipeg. And like, why Neil Young is probably the most famous you know music artist ever come out of Winnipeg. Uh, when he came to Winnipeg for the first time, I don't know. This was probably like ninety six, ninety seven. My mom. Basically oh God, said, if Neil <laughs> if, Neil, <laughs> if Neil said, Young I is Rx coming, boyfriend Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's like, if Neil Young is coming, oh. you guys are coming to see this. There are only two times where she ever dragged us to a concert. The first time was Bob Dylan, who was like her all-time favorite singer. um Which I fell asleep in that concert. But Neil yeah. Young, I'm like, okay, Neil Young. Did Young's you guys say Bob Dylan? Did you? Yeah, I mean, I've got no memories of it. <laughs> yeah, it was I was a young child. My thinking mom about it, it makes him. me fall asleep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, with Neil Young, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'll go see Neil Young. Uh, but Pete Droge, the guy who did this, If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself song, uh, was one of the opening acts for Neil Young. So I was able to see him, and that was the song he closed with at that concert. But my mom was so excited about Neil Young that she actually, basically she sent us to do it. You guys are going to go line up all morning for tickets to Neil Young. And you're going to get, you know, tickets. I think I, I don't know if we had a cell phone or something, but basically we got two tickets for her and her boyfriend in the seventh row on the floor. And we got three tickets for ourselves. was like in the 13th row. So we were pretty up close for Neil Young. But more importantly, we we're pretty up close for Pete Droge and the Sinners. Uh Sorry, I'm just I was
0: reading about Neil Young because I, I typed in famous people from Winnipeg and he didn't come up. But then I'm seeing here. well because he
1: was. I don't think he was born here. He was, he was born in Toronto,
0: here. but his parents married in Winnipeg and then moved to Toronto
1: shortly after. Uh, apparently, yeah. Neil Young's married to Daryl Hannah. Did we know this? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew I knew that before, but I rewatched the Kill Bill movies recently, and mm. I'm like, wasn't she married to somebody failed? And look like it's Neil Young of all people. Can I
0: just point out when I type in people from Winnipeg, right? You got you know Neil Vidalis, Anna Paquin, uh, Chris Jericho. You have Len Cario. Uh Do you know who that who? is? Blue Bloods. No. Let <laughs> he plays. The, he's the grandpa in Blue Bloods. Uh, no, he's from Winnipeg. I'm gonna watch that differently now. Yeah, he's from Winnipeg. <laughs> uh,
1: Wendy Cruson falls into the same category as Neil Young, where it's like she. I don't think she was born here, but she was raised here, went to high school here, and everything. Um, oh, Jamie just me- messaged me something about. <laughs> Uh, I'm so excited! Oh, no, this is a,
0: Jamie just uh, I thought she season. was
1: responding to something we heard, but no, the kids aren't eating right now. Of course, um, <laughs> Colin's gonna. Kids put are being it, nightmares. What a surprise! Gonna put it
0: on the children get hurt. Ah, they're <laughs> they're dying because they're not eating food.
1: Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and it, we were saying Daryl no, Hannah. No no,
0: no, no, sorry, I didn't know if you would finish it. I'm just reading famous people from from Winnipeg. Um, just it's a big article, so um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> my uncle's on there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, Tom Cochran, probably not, because I think he's actually from Lynn Lake, Manitoba. Uh, and oh. Jamie made a Walmart order, by the way. If anybody oh, wants to know yes! why I'm being distracted. <laughs> yes! yes! finally! Oh, I've been sitting here I'm for Getting around. some <laughs> vitamin C for the kids from Walmart. <laughs> okay, Jamie! Thank you, Jamie.
0: Oh, I'm going to sleep better tonight.
1: <laughs> Phew! Oh, um, I'm so glad. <laughs> But yeah, like the the thing about sticking the tongue to the pole. So again, I do have a story about this because we're Canadian. We do it here. I don't know. I was maybe six or seven. And I had a friend who basically said, hey, you should stick your tongue to the pole. Now, he must not have known what it did either. He just heard about it. So we both did it. And it wasn't like it wasn't like where you couldn't get it off. It was like it was hard to come off. Now, we definitely had some blood on our tongue afterwards, but we were able to get it off on our own. Right. Uh, But uh, this is something that uh, Hasper, I don't know. He he saw like snow or frost on a pole when I was walking home from school a couple months ago and he says, frost, I want to lick. And I'm like, no, you never lick poles in the winter. Never lick anything in the winter. And with him... <laughs> That's <what Jamie> says. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry. She went to Walmart, uh, to celebrate. Good old rapist would have been Waterworth there. there. <laughs> with
0: consent, Colin, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs>
1: But uh, you have to it's very hard to communicate something to a kid who's autistic Um, and they don't always show the same reactions. That's natural. So literally every single day I walk him home from school, every time we walk past that same post, he goes, (laughs) never lick. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm worried because I'm like. Sometimes he's laughing like, like a, 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 an autistic person may laugh when they're upset, they may cry when they're happy. Like, you don't know. Like, is he laughing because he's taking this seriously, or do I need to drill this in more? Never lick it, Casper. Or does he just think it's funny to never lick something? Uh, he's got Ben's sense of humor, apparently. Uh, but yes, never lick. He's fa- That's the important he's part of the story. Here. Son.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, I love those kids' reaction to who sit down. Yeah. You were not in a couple. Of, the way they look at each other. Like, is this guy? <laughs> um, yeah, the, Jeff Daniels' expression where he's like getting so intense, and even Lauren holly where she's getting upset and like throwing the snow on him and everything is great. Um, I love that you mentioned too the uh the you know, oh let's uh say quarter to eight or whatever. All right, 745 then. Um now this is the other one of the great acting moments from Jim Carrey because again, he's doing something that's silly with the whole gagging thing, but those are real tears in his eyes, and you actually do feel terrible for the guy. Uh, you also have to remind yourself, he doesn't know this woman outside of five words he said to her, right? Uh, but that's so the joke, is though. This
0: is, this is one of those rare movies like we've talked about so many times. Like, like, I mean, I love Titanic, but they've known each other for five minutes, right? Like, how many of these... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Casino Royale, they've fallen in love. But, like, this is a movie where they play that as the joke that he doesn't know her, so this is why it's kind of silly. Yeah.
1: Oh, also the the line that uh, when she's saying oh i've just had some family problems i wouldn't want to bore you and jeff daniel's thanks yeah <laughs> I, 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 again this past week i used that before even watching this movie you know jamie was saying he's like oh you know I, I i won't go into the details i don't want to bore him like thanks <laughs> anytime i hear somebody say i don't want to bore you something along those lines it's always like thanks i know i try to talk um, to Colin
0: about my feelings all the time before we record and he's just like
1: so you want to get started yeah, exactly. I don't want to bore you. Thanks. Um, the uh, um, the, thing, the the other one here where uh, the FBI agent is at the bar or whatever, and she's uh, talking about, oh, and you know what he did? And Jim Carrey goes, no, and I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> Again, I use that all the time talking to Jamie. She's like, oh, and you want to hear something really funny? No, I don't care. Um, this bartender guy, this is another fairly brothers guy. I, mm. He got a pretty prominent role. He was the same thing with the serial killer scene and something about Mary. He was the cop who's like bashing Ben Stiller's face into the table. Okay. Uh, who yeah. picks him up, th- thinks he's the serial killer in the next movie. Uh, he's hilarious in this movie. I, I, I love, uh, where he's like, Oh, uh, she's running a little bit late, just a couple of hours or whatever. Uh, and even, the, you know, it, women, <laughs> you know, you know, women, they got to make everything perfect. Uh, but even when, uh, uh, he turns around and he's like, bartender, the way he looks at the girl looks at him, it's like, this guy probably just threw that in. He's like, Oh, this is the girl he's been waiting for. Yeah. Like, and I always kind of assume like you couldn't write that in a script. You just have to act it. But then when he's like, uh, Oh yeah, she comes in here all the time. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> she has dinner, <laughs> dinner, but I, another one of these underrated funny moments, uh, along the lines of the soup du jour, soup of the date. Hmm. That sounds good. Is versus the Big Pine and Alp- Alpine, 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 Alpine Road or whatever? He goes Alpine Road, big place. He <laughs> just gets right. now you got it. Now you narrowed it down. <laughs> there couldn't possibly be another big place on Alpine Road. Um Yeah. Do we have anything else we were talking landed about? Here? The on land the on the moon thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that, even just the throws. That's great. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That was probably the hardest I laughed when I saw this in the theaters the first time. Like yeah. Again, all the, the, well, the toilet scene that's going to come as the hardest I this movie <laughs> probably still to this day, uh, which is basically where we're at right now. So um, yeah, uh, take it over, Ben. Best part of the movie.
0: Thank you, Colin. Thank you very much. It makes me happy that you-
1: And over to you in three, two- Ah, thanks, Colin. Uh, <laughs> people think we record these together.
0: We, we hate each other. <laughs> What? Insert laugh track here. Uh, Atlanta Falcons.
1: Atlanta Falcons. Um,
0: But I always like, just some of these random ones that I always like, because I think pretty much from here, it's just all the original movie that I saw. I don't think there's really any additional scenes from this point. Um, Yeah. But like, I always love this bit, like when they're, you know, like Lloyd's obviously playing like dumb, like, you know, like, oh, you know, I know you're kind of cheating on me behind the back, even though it's not really. And it's like, yeah, what did I say? I went to the lobby bar, right in the lobby, 10 a.m. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Perhaps she meant 10 at night. Really? <laughs> yeah, I thought she was just some raging alcoholic. Ah, ah. It's like, oh, 10 in the morning. Well, now you got your night set up. I'm just going to go out and catch a flick. It's like, hey, Harry, old buddy, old pal, <laughs> would you like to join me in a drink? And this is, what I think I was talking about the other week about like uh, laxatives. Every, like, yeah. I've, I've had to take, like, laxative, like, once or twice in my life, and I just, it always reminds me of this scene. It's like, you see, you know what I like about you, Harry? You seem like a regular guy for fast, effective relief. And then there's this way he, like, pours it in his eyes. Um, and just the way he, like, drinks it. Oh, I just always like that bit and when he's, like, driving along and you hear him, like, in the stomach. Oh, and yeah. Cut to, like, uh, Lloyd. Which... I've, I mean, like, can I just say of Harry's uh, outfit, why does he have, like, nipple tassels? Like, he's wearing, like, this cowboy outfit. Yeah. You notice on his, like, denim shirt, he's got, like, nipple tassel <laughs> things. But, I mean, like, I, like you think about all, like, the famous scenes in this movie. Jeff Daniels almost has the famous scenes in this movie. He's like, we've now yeah. got the pooping bit. I'm just going to kill the cockroach. Hang on one second.
1: Uh, you have a cockroach? Like no mice on the fifth floor. We got cockroaches. Whoa. I think recently I've just had
0: like like I don't know I've just had cockroaches everywhere. It's like little bit bitty ones. Like
1: like like actual cockroaches are like I don't know. Here here we got like you know what are they called silverfish or no no they're, so
0: like cockroaches and of course if you you haven't been to Australia but generally people here in Australia cockroaches are like about this big. Like I've lived in Queensland. Mm-hmm. I've seen them but like here like I've got just random like like there's obviously been a cockroach orgy recently. So we've just got little itty bitty ones. And every now and then you'll sort of get like a decent size one. But again, I'm on the fifth floor. So like, like luckily I don't get spiders. Otherwise I'm out of here. Like if that was a spider, you would just see me running. Um, but anyway, point is dead cockroach. Um, but Jeff Daniels has all like, the funny bits, like all the, I mean, all the really famous yeah. is because now we've got the pooping scene, which I mean, this is like, it's, it's, it's it's childish humor. But as, as Noah and I recently talked about in 007, poo and farts are funny. All right? <laughs> like, like, again, let's prove it right now. <laughs> funny. Okay? <laughs> that is some funny shit, pun intended. Uh, so, basically, uh, Harry's crapping himself and he's, like, on the toilet and... Let's be honest, we've all done a poo of this nature where we've gone <laughs> on the toilet and we've gone like ah <laughs> like
1: all... I did one that I think may have been somebody slipping me laxatives. I, I think I teased that last week.
0: I'm sorry to get disgusting, but it's yours, Network, no one's listening. But we've all had like moments when you've been like busting and you go and it's a bit liquefied, but like it's yeah. like it's coming out in droves and you're like, ah uh, so and like can I just say this too? There's nothing better than like a good old poo. Like when you're like you're like you you've been prairie dogging for a little bit and you have gotta go to the bathroom. Like like everyone always talks everyone's always got a story about when you're busting for a wee, right? Like we've all got a, mm. a famous busting wee story. Aha. I remember this one time it was it was uh, I was at the Grand Prix. It was a stinking hot fucking day in Melbourne. I'm talking like 38 degrees in March, which is like it's Melbourne, it's not meant to be that hot in summer, but anyway. So I've been at the Grand Prix all day, and I, I think we talked about this recently. I'm not somebody as a man who likes to do a number two in a public area because we don't really have to sit down when we do poos. Uh, well, we mm. do. I mean, when we go to the toilet, you're not sitting down when you're doing a poo. <laughs> <laughs> you're a are standing on his head. <laughs> Stand on my head. Um so anyway, I avoid doing number twos in public bathrooms. I was like, got to a point like, okay, I really need to go to the bathroom. So they've got like porta potty things that it's a Grand Prix. So you go to line up for one because it's a stinking hot day. One's out of order, so you go to line up for another, and then basically it's so hot. There's like no air conditioning. It stinks. They haven't cleaned these toilets in like eight hours, uh, and it's men's toilets again. I know you said women's toilets are disgusting, but men are still gross. Humans are gross. So I'm like, I'm not lining up for this toilet. It's gonna be like. So I'm like, okay. So then after this, I'm meeting my friend at a football game at the MCG where there's like going to be like 90,000 people and it's like 20 minutes to get from the track to the MCG. There's 100,000 people. So you're waiting for it. I am busting for a shit beyond belief at that point. So like I've run to the MCG. <laughs> and my friend's like, why aren't you here? I'm like, I, I will tell you a I've gone and used the public. Let it go. I'm basically like Harry here. Like, ah! Like, best pool of my life. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a Wii where, like, as a man, we can kind of maybe sneak into an alley and, like, take a, like... I'm not going to be, like, homeless John, like, shitting on the sh- shitting on the street. Anyway, <laughs> point is, this shit scene is great. Um, and then we get... <laughs> ben Waterworth shares his poo stories. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we get the famous, like, oh, I hope you're not using the toilet. It's broken. And then diddling,
2: diddling, diddling, diddling. <laughs>
0: it's like, huh? It's like, yeah, the toilet doesn't flush. Oh. I was just shaming. <laughs> <And I thought laughs> Laura Holly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I thought it would save time. Uh, actually, I will lie. There is a bit of an extended bit here with extended of him yeah. with the toilet, which again, I just that like the original. I like the original bit where you just see him like picking up at one point. Um, but, uh, it's just, it's just hilarious. There is a t-shirt you can buy of him on the toilet going like um, Lloyd, meanwhile, shows up and he's basically like, Hey, I've got your briefcase. Which again, I've got a question, uh, dear old Mary here about coming back to random guy's hotel room. He's just basically like, "Yeah, I've got your briefcase. You left it behind. You big goof. Like, oh, it's just back at my hotel room if you want to come and get it."
1: Um, well, her husband has been held, and the ransom money's not has turned up anywhere. So I think she would go anywhere at this point. Yeah, but like, I mean, creepy man met once. I love it when she just he basically is like, "Hey, remember me?"
0: And she's like, uh, "Not really." And he's like, "Providence." I drove you to the <laughs> airport last week. Like she's so just cute, and naive. Because like, I mean, let's be honest, I'm sure you've caught an Uber or a taxi in your life. You've never caught a limo, you poor bum. But like, it's <laughs> like I'm sure like if next week, an Uber driver you'd like got like a month ago was basically like, "Hey," and you're like, "Hi." And you're like, "Remember <laughs> me? I drove you to the to the Walmart." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, sure." <laughs> you gotta be a bit freaked out, I think. Um, but she remembers his name true you remember my name <laughs> anyway so I, lo- I love like them running up the stairs and him like tripping it down and, like i'll race you to the top and yeah. then we get the the whole briefcase thing and then we get the whole like him practicing the i'm in love with you line and then <laughs> we get the hey so what about a guy like you and a girl like me oh i forgot the schoolboy line but of course like, he's practicing the, <laughs> i want to i feel like a schoolboy who makes, wants to make sweet sweet love to you and she comes out of the bathroom and he's just basically like mary I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. <laughs> She's like, I, I should go. I like, wait, 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 wait. No, that came out wrong. I've had this is that's very...
1: one of those reactions are I'm like, how brilliant is Lauren Holly?
0: Deja vu for Ben Waterworth here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are the? I like you. I like you a lot. Uh, yeah. Like, what do you think the chances of a guy like you and a girl like me? Oh, <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what he says. He says a guy like you and a girl oh, don't like he actually me. Say
0: that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 you no never that. caught that? No. Uh, getting together. <laughs> It's like, well... You not-
1: really are, Dumb and
2: dumb. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I never,
0: I never <laughs> got that. Um, Walmart, hey, Jamie? Um, so she's basically like, uh, yeah, not good. It's like, wh- what do you mean, not good? Are you saying like one out of a hundred? More like one out of a million. And then the, maybe the most meme-worthy part, it's literally on Wikipedia, this part is now a meme. So you're saying there's a chance. All right, Yeah. <laughs> which I used to always love that bit as a kid. Um, I read you. <laughs> I read you. Uh, Nicholas shows up. Remember him, the antagonist mm-hmm. of this of this film? Um, and he holds them hostage. Uh, I love Jim Carrey. Hey, we've got enough towels. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We have plenty of towels. Thanks.
0: Um, meanwhile, Jeff Daniels is back in the hotel and you've got uh, FBI agents like, Hey, Harry, you never called. Um And then uh, this is where we get the whole IOUs bit. It's like, uh, you got some money of mine. Well, uh, about that money. Uh, These are almost as good as money. These are IOUs. And again, as a kid, I thought this was genuine currency. Like that's me as dumb old (laughs) (laughs) knight. I thought these were a thing. Um, But props to the guy who plays Nick here. like, he's pretty good. Like, what is this? You're a dead man. You're a dead man. (laughs) <laughs> um and then so uh Harry comes in I love he's just gonna kind of like we need to have a serious talk here um they're all um tied up to the bed he's all on the phone Nicholas is on the phone I need a one way flight to Amsterdam leaving as soon as possible I love it here when they're like fighting and it's like you're a backstabber oh well you know you did this and like oh I know what you did with Freda Felcher Mr. French Tickler <laughs> and he's like oh oh and then he's like alright can, can, no, uh, can I ask a question about no.
1: that all right, so now we have the director's cut where he shows the reaction, where I guess you're led to believe that even when they were in the hot tub, he he already knew that it was Lloyd, but he mm. was just playing along. But the way I feel this movie originally played was like, what he, he called her up or something like that at some point between that conversation and this point, and she told him about it. What's your read on this? Like, did, did he know the whole time, or he, did he just find out?
0: I think I think he did, because I think in the original cut, you um you kind of see Harry with like almost like a look on his face where he's kind of almost mm-hmm. like questioning him. So yeah, I've always assumed that he knew he was just like trying to see if like Lloyd would admit it or something like that. So
1: because that that puts me even because the other thing I was gonna say is the thing that would make Lloyd look smarter than Harry is that when Harry's trying to scam Lloyd, Lloyd basically figures it out. But when Lloyd's scamming Harry, he doesn't figure it out with the whole X-Lax thing and mm. you know that. Um but if then you come back to, well, he knew about Freda Felcher and didn't say anything, then, well, he was able to scam him as well. So Yeah, true. I say, I, 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 keeping tally, I say they're even.
0: And then in the sequel, of course, the whole plot is basically about Freyda Felcher's daughter yeah. not being, yeah, anyway.
1: Which, I mean, again, like,
0: I don't hate the sequel. The sequel is not Independence Day Resurgence. The sequel, like, mm-hmm. was better than I was. Like, I remember when the trailer came out, for it, I'm like, oh, my God, this looks so stupid. Like, I don't want to see this. And I remember seeing it at the movies going like, Okay, that was better than I was anticipating, but still not great. And then when I rewatched mm. it a couple of years ago, I'm like, yeah, same feeling. Like it's got a lot of issues, and I think the humor just doesn't hold up, and they make them very unlikable. But I kind of think like them like taking the um, you know, the Freda Felcher storyline and expanding it a little bit. It's like okay, like you know, they're thinking something there.
1: I'm I'm trying to think again. I never bothered to watch it, but the Dumb and dumber-er that yeah, when Harry met Lloyd movie. Did that have Freida Felcher in it? Because I thought that, like, yeah, I'm looking at the cast right now. Um, no, it's some other girl, so there's no Freida in it. I no, th- wait, they're, they're, it's a small role, but there is a Freyda Felcher in it. Because I thought, like,
0: I, I think I remember when the sequel came out, they kind of were like, yeah... Dumb and Dumber isn't canon, so they kind of just did their own. Thing. I don't. Mm-hmm. I've never seen. It. I don't. Maybe we should watch it. Well, because it,
1: it it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Because one of the thoughts I had when we we're doing dumb or not dumb sequels, bad sequels month. I'm like, hey, Dumb and dumber or that would be. Well, I was gonna month. say maybe
0: bad movie. Like you know that's what we're doing like bad movies this year, isn't it? But maybe we could do that as a bad movies. Like let's do sequels. To, like there's I mean there's like 50 American Pie movies that I've never seen because they all yeah. went direct to video and like I think Eugene Levy's in all of them, isn't he? But like yeah, Dumb and Dumberer, Son of the Mask. There's Junior, Ace Ventura, whatever the hell they called it. The kid version. Um, Yeah. I mean, all the fucking Home Alone sequels (laughs) (laughs) after like the second one. Who cares? Um, Yeah. Anyway. Um, But I love this bit where Nicholas is like, all right, which one of you idiots wants to die first? And he's like, shoot me. Like, you know, I deserve it. And they're fighting each other. And I love Harry. And he's like, we, we had fun. We went skiing. She touched my leg. And he's just like, <laughs> all right, kill him. Um, and then shoots him. And then, again, the, the he gets up and he, like, tries to shoot Nicholas because he's wearing a bulletproof vest. And he's like, oh, my God, Harry, you're alive. And you're a terrible shot. <laughs> and he's like, lucky me. And then the FBI comes, like, everybody move. Uh, you know, blah, 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 FBI. It's like, yeah, she met me down in the lobby, put me on a bulletproof vest, gave me a gun. <laughs> you go, what if he shot you in the face? What if he shot me in the face? <laughs> it's like, that's a risk we were willing to take.
1: <laughs> I don't know Jeff Daniels' bulletproof vest is crooked as well, I know. so half his chest is exposed. Yeah,
0: but I would just love that. That's a re- What if he shot you in the face? <laughs> um, then it sort of ends with the. We can't da, da, why can't we be friends? be friends? Which like love this song, but I think Nip Tuck ruined it for me. Uh, basically, when uh, you've got um, Dylan Walsh and Julie McMahon uh, having a threesome with a Julia lookalike, so sure. Um, but then I, I remember watching this for the first time, thinking that Lloyd's, like murdering like uh, Barbie. <laughs> which did yeah. you did you read the trivia? Who they initially wanted in yeah. this role? So Mel Gibson. They wanted Mel Gibson to play himself because you that's know, the one thing where I think it would have worked better. I think it would have been brilliant because like Mel Gibson at the time was the biggest star in Hollywood, uh, you know, hottest man in Hollywood. So that would have been absolutely like hilarious. Um, so anyway, uh, you've got this sort of dream sequence of Lloyd killing Bobby uh, and then he doesn't. And then it's a dream sequence. And then basically it's sort of like, I love when he's like shaking his hand and these Bobby guys is like, thanks guys. I owe you a debt of gratitude. And he's like crushing his hand, yeah. um, which again, like, you don't really have a happy ending in this movie, do you? It's kind of just like, oh. But then the ending bit with them walking. Down, this always annoyed me, even as like a little boy when I didn't know what boobs were. And I'm like, you idiots. I'd always like maybe angry. So they're walking home. So we find out that all the money gets like confiscated. They, their bike broke down. So they're walking home and they're just like, oh man, like, you know, when are we going to catch a break? We need a break. And this bus shows up with beautiful women in bikinis, a Hawaiian Tropic Bikini Tour. And they're basically like, Hi, guys, we're going on a national bikini tour. We need two guys to oil us up before every competition for the next six months. Do you know of anybody? And Harry's just basically like, you're in luck. There's a town about three miles that way. And they're all like, oh, okay, cool. So they drive off and then you get Lloyd. You idiot, do you realize what you've done? <laughs> you think like, oh, finally, he's going to be smart. And then basically he runs up to the bus and he's like, sorry, my friend Harry, he's a little slow. The town is back that way. (laughs) (laughs) And then they end it and they're like, two lucky guys are going to get to travel around with those hot chicks for like, you know, six months. Yeah, don't worry. We'll catch our break too. And then the movie ends. Apparently there was like written that they actually, there was an ending where they would end up on this bus. And apparently Jim Carrey was like, no, no, this isn't how this movie should end. Um, Which again, Mm -hmm. I get it. And apparently there was another ending where um, they ended up working for the bellboy at the hotel and then they found out that the belt like the old guys like grandson was Billy in 4C like that was like a whole ending that they were going to i think they oh. filmed did, um
1: did you hear about the the one which is the alternate version of the he's got a gun scene where uh, what is it uh harry wrestles the gun away from him but then, yeah he tries to kill himself yeah
0: yeah so i mean again choices which you can see why they didn't make i think this is the perfect ending to it just like yeah it's dumb and dumber so they're so stupid that they like can't realize what they've got right in front of them and then again it ends on like a sweet note because you feel sorry for them even though they're just mm-hmm. stupid um so yeah dumb and dumber uh the uh
1: the the thing with this being maybe the greatest comedy or f- not just funniest movie but one of the greatest comedies it should have gotten best picture nomination is when you see all the extra stuff in it because I feel like nowadays, even a really funny now movie nowadays, there is a handful of jokes, sometimes more than a handful of jokes, where are like, oh, you really didn't need this. You know, you could have mm. just made an 80 minute movie and it was all funny. Instead, you got stuff that just isn't funny in there. There isn't one joke in the real version of this movie that isn't laugh out loud funny. Mm. But all these extra bits, which is like, this is the best stuff you had. You've still felt this fit to put it back in the movie it's not just because we know the original version. This stuff just doesn't work. Yeah, great. So like, even those alternate version, I think Mel Gibson showing up would have been funny because this guy's her husband. Like, I think she's taking Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels after over this guy. You know? Yeah. Um, not saying this guy is like the world's most hideous man, but he doesn't look like somebody that like Lauren Hall going to ditch. Yeah, it's not Noah Groves. <laughs> but uh, he's he's certainly no Colin Hilding. That's the because <laughs> Jamie basically texted me. if you are uh, the only <laughs> married one
0: on this show. So.
1: She 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 texted me or we were doing this. Like, I guess you're sharing everything I say, huh? Because I was saying something that Jamie said. <laughs> uh, and then her next thing, I love you so much, handsome. Don't go dying on me now. <laughs> but then she follows up by saying, by the way, speaking of handsome, did you hear Henry Cavill might have been offered a role in the MCU? Oh, I felt up Henry Cavill like- the other day, by the way, just <laughs> want to say. Did yes, as well as Brie Larson and Rihanna. And- so well,
0: for just on that tangent. So you 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 go to I went to Mad Two Swords with our good friend Jimmy, and uh, you know that like I, I went to the one in New York many years ago where Madonna and Britney Spears were there. So you know I'm getting a bit handsy with them. So like Madonna not at this one. Kylie Minogue, I kissed Kylie Minogue. I kissed I felt up Dua Lipa. I didn't fill them up. Don't worry. Um, and oh, we just hear an argyle. I <laughs> kissed I kissed um, uh, Nicole Kidman, but the one that I felt up like I was a bit too like handsy with. Henry Cavill, I went behind him, <laughs> I groped his chest, and I kissed him. See? So I didn't I didn't feel up Rihanna or Kylie or Dua Lipa. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say, I, 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 yeah, Dua Lipa is becoming my new Rihanna. I, I quite like Dua Lipa. Um, but anyway, and I, I nearly murdered a certain blonde pop singer who I, I'm not mentioning because she's getting enough publicity. Screw her. Ugh.
1: Uh, anyways, we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, sorry. about it. I can't even remember now.
0: <laughs> Could have felt out Ricky uh, Martin too, but I didn't.
2: Should have.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the, the 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 husband being Mel Gibson. That yes. that scene I think would have worked a lot better. At least get some get the bartender. The bartender's more, <laughs> more handsome than this guy, right? <laughs> oh,
0: come on. Um, Who is yeah, this so, guy? <laughs> yeah, <I
1: don't> know. <laughs> did he make people? Not good 100. enough for Lauren. <laughs> um, the uh, the one of the lines I like the best in this is when. Uh, obviously, Lloyd now knows that Harry was, you know, distracting, whatever. But he's still playing along. Uh, when he's like, "Why would she have you meet you at ten o'clock in the morning in a bar?" He's like, "I just figured she was a raging alcoholic." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "All this pain and torment for nothing." Yeah. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, I was like, "I'm just gonna go catch a movie or whatever." Uh, when he's doing the excess, so this is my lax story here, or laxative story. Uh, now I, I've ne- I have no confirmation of this. If my brother or stepbrother at the time. Uh, is listening to this episode. Maybe they can confirm if this is a real thing, but probably the year after this movie came out, I remember it was like a Saturday where we you're going uh, uh, you know, downtown to mall or something like that. We're going downtown. And, uh, <laughs> put out some vibes, you know, <laughs> we're on the bus, putting out the vibe. Uh, but uh, I remember being on the bus and uh, some random person came and sat up to me. And the whole bus was empty. Uh, <laughs> other than that. Uh, but I was getting like the gurgling the going feeling.
0: Underneath 50 miles an hour and you had to send a
1: bullet gun You get that person who sits next to you and you got the whole bus open. That was what the reference was in. But you already forgot. You talked about that. I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> I was reading
0: about Bobby, to be completely
1: honest. <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was ah, hang on, laughter, laughter. Ah, that's a c- comedy gold by Colin Hilding. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we got a new clip there. There you go. But uh, anyways, I started to get that gurgling. The Jeff did, right. <laughs> and like by the time the bus is over, I'm like, got to get some more quick guys. I gonna explode. And we basically, ran you. I don't even remember what the store is. I, I know where it is here in the city, but I don't know what the store was. Some place I'd never been into before. And I'm looking, at, do you have a bathroom? And they're like, it's a in the basement. I'm like, the basement. No joke. I'm like, the basement. <laughs> and I'm like running down the stairs. And it was a filthy bathroom. Like one of those bathrooms. <laughs> oh, I want to go. To... And I probably was like, the, I love that Jeff Daniels has a whimper. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you ever done that where you got to go really bad? You have, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he does that. But it was exactly like this. I sit down like, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, and play the sound it's effects a great here, right? Feeling.
0: It's a great feeling. <laughs> give, give me one. Hang on, hang on. Where is it? Uh, gluten. Um, but <laughs> get I. Another one. Oh Jesus! The, the thing that. Give me another. Oh God damn it! Um, one more. Where's the wet give one? <laughs> that one. Um, the, That's the one I was waiting for. That one. The the the, the one of the random most best bits I love about it though is when he's like on the toilet and he's like reacting and you kind of get him going yeah. like uh uh-huh, and he goes like uh and you hear like a like an. And he goes, and he goes like,
2: huh? <laughs> like yeah. and then he like, like yeah. screaming out the window. He's
1: the man trying to get out the window. It was like flush anyway, you bastard. So, um, usually, if you get something like that, especially for me, it it could be gluten, right? Now at this point in my life, the gluten had oh, kicked shit, in. Oh shit! I'm not even paying attention <laughs> to what you're saying. One more. It's not working.
0: There it is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs>
1: hit me man hit me
0: why do i have a soundboard where like six of the things i'm always whenever we get a new clip i'm like oh what do i have to remove i can't like i've got six different fart effects on
1: this do i need six? one of these days you'll remove my we'll die another day we one two three four five six If everybody listening right now, both of you listening, are not laughing as hard as we are, you don't deserve to be using. What are we at? Three hours into (laughs) (laughs) this. One more for good measure. One more. (laughs) God's lost it. That was was Jeff Daniels.
2: I'm, I'm laughing, like, sorry.
0: I'm wiping Trul off my face. Oh, wow. I, um, <laughs> where's the underrated one that I started playing the other day with Noah that I completely forgot you
1: said? Um, it's beef, Noah. <laughs> what? It's beef, Noah. <laughs> oh, he's asking what I was eating. So you go, it's beef, Noah. Followed by. <laughs> Somebody asks you what type of burger you eat. <laughs> I would assume beef is the go-to.
0: Well, in Australia, we call like you call them chicken sandwiches. But if we've got like a burger that's chicken instead of beef, we call it a chicken burger. So, you know. oh,
1: we have yeah, we would call it a chicken burger. But that would be I'm eating a chicken burger. If you're just saying I'm eating a burger, it's a beef burger. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, so all of those noises came out of me. <laughs> In the bathroom, I got to go down the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> now, I, I I maintain to this day, I'm like, I felt nothing beforehand. I felt nothing afterwards. Usually you're like, oh, I'm sick. I ate normally. It was the only time it happened. I know that there was like Metamucil in our house because I remember being, what is this? And it's like, oh, it's a laxative. I don't know who had it. Um, I guarantee you, my brother and stepbrother... Gave me some form of laxative, Dumb and Dumber style, and never owned up. Because I even told them, like, you guys put laxative in something I ate, didn't you? Like, I immediately was like, there is no way that this is not, like, the scene from Dumb and Dumber. But um, I, they never owned up to it, but I still swear. If, if either of them are listening to this, and you can confirm, if you gave me laxative when I almost exploded on a bus downtown. <laughs>
0: I've, I've never, like, the only times I've taken laxative, maybe I'm just taking the wrong laxative. Because that's always been my thing where I'm, like, scared of it. It's been, like, Dumb and Dumber that it'll be that quickly. The yeah. laxatives I've taken, it's like, take before you go to bed... And then the next morning when you wake up, like it's meant to like soften it so that the next day, like yeah. it, it doesn't exactly make you like, ah, like
1: are there laxatives? That exist? Cause I feel that's a bit dangerous. Isn't it? I th- well, there, there must be, I mean, G- there, Jeff Daniels wouldn't lie to us, right? I know this movie's
0: um, so realistic. So,
1: you know, <laughs> but like, uh, I've never had to take them either. Um, I have the opposite. Unless your problem. brother put them in there. <laughs> Gl- gluten will do it for me. Just, just give Collins. Maybe that was my first <laughs> gluten exposure. Whoa. <laughs> What, what was that? that? <laughs> that's whatever is that was king. the <laughs>
0: ugliest part I have ever heard. It's whatever is <laughs> um, i K. I forget. That's even on. The, what else is on here?
2: I don't even know what's on here. No.
0: <laughs> I really need to do a uh uh uh, uh redux, deep clean. The deep clean
1: of my. It's beef, Noah. <laughs> 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 Wow. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, the cows make that noise, and that's why the environment fails. (laughs) Yeah. That's where we're going with this. Exactly. Um, Yeah, adding the extra thing with the toilet, uh, again, is funnier when he just says, I'm cleaning my teeth, and you hear all this clattering, because we also see him at one point where he's he's trying to get to flush, and he actually pulls out the main component of the toilet, the actual flushing mechanism, and he just throws it away. Uh, But seeing him lift the toilet out, like that's probably, of all the things to add in here, it's the thing that's slightly funny, but it makes no sense because, I mean, if you ever had to move a toilet, you know, the, the bottom side, it, you see he put a towel in there. Now, stop, everything stop in that anything. toilet bowl, include, including what he just put in the toilet bowl, yeah. is pure liquid. This does nothing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's a lot funnier without that. Um, Yeah, I love uh, when it immediately cuts to uh, – Lloyd and and he's got that maniacal laugh and they got the the Wicked Witch of the West did it did it did it uh ah the uh, um where she's watching hard copy yeah or Current Affair Current one affair. of those shows I forgot like, about that I just thought he was quiet. Who are these sick people? <laughs> <laughs> Underrated Lauren Hawley moment. Um, and then uh yeah, when when Lloyd comes, I just love when you are you big goof. <laughs> That's one of those other quotes that you yeah, big goof you just use. Uh yeah, him tripping up the stairs is fantastic. Uh <laughs> I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. <laughs> Everything here is amazing. Uh when when there who is it? Harry comes in and he sees him handcuffed and goes, I got a confession to make uh I, I haven't been honest with you about something and he sees them handcuffed together on a bed i love that his reaction is like, oh good you found her i'll leave yeah. you two alone <laughs> um uh the part with like a guy like you a girl like me like i just can't believe you didn't catch that because i think for the very first time i saw that movie i just burst out laughing like the guy like you and a girl like me like yeah i think you honestly are Lloyd or harry <laughs> it's taking you this long oh who's to figure dumb and dumber out. on this episode i was well, we already know which one uh who is Dumberer? That would be Noah. Noah, um, yep. <laughs> Noah definitely. And Dumberer uh, is Rocky. Da, like, I, we don't have to go too much into the sequels, but I mean, they they talked about a sequel right from the beginning for this. And I think everybody assumed it was going to be like Dumb and Dumberist or something like that and Dumberer. But I will say the Dumb and Dumber-er that they used for the prequel is a pretty good title. Mm. I actually prefer, as much as I have no interest in ever seeing that movie, Dumber-er to me is funnier than Dumb and Dumber-T-O.
0: Well, I I, I still think Dumb and Dumber 2 spelt T-O is quite funny. I,
1: I do like it, that. It's good, but I think Dumber-er is probably slightly better than that. But sure. the when Harry met Lloyd thing, I have no interest in that. Uh, the, um, uh, the, the part, though, where uh, uh, she finds out that he has a husband or whatever, it's like, What was all that one in a million talk? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but even when they're fighting over who's going to die first and everything, <laughs> I love that. Where he's just like, okay, shoot him, and then he shoots him. Again, good, touched genuine acting from Jim. <laughs> yeah, she touched my leg, yeah. But like, Jim Carrey, like, he, he seems very genuine. He's like, you killed Harry, you know? Um, The, the thing where he rips off. I, don't, I just love it where he goes, and then they slap this bulletproof. <laughs> he's got, like, bare chest bulletproof. that's not even on properly. He's so excited. Again, like a child, you yeah, know? Yeah, I love uh, big
0: kid energy, Jeff Daniels. It's so funny.
1: Yeah. And, and then he's like, what if you shot me in the face? That whole bit. But I love after that where Jim is like, I didn't get a gun. And he looks at Lauren Holly. Like, Did you get a gun? And she's like, oh, no. Uh, the uh, The thing with the husband. Yeah. Mel Gibson would have been great if you revealed that as like a cameo. I wonder if they ever got close to getting Mel Gibson in this. Like, yeah, I think 10 years later, he would have done it in a second, but... Oh, 20 years uh, later, he'd be begging for it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 1994, they probably didn't even come close again. Maybe they could have gotten, like, Charlie Sheen or some <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Aww. I'll agree with that a bit. of I mean, it's Emilio Estevez is the reveal.
0: Oh, that man should be anybody's husband.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, another thing. The, uh, the the guy who plays... Um, what's the villain's name? Uh, Nicholas. Nicholas. The guy who plays Nicholas. So uh he plays it very straight in this movie as well and i was really shocked years later when i saw um like when they started to air reruns of saturday night live like on cable here to see he was a cast member on saturday night live for like one or two seasons in the early 80s because i'm looking i'm like why do i know that name why does this guy look so familiar i'm like that's the guy that's the villain from dumb and dumber so he's obviously funnier than you know you really get the impression he can be in this movie but he does have like probably only one really funny moment in this entire movie which is again it's a very like underrated funny moment where he's he's got them at gunpoint, he's saying he's going to kill them, and he's calling, yeah, I want the whatever plane. Oh, and can I get a vegetarian meal? Yeah. Like, just- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know it's that too, yeah. But again,
1: like, he plays it so straight that it's like it's not obvious that it's a joke I always like that anything. bit earlier, the bit when
0: he's on the phone to Mental, and the way Mental is like, oh, give me a moment, and he punches that guy. The bit where he like taps the aerial on the back of his neck... I remember when, like, oh, we, yeah. we first ever got a cordless phone, it had like an aerial, and I used to always do that, like, I'd like tap it on the back of my <laughs> neck, like, like you know, like waiting, like tap the Yeah, weird, stupid things you do as a kid.
1: Yeah, uh, the um, uh, the other part when they're uh, debating on who they're gonna kill first, where he's saying, "No, you kiss me both cheeks, both lips." No. <laughs> I get like Jeff Daniels gets probably the more obvious comedy in this movie than Jim Carrey does. Uh, so the, the, the toilet scene, uh, I, I want to read this. This actually goes together before I forget it two, two of the trivia bits. You may have read it already. Two examples of big time celebrities who apparently love this movie mm, and you mm. wouldn't expect it. The first one here isn't about the toilet, but this is Jim Carrey. He Dustin Hoffman called him up after the movie came out. So Jim Carrey at this point is probably still the plague in Hollywood. Oh, he's that goofy guy, you know, talking out of his butt or whatever. The guy with the chip tooth. And Dustin Hoffman, multi-time Academy Award winner, who knows how many nominees at this point, called Jim Carrey on the phone out of the blue and says that he watched the movie and it was the most genuine and authentic friendship he'd ever seen on film, which I kind of agree with that. Like, this is one of the best. Yes, these guys are terrible to each other at times or terrible to other people. They're innocent, though. Like, you really do get, like, the innocence, especially in the scene where they want to, you know, who are you going to kill him first and then the, the guilt they feel afterwards or even just the guilt over the whole you know, sharing the girl or who still are trying to steal the girl. Like it is a very sweet movie as far as that. The other part hmm. being the, uh, the trivia about, uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Did you read yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. Did. yeah. Jeff Daniels on a golf course. Clint Eastwood comes up to this. I've just seen your movie. Jeff Daniels braces himself for a negative reaction, but his surprise Clint Eastwood wanted to tell Daniels that the bathroom scene had happened to him once when he was on a date.
0: Wow. <laughs> Imagine Jeff, uh, Clint Eastwood. You know, get off my lawn. i have got to do a shit.
1: <laughs> I want to see that date. <laughs> yeah. Imagine uh, being
0: a date with Clint Eastwood. Jesus Christ.
1: Well, it, we've got the, Jeff, uh, how many
0: Jim like Jim Carrey in a Dirty Harry movie? So then Jeff, De- yeah. like, I mean, the Clint Eastwood connections here are everywhere. Have we ever done a, We've never done oh, a Clint yeah, Eastwood yeah. movie, have we, on this show? Or no, we haven't. Have you done I done yeah. a
1: Clint Eastwood directed movie. I don't even think we've done that, but uh, the best example would be in the line of fire because we got Rene Russo in that one, right? Uh,
0: yeah, true. But I swear we did a, dir- a movie that he directed, though, didn't we? Y-
1: you know, um, this is not even about Clint Eastwood. I was just thinking about oh, we're doing Richard Jewell this year.
0: Maybe that's where I'm thinking. Oh, of. so we
1: are going to do a Clint Eastwood movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I I don't know why I'm on this kick right now where I'm watching all of like Harrison Ford's lesser movies, the ones <laughs> that are like forgotten. So I watched the movie. If you ever saw the movie Random Hearts where it's like him and Kristen Scott Thomas and their spouses were having an affair but died on an airplane. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. No. It's it's very forgettable. But, but anyway, so I remember it very well. You've got three 24 actors in that movie, which I got very excited because I forgot this movie existed, let alone they were in it. The movie itself is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. But uh, Dennis Haysbert's in it as a crooked cop. Kate Mara is in it as a teenage daughter of Kristen Scott Thomas. And you've got Rico Aylesworth in it mm. as um, uh, a co-worker of like, Harrison Ford's wife. Oh. So you had like three different actors from 24. And then that led me to watching The Devil's Own, the movie that he made with Brad Pitt, uh, where Brad Pitt's like an IRA guy who's hiding out in his basement or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that one, um, I, I can't remember. There, I thought there was somebody in that from 24, but maybe I was wrong. Um, I was Some wrong. A guy called
0: Kiefer Sutherland, I think his oh, name is. Yeah.
1: Who is this guy? I've never heard of him. Who is he? Uh, <laughs> no, no. What it was is it had uh, Margaret Collin, who played like Jeff Goldblum's wife in Independence Day, which I always uh, used to, er, er, early okay. days, I used to confuse her and Wendy Crewson because they always played like <laughs> the wife of some you know superhero. Bill Pullman or her. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, like the people who grew up during our era, you know, you, you get to play the wife of that person. Your Harrison Ford's wife, Bill Pullman, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Um and then Wendy Crewsen of course had them all as well. Uh, pretty much. I'm sure she had Bill Pullman at some point. Who hasn't? But uh anyways, yeah. So I randomly watched those movies and I got excited there were 24 actors in there. But uh uh, the, he's got a gun scene. I don't know why this is another one of those lines that like my brother and I would always just quote, he's got a gun. You know, if we, if we <laughs> saw a movie where somebody pulled out a gun, we were just randomly scream, he's got a gun. <laughs> Cause like Jim Carrey's expression of rage in that scene is some of the funniest stuff he does in this entire movie. And he's even like, you can see he's like slow motion melvin. We're die! <laughs> he's, like pulling the trigger. Die. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, the, the final scene is so perfect as it is. The town's back that way uh you gotta forgive my friend he's a little slow <laughs> i always uh i always read this ending wrong too uh, i completely missed that they're not in colorado anymore it's only this time i'm watching like where's the rockies you know? <laughs> john denver again seriously but uh obviously they say that like the cops took our pad we don't have any of the money left over and they said and then our our hog i love to referred to it as a hog our hog breaks down so they're yeah. probably in wyoming now or something like that something like, like Ar- I always arizona
0: assumed- or, Well, arizona probably a bit Past Colorado, the other direction. Yeah. 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 Well, because it's like know, a Western I've, ending. I re- did read somewhere that it was meant to, it's signify, meant to be like
1: walk in the sunset. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: I never picked yeah, up like on a, that. I always thought this was just like out of town of Aspen. That's, yeah. Because
1: yeah, when they say there's a yeah. town back that way, I'm assuming they're referring to Aspen, but they're obviously referring to whatever Wyoming or wherever there is. But yeah. those,
0: that's a weird little plot hole. The two things that kind of like question in this was. How does Nicholas know where they're staying? I guess they were followed when they went to the hotel. And yeah. when they go like the town's back that way, wouldn't the bus have already come through that town? Cause you only see like one road. So, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm maybe just waiting for the two perfect guys to come along. <laughs> they thought this was them. Uh, but, um, if, if you yeah, and I, yeah. was, if
0: that was you and I in real life and you prevented that, I'd punch you and I'd leave.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I would have been that guy. There's a town back that way. Okay. There's a guy named Noah Groves who really could use this job you, right you now. You and Noah would be there. I'm like, piss off. <laughs> I'm on board. Sorry, this is not bad. This is me and Noah. <laughs> yeah, you and Noah. Me, I'm, I'm already driving the bus. <laughs> uh I, I think that's pretty much everything uh oh yeah other than <laughs> says on the rifle on that briefcase oh mr samsonite <laughs> i just want to let you know <laughs> forgot about that bit yeah yeah uh this this is a perfect movie like it ends exactly the way it should have ended uh you know it's the, the whole over the top thing with like the gun very ace ventura like as well where the, the plot the crime plot of this is so tacked on and in a good way, like you don't need mm. to have all this extra development and exposition. Like it's okay that this guy, this kidnapper, is. I do question, though, the thing that I question is more: why is the husband? The husband's obviously being held in Aspen. Like this is minutes later after you know the FBI storms in there. What if you shot him in the face scene? And the husband's there, so they're they're keeping there. But they had all this secrecy as far as the money. You're going to drop the money in Providence. I don't want anybody around. It's going to be a public place. But then they go to Aspen and, like, the guy's there. The husband's there the whole time. So yeah. pretty Why, she in, if you think
0: why is he in Providence? Like, I
1: mean, it's, hey, is it's, this a family home? Maybe yeah. they live there, but this is their vacation home? Who knows?
0: There's a lot of questions. Two quick things before I get to the closing bits. I didn't realize that Clint Eastwood, now that we've brought him up, uh, never won an Oscar for acting. Did you know that? Really? He's won four was, Oscars. Was he at least nominated for Unforgiven? He's been nominated for Unforgiven and Million Dollar Baby. Never won but he's won four Oscars. Uh, He won for Best Director and Best Picture for Unforgiven and Best Director and Best Picture for Million Dollar Baby. I thought he'd won like plenty of acting (laughs) ones. There you go. That's crazy. It's kind of like Mel Gibson. He's won an Oscar, well, like a couple Oscars, but never for acting. Yeah, Um, never as an actor. I don't even know if
1: Mel Gibson's been nominated.
0: Ben Affleck uh, and Matt Damon are Academy Award winners, but obviously for, you know, that. Um, And the guy who plays um, Bobby... Brad Lockerman, uh, not really much of an actor. He hasn't been in much, but I think he was a general hospital guy. He was in 115 episodes general hospital. He played Shep Casey um, and Casey Rogers. So he played two different people. Uh, And then outside of that, he's best known for one episode of Baywatch. He was in Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult, Fatal Passion, where he played Doctor. Uh, Then he was in Chicago Hope where he played... Doctor Jake, like he's obviously typecast, and then he went into like video game voices in like Die Hard video game and the Knockout Kings video game. So this guy, ugly, and
1: not in many things. (laughs) But this is kind of what I appreciate about the fairly Brothers—they they they cast ugly people. Um, But really, you and I, you and I, you're telling me there's a chance. Telling me there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) But they have this roster of like. Some cases, they're very small-time actors. Mm. But I know that even in... uh, There's something about Mary. They just cast locals from their hometown. I think it was the same with like Stuck on You and Shallow Hal. Like They're just like, these are friends of ours. We're going to put them in the movie. And that's one of the things why these movies kind of do have a heart to it and they feel authentic because they're just filling it with real people instead of just all actors.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Uh, So this movie
0: was actually pretty well-received. I always thought that this was kind of like... More like Ace sure I guess where it wasn't well-received, but it actually was. I mean, a lot of people, I think, were worried that this was going to be like, oh, new dumb comedy in Hollywood, and this is what it's going to be like. But um, 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.1% uh, the site consensus, a relentlessly stupid comedy elevated by its main actors. Jim Carrey goes bonkers, and Jeff Daniels carries himself admirably in an against-type performance. Roger Ebert gave the film two of four stars and a hit-or-miss Comedy praised the performances of Karen and Daniels dubbing the former a true original and writing that the dead parakeet joke made me laugh so loudly I embarrassed myself. I just couldn't <laughs> stop. Um, Stephen Holden of the New York Times said Kerry was a new Jerry Lewis. Uh, Peter Stack of San Francisco Chronicle called it right, righteous rib-splitting and gave the film praise for being both crude and slapstick comedy and smart comedy. Although, again, how was Jim Carrey nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for these three films?
1: Like, honestly. Like, well... Even looking at like, I don't know if you you got to this section because it's not really with the reviews, but this movie ended up on four four or five worst of the year lists in 1994 with one critic, David Stupik from the Milwaukee Journal, ranked it seventh on the best of year. And this is 1994, the year of Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump and everything else. Yeah, so you got one smart year. critic there, but. Some people really did hate this movie, which I, I would think those opinions have probably changed now.
0: Just quickly on the Razzies, we're obviously going to be doing the Oscars and maybe we're touching that. But um, the uh, the Razzies, they they were talking about, like all the news that got made in the Razzies was the fact that it was like, oh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is finally being nominated for like Razzies and they nominated Shazam Fury of the Gods. I mean, come on. Yeah. But like, I know they were apparently like when I was reading the odds for like Oscars and Razzies, the big one for the Razzies was that they were doing talking about Tommy Wiseau and Big Shark. Didn't get nominated for a single one, but speaking of Big Shark, <laughs> Meg to the Trench got nominated for yeah. a bunch. So um, <laughs> good old Tommy Wiseau missing out on Razzie nom. Did, did The Room get nominated for Razzies? I don't, did it?
1: I, I think that's one of those movies that nobody really even knew existed until years later. Right, okay. Well, I mean, they haven't announced the
0: Razzie Redeemer Award, and I mean, I don't think Jim Carrey ever got nominated outside of uh, these, but uh, anyway... Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, it made year-end lists. It was listed as, what, 445th on Empire's uh, 500 Greatest Movies of All Time back in 2008. In 2000, Total Film uh, voted Dumb and Dumber the fifth greatest comedy of all time. I don't know what number one was, but uh, there you go. 1995 MTV Movie Awards. Carrie won Best Comic Performance. And as you said, Carrie and Holly uh, won. They actually won for Best Kiss. Um, and Mm. Kerry and Daniels were nominated for Best On-Screen Duo. So what else was nominated? I mean, this is a year where Pulp Fiction is still nominated. Um, So Best Female Performance went to Sandra Bullock of Speed. Most Desirable Female, Sandra Bullock from Speed, beat out Cameron Diaz in The Mask. Um, And so Best On-Screen Duo. I mean, Jim Kerry and Jeff Daniels were beaten by Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves in Speed. So, Mm. you know, I mean, pretty... You'd be pretty all happy with the du- duos of that year. So you have Sandra yeah. Bullock and Keanu Reeves win, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt for Interview with the Vampire, Juliette Lewis and Woody Harrelson for Natural Born Killers, and Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta for Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's-
1: I was about to say, if they don't have Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, but no no Tom Hanks and Gary Sinise, that's kind of shocking.
0: Well, best comedic performance. I mean, this is, t- what a stacked category. I couldn't choose from all of this. Jim Carrey wins with Dumb and Dumber. Beats out Jim Carrey for The Mask. Tim Allen for The Santa Clause, Tom Allen for True Lies, and uh, Tom Arnold, sorry, and Adam Sandler for Billy Madison. Now that's a list. Wow. That is a big, big list. And Lauren Holly and Jim Carrey beat out Julie Depley Delpy and Ethan Hawke in Before Sunrise, Juliet Lewis and Woody Harrelson, Natural Born Killers, Sandra Bullock and County Reeves in Speed, and Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. Wow. Um, and we didn't even talk you know, about that. Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz nominated for Hey Pachuco for the massive best dance sequence lost to John Travolta and Uma Thurman. Fair enough. Uh, but also Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tia Carrera in True Lies and uh, a bunch of people for the Brady Bunch movie, which I actually remember liking oh, as a kid.
1: That, that's a great movie. Yeah. It's funny because last week I was saying that I, I remembered the Jim Carrey, Cameron Diaz clip where there was revealed the best kiss, but it must've actually been the Lauren Holly, Jim Carrey one. Cause I thought the mask isn't even on there.
0: Yeah, I see best song from a movie. Nothing from Tum Dumb and Dumber, but Madonna. I'll remember from <laughs> With Honors. Why <laughs> was your Men in Black. With Honors. With um, Honors. Anyway, um, uh, box office. Uh, so this did quite well. Uh, um, One hundred and twenty-seven million dollars. Apparently, only made two hundred and ninety-four dollars worldwide international. So um, that was that was just some random person in Australia going for it. Um, so overall for the year, it came in at sixth. Uh, so below the Flintstones and clear and present. Am I doing the right one here again? Or, uh, uh, what do I always do in
1: calendar, uh, calendar or in year? I think it's in year.
0: Oh, we always get this confused. Don't we? Yeah. Anyway. Um, sure. (laughs) Well,
1: it was good. It made
0: lots of money. Um, the (laughs) the weekend it was launched. Um, number one, $16 million. But knocking off uh, the sixth week of the Santa Claus, $8 million. What a weekend. He yeah, had the Santa Claus, mm-hmm. Disclosure, Speechless open also, oh, also open that weekend. Nell, isn't that a Jodie Foster movie? Yeah. Um, Only opened on two theatres that weekend. But also at the movie Secret, we've seen Disclosure, Drop Zone, Speechless, The Lion King, Star Trek Generations, Junior, A Low Down Dirty Shame, Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles, Miracle on 34th Street, and Pulp Fiction in its 10th week. Um, and a immortal beloved. Okay. Um, user reviews. I guess we do one stars. Uh, yeah. Simply awful. About as funny as a hernia operation. Jim Carrey was one of the first diagnosed sufferers of ANTS. Absolutely no talent syndrome, a disease that exploded onto the Hollywood scene the day Sylvester Stallone got famous and has been devastating the community ever since. But this movie Stop, is Dad. bad, even for him. In fact, it's so bad it's almost worth watching. On second thoughts, no, it isn't. The dumb and dumber here really ought to be the writer-director brothers who are responsible for this pile of unadulterated bat guano. Who gives the Farrellys money to make movies, and why aren't they heavily sedated in secure accommodation? I'm sorry. Ken liver sausage. What else have you reviewed here? You've reviewed specter and you've said bond by numbers, negative numbers. Um, yeah, everything you've reviewed, you've said is crap. So battleship makes independence. Day look like the seventh seal. Uh, I just watched that movie this week. Yeah, I bet you did. Uh, passenger 57, (laughs) absolute rubbish. Star Wars, episode three. What did we do to deserve this? Um, Do they like anything? Drop dead, Ken Liver Sausage. Uh, What else have we got here? Trash, one star, the title says it all, stupidity on film, gag, one of the most movies ever. Um, Easily worst film I ever paid to see. Not clever, not funny, not entertaining. I was staring at my watch, waiting for it to end. Nothing redeeming about it. The theater was empty, a clear sign.
1: What? Wait a second. When was that review written?
0: That movie that was written in 2018.
1: Hold on. So uh, 2018, they saw this movie. How many years would that be? What? 24.
0: 25
1: years. 24 years after it came out. They're like, the theater's empty. I bet it's going to bomb. The movie's already been a huge hit for like 20-something years.
0: And we also mentioned that um, happy 25th anniversary to Star Wars Episode One, and they're supposedly re-releasing yeah. it in cinemas. I don't know whether we're going to get it. Uh, and Tasmania's getting Goldfinger, and yet Sydney isn't for like celebrating that soon. Like, what the fuck? Move too soon. I know. I hope we get episode one. Um I've seen that what? Twice when it was released and then three D, so fourth time's a charm, right? Um Plot keywords, plot keywords. Uh Drinking Urine Month? We <laughs> could do that.
1: That's probably I, good. I tried looking.
0: Bear grills. Uh so dumb and dumber, this is the end, the dictator and Minari. Sure. Um Friendship between men months. Ooh. I got
1: one for Ben spitting on a hamburger month. All right, what do we got? Uh, well, only three movies: Dumb and Dumber, Super Troopers, and West.
0: Not ah, West, my favorite. Um, Blind Boy Month. Um, yes. <laughs> shall, shall we do that? Featuring American Underdog, Melina, uh, Dumb and Dumber, and Dude, Where's My Car? It's got Jennifer Garner in it. You'd be down for that. Uh, Male Pubic Hair Month. <laughs> When's there pubic hair in this movie? Uh, Poor Things, Saltburn. Anyone but you and anatomy of a fall. Well, we're doing two of them very shortly. So um, <laughs> we're
1: about to do them. Um, heart in Hand month. But once hand? upon a t- heart, in oh, hand. heart. <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time, suicide squad, legends of the fallen
0: from dust till dawn. Sure. Uh, sexual fantasy month. Uh, tongue stuck on a pole month. X-lax reference <laughs> to Cinderella. Yeah. No. Utah month. Let's do Utah month. <laughs> Uh, featuring Napoleon Dynamite, Jurassic World, Dominion, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Independence Day. Cool.
1: I, uh, I, I'm i just happy here that there is Dine-In Dash Month. Dumb and Dumber is number one. Bugsy Malone is number two. But that Jeff Daniels movie, Something Wild, is number three. Oh, there you go. Uh, crying Dog Month. Oh, God.
0: Um, Bin. Yeah, terrible movie. Um, horrible. Horrible. Uh, bye, and this is my number one right now. Uh, it's hard because these three movies yes. are so good that we've done, but I mean, this is the only one that made my top 50. And again, if, if the mask, mask should have, the mask probably would have been like you know, in the 40s or 30s. This is number 17 on my list, so clearly, this is a beloved movie. And I think this is only below The Truman Show, is my favorite Jim Carrey movie. I think I had three from memory, oh. I think The Cable Guy, Truman Show, and this made my top 50. Um, so, yeah, and I, I'd probably stand by that. I'd probably say this would be behind The Truman Show as my favorite Jim Carrey movie and The Cable Guy, which I any excuse for us to eventually do The Cable Guy. Um, yeah, let's just do Jim Carrey Year.
1: <laughs> Jim Carrey Oz. Uh, yeah, this is, there was never a question. This was going to be my number one. Uh, it's so easily my number one that I think if you were to combine my love for The Mask and Ace Ventura, and I love both of those movies, it still doesn't come close to touching Dumb and Dumber the uh, only thing consent. that's up in the air is uh with consent yes uh but the only thing that's up in the air is where man on the moon can land
0: and i i have nothing to add on man and moon. i don't know why i didn't see this i don't i don't know why maybe like it just i think at the time when i was like i would have been like what 12 when this came out um i didn't know who andy Kaufman. was i didn't get it. i probably saw the trailer and was like eh. like it was it was nothing like this to me sort of you kind of went into this period where Jim Carrey started to be a bit more of a dramatic actor for about five minutes in the early 2000s. Like I know the majestic wasn't too long after this. Um, I think it was at number 43 or whatever the hell that was. I think that was more mid 2000s, but he started to get a lot of flack and like, Mm -hmm. I know like I defended him to death in the Truman show and still to this day, I think he was robbed of an Oscar for that. And I know this was kind of the next one because I think he won consecutive years, didn't he, for best dramatic actor, if I'm not mistaken, and still didn't mm-hmm. get nominated for an Oscar, even for this. I don't know why I never saw this. I just and I still to this day haven't seen it. We nearly did it a couple of years ago when we we're going to do Biopic Month, and then I like if I've got the time this week, which I should. I don't have a job. Um, I want to watch the documentary around this as well. So, Jim and Andy, have yeah. you seen it or like? Because I don't know, yeah. should I should I watch the documentary first or the movie first? I probably the movie would- first and the documentary, right?
1: Yeah, I'd watch the movie first. I, what's interesting, though, is that this movie didn't do well when it came out. And it's kind of almost, I wouldn't say it's forgotten now, but it never really developed that big cult following that I think it deserved. Uh, the majority of the publicity behind this movie was the publicity leading up to the movie. All the stunts that people didn't realize, is this real, is this fake? Like Jim Carrey fighting with uh, the, the real one of the real guys that's portrayed in this movie. There was Jim Carrey, Jerry Lawler, you know, which is playing on an actual scene in the movie. And they they basically decided to promote this movie like it was Andy Kaufman. When you see the Jim and Andy documentary after the fact, you're going to realize how much of it was probably just Jim Carrey being way too in character, where he wanted to promote this movie as essentially being Andy Kaufman. Uh, when this movie was coming out, I remember hearing about it probably before Jim Carrey even signed on, that like there was a lot of talk about this Andy Kaufman biopic. And I had no idea who Andy Kaufman was. I had to ask my mom, some guy from a TV show called Taxi they're making a movie about, and then when I heard it was Jim Carrey, She's like, oh, yeah, that's this this guy from Taxi, whatever. Uh, I I saw the movie and that got me into Andy Kaufman. And I have gone back and watched so much Andy Kaufman stuff since like I would say I'm a massive Andy Kaufman fan because of this movie. Uh, and it's weird that this is it, it definitely is more dramatic than the movies we've covered so far. And it's not as dramatic as Truman Show. But whereas Truman Show, I think, was like, you know, maybe 60, 70 percent drama and you know, 30, 40% comedy. I would say this movie is the opposite. This movie is like 60, 70% comedy with like 30, 40% drama. Cause even the drama in this movie, without spoiling too much, you know, th- there's a, there's a very dark scenes in this movie that because the real the way the real Andy Kaufman is are played for laughs. Um, he, he is a bizarre person. Uh, his comedy is bizarre, but it's like, it, it legitimately makes me laugh. Although I don't feel like I would have found all Andy Kaufman as funny had I not seen this movie. Uh, But I haven't seen it for years now. Um, I used to watch this all the time. I'm very excited to cover it again. Uh, This is, it's probably the most underrated movie Jim Carrey's ever done.
0: Is this the R.E.M. song? Was this released for this movie or did that already exist?
1: The the R.E.M. song Man on the Moon came out before this movie, but that's how they got the title of it because the song was partially about Andy Kaufman. But in Mm. this movie, R.E.M. uh, records a new song called The Great Beyond, which I think is... Probably one to R.E.M.'s top five songs of all time.
0: Have you done that on your ranking list, Colin?
1: I ranked the R.E.M. albums, but sadly, The Great Beyond was not uh, on an album. Uh, Although I, if I rank their songs, it will be on there. I just have to have time to rank about 400 songs. Who do you prefer, R.E.M. or Crash Test Dummies? Oh, R.E.M. No. That. I'm, I'm sorry, Winnipeg. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, R.E.M. is either number one or number two favorite band of all time for me. Uh,
0: who's number one? The Go-Go's?
1: No, well, the Go-Go's weren't around long enough either. <laughs> But <laughs> of that, my other favorite, they, they did, like, cool over, She's like, bang. 40 years. <laughs> but, like, uh, another band basically from the same area, uh, Collective Soul. Uh, Collective Soul and R.E.M., both from the same area of Georgia. Kind of similar sounds in certain areas. Uh, but, uh, yeah, R.E.M. REM is, like... I, I was listening to R.E.M. yesterday. I was just telling Jamie, I'm like, it is impossible to listen to one R.E.M. song and not love this band. Like, I almost challenge people. Listen to every R.E.M. song ever. I just...
0: I just... I mean nothing against REM. I just it always just reminds you of Independence Day, which then reminds you of The Simpsons. Um, and then I remember they had that um, when they sort of what made a comeback and like. And I I'd first gotten uh, like cable TV, so I used to always watch the music channels. And their new album was like 2003, 2004, and they did that Bad Day song. And the the, the oh, film yeah. clip was them like being like a news presenter. And I used to always love that song. And it was it's kind of like Blondie did a song once where it was like. Um, Good girls, like a newer, some of the newer stuff that nobody ever cared Duran Duran did a new mm-hmm. song once and no one cared about it because it wasn't like the 80s Duran Duran. But it's yeah. like, you know when you randomly like one of these old bands who do a new song? i like,
2: I like that song. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Fleetwood yeah. Mac, I remember, did like a new song that they used in Third Watch. And I used to love that song. And <laughs> no one talks about that song. I'm like, oh, it's in Third
1: Watch. Um, it's almost like Third Watch. Nobody talks about
0: it. <laughs> touche. Uh, but we'll also have other stuff this week. Uh, 24, uh, Scott Pilgrim ended. The Oscars are soon. Uh, A couple of weeks away, which uh, we were just having an off-air meeting about when we're recording, and uh, I've only seen Barbie and Oppenheimer, and none of the other ones. I have real no thoughts on any of them yet. Um, Emma Stone as a child in a woman's body having sex. That's all I've heard about that movie. So... um haven't you heard about that apparently it's like
1: disturbing I, I saw the trailer but i didn't hear that this is gonna be like the woman having sex with a fish in shape of water well, it's like it's
0: like a cnn article they were talking about like, a disturbing sex because apparently like in the movie she's like a, a child in an adult's body but she's like having sex so it's basically like a child having sex with a man or something like that and everyone's like disturbed by it i don't think it's salt burn where people are drinking like cum water or something like yeah. that but um <laughs> colin had to look that up um but yeah anyway uh Coming soon. No, after I have to say salt burn, Ben. Don't say that. That's disgusting. Um,
1: my name is Ben, and Walmart. We landed on the moon, and my name is. Oh, it starts with an S. Uh, sw- swimmy, swami, slippy, slappy. Swanson, Colin, I was way
0: off. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social.